Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey guys, brand new podcast, and you are really going to love this one. This might be the hardest I've ever laughed on a podcast. Um, it uh, it builds. The drunker we get, the more we la- laugh. And, and Brad and uh, had to go to Guam the next day. I'm going to fucking start giggling. Just You'll get it. He had to go to Guam this morning, and uh, we kept him on long. It's a great podcast. Uh, I really think, I know you guys really love this doing... Jamie won, and we're going to have Jamie back with, or a stew back with um, Devin Sawa. But uh, this one is, I'm telling you, man, I've hit a stride. These late night Monday podcasts are really fucking fun. I got to backlog a couple because I'm going on tour. Oh, shit. This weekend, August uh, 24th through 26th, Stand Up Live Phoenix. Late show Saturday. I'm still doing a late show Saturday despite the fact that the fight of the century is going on. So get your tickets to Stand Up Live Phoenix. Denver Comedy Works, the 27th sold out. 28th is sold out. And there are now tickets on the 29th. Uh, And then Singapore, September 9th. Perth, September 11th. Sydney, September 13th. Melbourne, September 14th. And Brisbane, September 18th. DC Improv, all shows sold out. We have added a late show Thursday, everybody, on the 28th. Uh, to the DC Improv. This just in, Austin, I will be there the 12th, 13th, and 14th of October. We just added that today. Um, I'm getting ready for this special, so I'm really kind of hitting the road hard this fall. But Austin at Cap City Comedy Club, the 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, Chicago Improv, 1921 of October. Impractical Jokers Cruise, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and 4th of November. That's my birthday, the 3rd. Irvine Improv, the 9th through 11th. Tampa Improv, the 16th through 18th. Calusa Casino on the 1st of December. Spokane Comedy Club, the 14th through 16th. West Palm Beach Improv, New Year's Eve, the 29th, 30th, 31st. And I'm flying home, I guess, the 1st, right? There you go. That's going to be an expensive flight. Stress Factory in New York. In New Jersey, January 11th through 13th. Tacoma Comedy Club, the 18th through 20th. Helium Comedy Club in Portland, the 25th through 27th. And the 28th, I guess, in January. I don't normally do that. Oh, I know why. Because I'm getting ready for my special that I'm shooting at the Trocadero, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. There will be dates added the first week in February, the second week in February, the third week in February. And then we are taking a fucking break. I've been burning it hard on the road. A little unhealthy, I would say. Isla said to me today, um, Dad, you're working too much. Yes, we had a long talk about it on the car ride to the eye doctor. For real? Yes. She said, Can, it, She said, is Dad working tonight? Yeah. I said, yeah, he is. And she went, I've been trying to watch Wreck-It Ralph with him since we were in Florida. Yeah, I, I feel th- guilty. I told her to tell you that. She did. Good. You yeah. are working too much. You need to take one day off a week. Yeah. You do. I know. 
I need to take a day off a week. Tonight I'm doing Joey Diaz's podcast. Mm. So if you're listening to this, realize that me and Joey are on Joey's podcast, The Church of What's Happening Now. He is picking me up tonight at 845. So I'm working. But they're going to be asleep, you know? I don't know. Whatever. How do you sanitize these mics after he leaves? Why does it smell? Remember last time it smelled so Oh, no, so no. He's, I'm doing his podcast. It's just oh. smell like weed, babe. Yeah, no. Yeah, like weed. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't sanitize them. Hey, guys, L.A. PodFest is coming up. Have you ever wanted to see live podcasts? By the way, this is a great festival. Um, I wish I was a part of it. I tried to get my schedule so that I could get in on this, but, uh, but I, I, I'm gone. Am I gone? Am I doing this? October 7th, 8th, and 9th. October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Let me check. I don't think I'm doing it. I thought I was doing it for a second. I might be doing this. I think you might be. I think I am doing this. Shit. I got. I should look into this. You should maybe, yeah. Uh, if I am doing this, I'll be doing a live podcast. Uh, not only you see me there, but you're going to see a ton of other great live podcasts, including WTF with Mark Marin, The Dollop. We all know how much we love the fucking dollop. By the way, uh, they're going to be back on my podcast for a Monday night late drinking podcast uh, coming up. I think uh, Dave's got something big coming up. I'm not, not going to spoil it or alert it. My Favorite Murder, The Jackie and Lori Show, and loads of more comedy podcasts. Mark your calendars, October 6th, 7th, and 8th, and come down to the beautiful, historic Biltmore Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. This Ooh. hotel was the home of the Academy Awards back in the 30s. Did you know that, Leanne? Yes, I did. It's a beautiful hotel. This is really special because it's a 100% independent event produced by podcasters for podcast fans. So if you're into podcasts, this is the kind of shit you want to go to. There's not some corporate shill trying to make a nut off of something that just got hot. I, I mean, look, Graham Elwood's the guy putting it together. So we know, you all know Graham. Graham's fucking fantastic. Um I've heard about this festival for a long time. I've always wanted to be a part of it. Graham reached out to us independently and tried to get us all to, to hold the dates on our calendars. And uh, and I th- I guess I did. I don't know why I did. Maybe you should put it in your calendar. Maybe I, sh- I have a hard time putting stuff in my calendar. So I'll probably do a, a drinking. Maybe I'll do a call and sick to work show podcast there. And we'll just drink early morning down at the Biltmore. Oh, I'd love that. Anyway, go to LAPodFest.com to buy your tickets. That's L.A. P-O-D-F-E-S-T dot com to buy your tickets right now. It's going to be a long year. So make sure you have some laughter scheduled into it. Don't miss us and tons of others. Go to LAPodFest.com and buy your tickets now. By the way, I'm well aware that you guys are like, dude, 30 minutes of ads? Yeah, I know. And and then then I give you three and a half hours of comedy. That's so funny you say that because I was in Brea. And there were so many people that said they they listened to all of our ads. Because I'm on them. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, they're not going to tell you what. <laughs> in yeah, but person. then they just wouldn't say anything. I didn't say, hey, do you listen to the ads because I'm on them? No. But they were saying that. I thought that was cool, you jerk. Um, I thought that was cool. This podcast also brought to you by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. Uh, Mac Weldon, if you don't know, they're the swim underwear I wore. In Georgia or in Alabama, I love Mack Weldon. I love their socks. All I have really of theirs is socks and underwear. Their underwear is fantastic. I actually work out in their underwear and don't even wear pants anymore. Like, because oh, I'm like, yeah, the only problem is it drips down my legs into my socks. Their socks are super cushiony. And this swim underwear, if you have the problem that I have where like some of the bathing suits chafe the head of your dick, 
those swim underwear are fucking fantastic. Mack Weldon believes in smart designs, premium fabric, and simple shopping. It was super simple. We just went online and just went through and just clicked everything, and it's just sent directly to your house. It's the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants. It's, they've got fucking everything on this place. It's like comfort wear, right? They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally anto, antimicrobial. Intro? Antimicrobial. Antimicrobial. That means they eliminate odor. Uh-huh. Look, they just want you to be fucking comfortable. So go get your first pair. And if you don't like it, you can keep it. And they'll still refund you. No questions asked. That's, I like a company that does That's that. That's a deal, man. They're confident. Yeah. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. I love working out in them. I really do. Yeah. I worked out in their socks, their dress socks, because I, I, I ran out of socks. And I was like, you know what? These are kind of like sports socks. They're, 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 they're well put together. They're really nice, and the underwear is really kind of fashionable. I love those swim underwear. And yeah. I've, I've, I, by the way, I wore those swim underwear. Uh, I took my bathing suit off and let my bathing suit dry, and my swim underwear dried on me at the lake so fucking quick. Right. I love those swim underwear. That's awesome. They're really – it's almost like – it's going to sound crazy, but it's almost like wearing um, pantyhose on your junk. Oh. Like it's just kind of sexy. Yeah, totally sexy. Anyway, go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off by using the promo code BERTCAST. Try those swim underwear out. I think you'll like them. Their socks are great, too. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code BERTCAST. That's 20% off at MacWeldon.com using the promo code BERTCAST. I had a great night of sleep last night, Leanne. Your back's feeling better, isn't it? So much better. I can't even tell you. It's amazing. We got a great. We had a. We had bed problems for a long time. Yes. And uh, we would buy very, very expensive beds. And you know, you try them out in the store, and you think they were awesome. And then two weeks later, after you slept on them, your back's hurting, your neck's hurting. It was awful, really. Yeah. And you know, you always heard the best mattress is a memory foam mattress, but God, they cost a fortune. You yeah. thought until. We got a phone call. I put it out there. I was like, I hate, I hate my fucking mattress. Can someone please help me out? Literally a day later, we get a call from Casper Mattress because the Burtcast now is supported by Casper Mattresses, offering an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. We got this mattress. I have a problem with my shoulder, my left shoulder, because I sleep on my side. And I try to even it out because I felt like all my fat was aggregating to one side. So I felt like my right side, because I was sleeping on my right side too much, was getting fatter than my left side. And my left side started hurting on this other mattress because I had these little body dents. So my arms were going up. These memory, mo- memory foam, your bu- it, it contours to your body. And my left arm doesn't hurt anymore. It's amazing. They sleep so amazing. And I have to say, I was really skeptical when the thing showed up. It showed up in a box. It showed up in a box, and I was like, fuck, There's we There's no fucked. way. And we have a California king. So it showed up in a box that was like the size of our coffee table. And, and then, I thought, and well, then, is, there's no way. There's and this is how solid they were, is they sent the wrong size. And we were like, hey, we, have, we got the wrong size. And they were like, don't take it out of the box. They came, grabbed the box, switched it out. We got the California king, put it on, slept on it that night. Yep. And it's comfortable as shit. It's amazing. It really is. I'll never, is. ever buy any other kind of mat- mattress. I will always buy a Casper mattress. And it's affordable. That's the thing. Yes. I was spending five grand on a mattress because I was like, I had the mindset, 
You should spend as much on your mattress as you do on your car. You spend more time on your mattress. Yeah. And, man, that will never happen again. I will only shop with Casper. Because with over 20,000 reviews on on Casper, Amazon, and Google, and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. It's awesome. Casper Mattress combines supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. I like their sink. I love their bounce. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Try sleeping on a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund everything. Casper mattresses are designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. of A. Special offer to my listeners right now. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash BurtCast and using the promo code BurtCast. Terms and conditions apply. Look, guys, that was like 12 minutes of ads. That, was, that, that wasn't was awesome. so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And I want to thank all my sponsors. I use you guys daily, and you make my life better. Isla is flashing us from the man cave. Hey, come here. Ladies and gentlemen, special guest appearance, Isla Kreischer. Hey, tell them what you told me about not working. I didn't like when he worked at night because then I've been wanting to watch a movie with him for like three months and he was never home to watch it. Does that make me a bad dad? Maybe. What do you like more, uh, watching movies with me or eating? Watching movies. What about watching movies with me or not sleeping under trees at night in the park? Watching movies and eating at the same time. What do you like better? Uh, uh, Being able to go to the eye doctor and to the doctor and not dying because we live in gutters or watching movies? Oh, Jesus. Watching movies. Wow, you really have your priorities screwed up, Isla. Well, we are not working tonight. I'm doing Joey's podcast late night tonight. Okay, baby? You'll be in bed. And then... And then I'll try to I'll try to jam in a workout later, or maybe first thing tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I'm sorry. Okay. Are you doing like a thing for one of your things, like a promo thing? For yeah, yeah. I'm doing a promo. This is for the Burtcast for my podcast. Oh, I thought it was for like Blue Apron or something. Got to edit that fucking out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not this episode. Not this episode, Isla. <laughs> Not this episode. But they thank you for your free plug. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next time he does one for them, maybe you should come in and talk about how much you like it. Yeah, hey, how much do you like how much do you like uh mom and dad's bed? I like your mattress. Oh, there you go, Casper. What do you like about oh, the mattress? Casper, the friendly goose. <laughs> or Casper the comfy mattress. Yeah, what do you like about mom and dad's mattress? I like that it smells. <laughs> you like how it Casper, smells? Casper, you didn't even know you had that. <laughs> all right, all right. Get out of here. we got to finish this read. When will you come in? I'm coming in right now, baby. I just got to post this podcast, and I'm coming in. And we're watching Wreck-It Ralph, okay? I, I know. I know. Dad is doing the best he can. All right. I love you. Um, so today's podcast, like I said... It just gets progressively better. You're going to love it. Uh, they have a podcast. I know you guys like me to explain who everyone is. Um, 
Adam Ray and and Brad Williams are my guests today. Adam is uh, and Brad have a podcast called About Last Night. I did their podcast. I had a fucking blast. And they say on the podcast, they say it's one of the most listened to episodes. And it's because not it's only because we have great chemistry. The three of us, Brad and I, are very similar men. Uh, oddly enough. I think a lot of people on the road have always said that, that we're similar guys. We just want to have a good time. We want to be silly. We want to be goofy. We want to giggle. And we're not, we don't talk shit about people. We don't hate on people. We don't feel like we're in a contest with anyone. We just do our own thing. Adam is absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, they met in USC at a date together. They're going to tell you all about this. But Adam's a comedian. He's good friends with another one of my good friends, uh, Andy, Andy Devine. Adam Devine, who we end up talking about on this podcast. But I'm telling you when I say this, you're going to be laughing your fucking dicks off today because Brad... I'm just gonna let I'm gonna just let you find it. I don't want to spoil it, ladies and gentlemen. Today's cow podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today's birdcast. <laughs> Adam Ray and Brad Williams. This is mm-hmm. yeah. It's a it's a it's a big day in the Chrysler household. Well, yeah, not every day you get a new car. Yep, the girls. I feel bad because the first place I went to go look, we went to go look at the Lincoln Continental. And uh, everyone in the floor on the showroom recognized me. They were like, the machine! And I was like, yes! Oh, and so it was fun as fuck. It was during the eclipse. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Dude, did you? I, I've had, seen uh, pictures and uh, some videos. I'm waiting for Instagram the double filters. rainbow eclipse guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like the guy that freaks out. <laughs> hey, did you see Trump really looked at the fucking eclipse? Yeah, man. I, I love that. I'm starting to like him again. <laughs> <laughs> it's going all, it's going all the way back around just because he's like, he's so bad. It's like. Buffoonery. Yeah, yeah, I love that yeah. he just goes fuck whatever they say. <laughs> I'm just gonna stare. I'm just gonna stare I'm up at the sun. The one than, thing I'm they tell you than to do. Everyone, yeah. I can like, do. This. My eyes won't. They won't get blinded. I've got <laughs> the, best know, fat, the best eyes. The best. The best fat googly eyes. <laughs> yeah, there probably is something in his brain when he makes choices like that, where he does think he's invincible. Like oh, the yeah. same way when you first start to smoke or drink. Like, God, I remember the first time I like. Smoked weed and I, I ended up stealing. Uh, I went, it was in, in um, Seattle, right? And a buddy of mine had come up to visit me from college, and I like for whatever reason felt like the need to like impress him because he was like this. He just already had this big backlog of like party stories, and I had yeah. really smoked pot. So we we got super high and we went to um, uh, Safeway, the grocery store in Seattle. And I was one of the things where I felt like invincible, and I walked down the aisle and I was like, I'm gonna get one cookie from Ev. Every bag, right? I went like 25 bags and I yeah. took, opened them and I took one cookie from each thing. <laughs> Not thinking about the consequences. And then I walked through and I'm like, well, now I want food. What do I want to get? What do I want to like buy? And then I got a loaf of bread and a Diet Pepsi. I was like, this seems like the perfect snack. And I do it right in front of two guys that later I find out were security guards. And I go through to pay for it. And then as soon as I walk by, I see the uh, the checker kind of close the register and go, all right, he's walking out. And I hear that in my peripheral, but I'm so baked, and I'm like, he must have been talking to somebody else who was stealing cookies. <laughs> and then I get outside, and the two security guys just grab me, and they go, you want to pay for those cookies? Like oh. fucking, like, in, you know, some, you know, and then I was like, I started to panic, and I looked at them, and I go, my girlfriend broke up with me today. <laughs> like, I was like, say something that'll tug at their heartstrings, and they're like, likely story. They take me upstairs, they go through all my shit, I start panicking, I'm like, I'm not gonna go to jail, am I? Like, no, you're cooperating, it's fine. Uh, and like, I was still so high that they were like, you know, all right, give me all your info, like, what's what's your address? And I was like, 241. Like, still eating the cookies? Like, I was like, dude, put the cookies down. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm actually high, you know? But, um, and that's how Adam got on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, Short Lake Forest Park, Washington. It's like 20 minutes north of Seattle. What? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Why? Why's that? I was like, today, today I knew you guys were coming over, and I was like, 
I was like, I know Adam, I, but I don't know him enough. So I yeah. go, I'm going to start watching some of his videos. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And so I start scrolling through and I go, man, I was like, if this was 1991, <laughs> you would have been picked up the day you got here and plugged into a sitcom as the Italian neighbor. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and like, Can we go back in time? Brooklyn, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I was like, I was like, oh, I bet he's from Staten Island or something. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder where he's from. I'm like, I'm not going to ask. And then I was like, oh, shoot. I'll check his Wikipedia page. Did you know there is an Adam Ray? Yeah, from who, like... The, the, um, that is, must be the ultimate farmer. Yeah. <laughs> R-E-Y. Yeah, you know, dude. Or it's gonna he be died in, like, to, 1868. It's going to be for you to top Adam fucking Ray, the farmer? <laughs> I have to become an actual farmer oh and crop God. better than he did? Oh, I that's guess. fucking hilarious. I was giggling so hard at that. But, but I can't believe you're from fucking Washington. Yeah, nobody, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know when whatever my... Aura is that. Uh, I mean, what did you think when you? I mean, oh, I definitely thought New York Jew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Say, Are you Jewish? Yeah. Okay. That Ray makes sense. is not. Oh, Ray is right. my mom's. Uh, my dad's last name, and but my mom's last name. Obviously, you take the. Yeah. I think you're you're Jewish based on the mom. I don't yeah, know. Why, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like the furthest thing I'm from a Jew. Dwarfist. I, I I don't know. It's all. It's, yeah, it's a whole new religion. We're starting it. Not not all that roller coasters involved. You really but, should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen. You went to the park with uh, Kate Quigley and yeah. uh, and and Jen Sturger, and they wouldn't let you on the ride because you were tall enough. And I was like. Uh, that's not fucking fair. Yeah, it's not. Like, Listen, man, it's your life. If you're gonna die on this thing, you're gonna die on this thing. That's yeah. up to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they should have like a little waiver at least. Just like, hey, if I die on this thing, not gonna sue you. Not your fault. Yeah, just yeah. not your. It completely clears you. And yeah, that's sort of a hack joke to say I can't go on roller coasters, but it's fucking true. It's true. Yeah. I can't. It what? sucks. Nobody, how did you guys meet? Uh, we first met in college. We, we both went to USC. I was into experimenting. Are you serious? And I was like, yeah. all right, I've been with chicks, but what does the other side look like? And much smaller. Let's start off small. I don't want to go big. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go with a black you guy. Start really? You start small like yeah. that. The Asian people. That, oh, here we go. That's yeah. Really? yeah. If, if, if like you came and said, like, hey, my only gay experience was with a midget, I'm sure all, all the guys would be like, well, that's not a gay experience. Dude, that's great. Just, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's just awesome. It's that's, <laughs> not, that's, not, that's not gay. That's more fetish. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. I yeah. mean, yeah. fetish trumps gay. Yeah, I understand that. If if, if, a, if a cute looking male dwarf oh. wa- walks in front of you, you can't be held responsible. I did right. have this conversation um, the other day with somebody about. They were like, "Has Brad ever tried to hook you up um, with uh, with a little oh, person?" And I was girl. like, "No, but like I've been. And I've, I guess I've met." A few with you, like I think yeah. I met some of the little women with you once because they came yeah. to a show. Yeah, the little and you know, and then you definitely. LA. I mean, I'm sure every dude when I don't know how much of a social situation you have to be in before you actually like hypothesize like what would it be like? Like would I five seconds? <laughs> what? Well, just like five seconds in front of a dwarf, and I think every guy goes like, "What would that be like?" Oh, I thought you were saying I would yeah. last five seconds. Oh, well, well, I mean, I, I was like, because they're tight as shit. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking a baby. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That's. A, I mean, it's funny you. It's funny you make that joke. Uh, I I had a dwarf I had a dwarf girlfriend that she would always shave down there, and I had to tell her like, you gotta grow some hair down yes. there. Yeah, you need because to look it like is imperative it. that you act your age yes, in the pubic and it region. Feels very uncomfortable for me because I'm holding I'm holding your legs up yeah. in the air and oh, then, spank me daddy and you're yeah. like no you no, can't god you please can't please and take that. the bib off because yeah. that's really this is really <laughs> creepy wait who, who is the who is the dwar, dwar, mi, I'm so bad at this combine them all I don't want yeah. to the dwidget who is the dwidget the dwidget there's that, a girl that. named Jess who hangs out with Mike Busey do you yeah. know her she's the, 
Where in, in here? Orlando? Oh yeah, Jess. Yeah. yeah, okay, I know Jess. She's great. Yeah, Je- Jess. She's sexy. Jess used to be on Micro Championship Wrestling. That was a thing. Really? Yeah, uh, <sighs> I sponsored it, and uh, yeah, she was a did. female dwarf wrestler. So yeah. It's- oh, it, it, like I would, I would love to be able to get mad and be like, "What do you think we all know each other?" But we fucking do. Yeah. We yeah. all Have know. Have you ever each been to other. a convention? I'm dying to go. No, yeah. I you wanna, love it. Well, I, I mean, I'm I, whenever the next one is, I'm yeah. pretty much but, your wedding and that convention are the two big events in my life coming up. Yeah, dude, I just, I, I'm telling you, the funniest thing I've ever heard, I've ever heard anyone ever say, <laughs> and I just told this to uh, Kevin and Bean the other day. Yeah, because I, I did a video. Did you see the video I did? Oh, I, oh, I saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, a bunch of the fans reached out. They're like, <laughs> Bert said he was funnier than you. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't yes. give a shit. It's Bert. We're friends. I was, I was not. First of all, that's not what I said. But yeah. I just said, tell, just this time, say I was funnier than Brad Williams. Yeah, so I made him do like five takes. But um, it was hilarious. The one, one, I said, they said, do you know Brad? And I said, of course I know Brad. I'm friends with Brad. And they're like, I go, wait, has Brad ever told you the story of his, you know, him and his girlfriend are swingers? And they're like, yeah. And I go, to, my favorite is that meet and greet where the guy just goes, uh, hey, you guys are swingers, right? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, can I fuck your wife? <laughs> Yep. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, you, you might hear about things like that, but that's not like uh, there. There's still uh, some qualifications you have yeah. to meet before you just yeah. go like, oh, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Take around the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot! You can't do that shit. Yeah. Um, uh, but wait, you guys met in college. So we met in college. So there was a uh, Brad was a, a year below me, mm-hmm. and. Um, and there was a, a stand up, a kid at our, at our class did a charity show that was a stand up contest, and Russell Peters and, and um, Jeff, Ross. Jeff Ross judged it. And I really? was a year yeah. out of school, so I think I was the only alumni, and I've been doing it maybe two years, I think. So I was like, I'm a, I'm a comic. I've been yeah. doing it, yeah, two years, you know? Crush it. And, uh, and so I went and auditioned, and you were like one of the. They were judging I, it, but you were hosting I, yeah, it. Yeah, I was hosting it because I had just started uh, going on the road with Mincy at that point. And they had told me, like, well, you've got experience, so yeah. you judge the Come thing. Come help us or, pick yeah, yeah, you host the thing. So I auditioned, yeah. and then, um, I don't know, I think you thought I was all right. And yeah. I had a great joke about Folger's Coffee. Sure. Dude, was it was my go-to. Do you well, remember starting out and having, like, one thing you were like, that's my closer for the next year and a half because I'm trying to get a good five minutes. You ready for mine? Yeah. Uh, you guys ever seen the, uh, the dating game? Uh Man, they ask the same questions every time. Bachelor number three, if you're going to take me on a date, what would be your perfect <laughs> date? Oh, I w- we'd go roller skating, then I'd take you to the beach, and I'd rub you down. i go, put me on that show. Bachelor number two, Bert, <laughs> if you could take me on the perfect date, what would be the perfect date? Well, Becky, you start drinking around six, <laughs> but I'm not picking you up till nine. And you've never tried cocaine before. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're snorting coke off my cock doing dick freezes. <laughs> That was my big closer. Oh Good night, Brea. Yeah. My, my buddy, who I'm shooting, shooting a sitcom with, he's producing it, was in the room with me when I wrote it. And uh, we lived across the street from each other on McDougal. On, yeah, on McDougal. And uh, McDougal, right? Yeah. yeah. In New York. And, uh, and he was in there. And, and it was like the first time I really wrote a joke. And we're watching it. And I was like, dude, give me that fucking question. And he was like, well, what would you say? And I was like, you don't start drinking... You start drinking at six, but I'm not picking up till nine. And he goes, his name's Tony. I give, should give him credit. Tony Hernandez. He goes, uh, that's a joke. And I went, what? And he goes, that is a joke. Just so you know, like, that's a joke. Fuck. And I went, oh. And he goes, what's the end of it? And I go, and you've never done cocaine before? And he starts laughing. I go, next thing you know, I start coke off my cock doing dick freezes. <laughs> and he was like, there you go, buddy. You got a joke. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. 
in that, it, Dude, having that, that second amazing. set of ears like that yeah. is always so... Patrice O'Neal. Like, Patrice O'Neal did that for me one time. I touched a stewardess's face because she was going to cut me off. And he goes, that's a fucking joke. <laughs> Wait, you, you grazed her face or no, you like palmed it? I, I put it? my finger on her lips and went, shh. <laughs> she was going to cut me off. Bring me one more fresca and tequila and or whatever you asked for. We got to Scott and he goes, that's a, that's a joke, you fucking idiot. But I was it, like, really? He goes, yeah, but you got to make it a cop. It's so fun. I mean, I similar situation watching TV. It was my closer was it, uh, the Folgers thing. I basically I'd see it, and, you know, and the slogan it was like the best bar waking up is Folgers in your cup. And I was like, yeah, is it? You know, like <laughs> I think it's a little misleading. You got to like update so that I do the bit. I'm like, to, you know, like a lot of these commercial slogans, like they got to update. Like, is it the best part? Like to me, that slogan should be the best part of waking up is not dying in your sleep. I was like, to me, that's the best part. And then I would go, yeah. Yeah, it made it. <laughs> and it went cross. It was and guess what, dude? It was like one of those things where I just did it every set, and like to this day, like Eleanor Kerrigan, fucking uh, Santino, D'Elia, they're just like every now and then they'll be like, man, I'll just think of like that fucking Folgers thing because the jingle is so catchy. Yeah, yeah. and then and it was like associated with that bit. Yeah, I'm the same remember, way. I can't I remember, do that. I got off stage once, and, and Owen Smith uh, was going after me, and he was like, man, Folgers, man. He's like, yeah, that's some funny. That's shit. He's like, other slogans could be like. And I was like, is he just not just taking my joke and then piggybacking? He's like, other right. slogans could be, the best part of waking up is getting your dick sucked. Mm. And I was in the back. I was like, do I say that now then? Is that what he just, <laughs> did he just, like, just give me that? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that what I do? Uh, but it, <laughs> it's crazy, I just, though, that you needed, like, a friend. Like, now you, you've been doing stand-up long enough to where you uh-uh. you, you uh-uh. think in bits. I still need a friend. No, you do? I still, like, yeah, I told a joke that, uh, I told a joke. I didn't even know it was a joke. And Rogan came up to me. He was like, that better be in your act. I go, no. And he goes, are you fucking kidding That's me? probably happening for you all the time, though, because I feel like you're, you're you're in that burr world for me where it's like you are you have so many experiences and you're so locked yeah. in on your POV that, like, when you talk about stuff, you're probably not even thinking all the time in, in bit mode, right? I'm not, I don't, I, like, I, it's really interesting. I, I feel like I've been away from stand-up a little bit because of Travel Channel. Yeah. I haven't been as into it as I, I once was. And then I got back in this last year. I've been really in it, like in it, in it. And uh, and it's once your brain switches back and you're yep. not, never in production mode. You're only in stand-up mode. Um, I do have a thing where I, I feel like I write a lot on stage and I don't even know that I say something funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so the, it is nice to have like someone go – like the joke I had was that um, someone said something about – it was that – uh, stand up, sh- stand up on the spot with J- with uh, Jeremiah. Wallace. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and someone, I was like, "What's another subject?" And someone says, um, "Anne Frank." And I go, <laughs> "I used to think Anne Frank and Helen Keller were the same person." And <laughs> fucking and R- Rogan's dying laughing in the back, and I'm like, "No, I really did. like I wasn't trying to be funny. I was like, I really did. I found out at the Anne Frank house." When we went to the Anne Frank house, I found out she was that wasn't who I thought I was. When the Helen Keller impersonator was outside the Anne right, Frank house, right, right. and you're like, "Oh, these are two different." No, when I'm walking through the Anne Frank house, telling Helen Keller jokes to my friends, <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck?" They're so confused. <laughs> they're so not gonna land here. Wait, why did you? What about them? Just, just never. Like, I don't listen a lot. They both suffer. Like, what no, was just, the? I heard about them at the exact same time in my life. I guess. Gotcha. Guess. And then I just, of, they just sort of molded into one person. Yeah, neither of them really left an impact. And Sullivan was Helen Keller's trainer, not trainer. <laughs> <laughs> trainer. <laughs> 
Yeah, because deaf, dumb, and blind people have a trainer. Holy shit, dude. A lot of people don't know she was training for the triathlon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, deaf and fucking, you know. Very few people know this. Helen Keller, hell of a CrossFitter. Yeah. Deaf and blind blind, knew how to power clean. Who knew? Absolutely. uh, But, and so Rogan pulled me aside. He's like, that better be in your act. I go, it's not. And he goes, well, it should be right now. And And so I was like, well, oddly enough, on that same trips when I had this flying dildo story happen. And so I said, oh, sure. Match it. Just gloss over the fact you have a flying dildo. No. dildo story. By the way, I think we all have a dildo story. If you really think about your life, right? You've all yeah. we've all have something. Uh, there's have a dildo one, yeah. that can set up some sort of an experience, right? Like oh, this one was shoved down my throat with my handcuff, hands handcuffed behind me, and my uh, pants are on my ankles. Listen, yeah, this is a fucking listen, Bert. What you do in your personal life? Yeah, is fine. It was. It I'm was judging. It was so funny. What's the funniest part of the story is that I, I told her on Rogan a long time ago, and everyone's like. That better be a bit. And it was, I, I didn't know how to do story yet. Like, I knew how to tell short stories on yeah. stage. I think a lot of comics confuse themselves with being storytellers, with just telling longer bits that have an arc. Yeah. And I go, you know, to tell a story, you have to have moments of silence where people yeah. aren't laughing, but they're engaged. Right. And so, like, that, well, that's a great way to break it down. Yeah. Like, like I got to be honest, man. Mike Birbiglia is a great storyteller. Same with Chris Titus. Like they're oh, storytellers. Like when you the see best. these younger comics go, one more a storyteller. Like, like no, nothing against Dane, but Dane will be like, I'm a storyteller. And you're like, and you're not really a storyteller. Like you do have arcs in your stories. Like there is, you know. But just me going, I got pulled over by a cop one time. That's not a story. Yes, yeah. right. Um, but because like a story could last ten to fifteen minutes. Like my one stories, story. my stories last about thirteen minutes. So yeah, what, I go, I you. I'll tell you right now, if you're a comic and you go, oh, yeah, I got a 15-minute story, you're a ballsy motherfucker. I'll give you my respect. Yeah. Because when it doesn't work, boy, it doesn't work for oh. 15 minutes. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. And I've been just, there. I've been there. You just keep going. Oh, just at, barely. And you're, like, reaching for details that you right. didn't even remember. Sweats, and you start going like faster. Just and then, up. and, uh, and then. <laughs> like, Nick Thune, I will say this. Nick Thune is a legit great storyteller. And I don't know if he does it enough. In my opinion, I agree. He told a story that was one of my favorite stories I've ever heard, and I was like, I was like, dude, it was about getting F- kicked out of his reunion. No, oh no, <laughs> I was like, don't ever pick your fucking guitar up again. Just do that, man. You're so yeah. good. Yeah, right. and he is a legit. He really is. He's a great guy. Did yeah. you know him in Seattle? Uh, I knew of him, obviously, yeah. but then uh, and, and you know, once we got to become friends, we have a lot of mutual uh, people in common, but um. No. I mean, I didn't really start. I started down here. I moved down here in 2001 to go to acting school at USC, and that's where I met Brad. And then, you know, I graduated in 05, and then I did maybe stand up 10 times from 01 to 07, where it was like so a couple you, open mics in Seattle. And then when I studied abroad in London, I, I lied and got myself into a couple clubs where I, I felt like I'd heard, like, you know, if you just make up to these guys that you're a big deal, I can get on stage. And I did that a few places and bombed so hard. This fucking club called The Monkey Bone in London, right? Downtown London. And I'm out there, and, you know, in, in acting school, and I'm like, I'm going to do stand up. And then, again, like doing it so minimally, but thinking I was a comic. And I would tell them in my program, yeah, come to the fucking show and see me. And the guy who brings me up was like, all right, this next guy. I, uh, I don't really know who he is. He just uh, begged me to be- get on stage. He could be funny. He probably won't be. So don't judge me. It's fucking like 250 people sold out. So I get up there, and this dude was bald and had like a weird tooth thing going on. So I go, hey, yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Give it up for uh, Phil Collins' retarded stepbrother. Exactly, just that. And I go, well, I go. all right, let's get into the first joke. And then like <laughs> nothing. And then I did one joke about... Some Michael Jackson thing. I mean, it was just Did you really. Did the Folgers bit to save it? <laughs> I didn't have the Folgers bit yet. Oh, you didn't have Sorry, the Folgers bit. Sorry, Mike. We, we drink tea over here. I don't know if I was 
Jones is like, oh. Dude, it was so. Yeah, so great tea bit. That's good. <laughs> so it was L.A.'s where, I mean, it's a comedy store. I would do those bringer shows, and then that's like, because I had a lot of people from school and like acting class to come to shows, but still it was like once every month. And so then, do you count, when do you count you started? 2007. Okay. Because that's, that's when I, I brought my girl, uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, my girlfriend, uh, uh, cheated on me uh, in Reno. She was a news reporter and she fucked the camera guy. And uh, yeah, it's a great story. Uh, so then she, uh, so then I was like, all right, I think, I think I'm done. You know, I think that's it. And, um, you know, I asked all the, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been cheated on, but it's like, I asked all the questions uh, I didn't want to know yeah, the answers to. Yeah, I've been cheated on. I'm like, did you yeah. suck his dick? She's like, why would you ask me that? I'm like, did you suck it? And she's like, yes. I'm like, what did it taste like? She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know how to fucking, dude, I was so thrown off, man. It was a what new. <laughs> what did it taste like? Dick sommelier. Are his balls bigger than mine? That's dude, but I was so, I was just title. like an uh, overwhelming, like, I didn't know what to do, so I started asking, I didn't want to get up and leave, so I was like, but I didn't know what to say. So yeah. I was like That's angry, it. but also like I felt bad for her because she was so broken down. So I was just like, I feel bad for you. Did you let him come inside you? Like, what? Like, fucking, at least you hope he did that. Like, I didn't know what to fucking do. You were looking for one thing to make you feel better about it? I guess. I was did. there. <laughs> I was there. The worst, right? Dude, by the way, uh, all cameramen listening, <laughs> such a cameraman move is to fuck her host. Oh, I asked her. I said, oh. did, he shoot, did he shoot your stories in your face? Is what I said to her as a joke. Yeah. And she was like, why would you say that? I was like, I don't know how to fucking handle this, you know? He, the cameraman, see, when you're a host. This guy apparently is a predator, too, because I wrote a song about it and animated it. It's on YouTube, type in my name plus Reno Cheater, and it uh, got passed around that news station, apparently. And a friend of mine that I became friends with used to work there, and she goes, hey, just letting you know, everyone saw that video, and everyone knew it was Jeff, the guy who, who right. fucked her. And she goes, by the way, he was trying to fuck everybody. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And she goes, yeah. And uh, I go, should I post it? On his Facebook wall, and she's like, "No, he's got like PTSD, and he was in Iraq, and like he's got like, he takes medicine for his blood." I go, "I don't know what the fuck that means, but it means don't post it on his Facebook wall for sure." <laughs> you know, medicine for his blood, Jesus Christ! What? So he eventually oh did God. see it and said it was. Uh, she goes, "Jeff said it was hilarious," and I was like, yeah, "Of course he did." Yeah, like because he because he fucks the girl, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, so he probably that's, loves it. So, <laughs> so when you're a host, you want such approval from your cameraman that you're doing a good job. That they basically have like a daddy thing over you where we're like my cameraman and me are so close because my whole time, it's, it's like as a, especially as a comic, I was just trying to make them laugh. Yeah. So if I could get them to laugh or get them to engage, I was like, fuck, yeah. Um, but yeah, that and I know a, a couple camera guys who fucked female hosts. And it was like, I mean, yeah, I won't go any further because I know they're listening. But, but yeah, yeah it's a, I mean, what you know, she was, what you know. Try, what we're trying to say is if you don't have a career she, path right now, cameraman. Cameraman. That's a great one. Roberts fucking married her cameraman. Yeah. What? Danny Motor. Yeah. yeah. His name's Danny Motor? Yeah. By the way, I went to a party she was at because uh, my friend was friends with Danny. My friend's a cameraman. And, is uh, it a cameraman he, union? Do you want to know how cra- Him and his brother shot Days of Thunder. No Damn. fucking way. They were like fucking 18. Like now he's married to Julia Roberts? No, no, no. Now he's married to another chick. But oh. they invited Julia Roberts over. There is something. Tell me I it was great because that's somebody on a list of people oh. I want to part. My party people list. And guess what? I don't have one, but I'm making one tonight because that sounded like a list I should have. Party yeah. pe- like people I want to party with. Yeah. She'd be in that top ten, dude. I don't know why. She seems so fucking cool. She was sitting crisscross applesauce on the couch. Love that. Looking at belts because this other girl, uh, one of the uh, moms, uh, designed belts. Uh, like it was like really really high end belts. Hell yeah! And she was looking at belts, but man, her smile filled a fucking room. I I know like people go, 
Oh, you can tell when they've got that thing. Will Smith has got that thing. When you see him, yeah. he overwhelms you. I think The Rock probably has it too. Yeah. Like, um, like Michael like, Caine. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just trying to think of. Just trying to think. Everyone just knows I'm Michael Kite. Everyone wants a piece. Well, we can smell you, Mike. You wear Scotty Pippen cologne. You smell what that kind is cooking. That's right. Nobody says that. So she's looking at belts. She was just. She was like, I just remember her. I felt like her body filled the room. Like she just, her energy filled the room. Yeah. And I couldn't stop staring. And and by the way, her husband or his her boyfriend is fucking yoked. He's like gorgeous, like perfect body. Damn, really yeah. good looking dude. He's um, got he's got a hold on to Julia Roberts. She's fifty. She just turned fifty. Wow. Yeah. I think, yeah. It How does great? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Uh, we just had uh, Chris Red on our podcast, and Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Red, the black comic. Yeah, yeah. he was in. Uh, Don't, I mean, Stop, Don't Stop It. Yeah, I mean, pop star. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's such a great fucking movie, yeah. isn't it? We oh, just say so comic, underrated, black dude. Comic, yeah. Whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Black. He's a black comic. He was he's the black guy. <laughs> he's black, but like he told this story about being on the set of Pop Star, and Angelina Jolie just came to set one day. What? Just to visit, dude. She's got uh she's got the uh Bell's palsy right now. What? Yeah. Oh, one side of the face? Yeah, she got oh. Bell's palsy. What I mean, is that? By the way, I'm not sure about that. Wait, I, I said what like by the way, I also said what like I knew exactly what that means. Oh, Bell's palsy is yeah, half the face goes half paralyzed. Half the face goes paralyzed. So yeah, what do you do? Kind of droop. Uh, uh there's there, there's things By the way, why does it sound so like a friend up, of mine like Bell's palsy sounds like I don't know, a group that covers Christmas songs? Like, <laughs> Bell's Palsy. That sound, like, come up with a better name. It definitely doesn't like, sound as bad. <laughs> are you listening? Trying to Bell's Palsy. Me too. Like, One of my fears yeah. is waking up with Bell's Palsy and going, yeah. great, so the fucking road is not going to happen for the next month. Right. Because I'm not going out with Bell's Palsy on You the can road. get rid of it in a month? Eddie Ips got rid of it in like three weeks. Yeah. What? You can. You take aspirin? They say, <laughs> no. I, th- I think it's it's based on stress. Shut the fuck so, up. Yeah. I so mean, I, which, by the way, so all we have to do is to cure Bell's palsy is not be stressed, but half your face is drooping down. I, I think, think that, that might stress you out a little more. Bring, <coughs> welcome a little stress into the yeah, just, just a little. Um, I that and and alopecia. Alopecia went around the store for a while. They were like Steve Byrne had it, Ahmed had it. Like that's where had all, all your hair falls, falls out. out right? yeah, but they all had it in their face. Now Mark Norman, sorry Mark, Mark Norman has it. Shit. And he was like, dude, I'm, and you know, Mark, he's like, ma, gotta, gotta go to the doctor. Afraid I got it from stress. Don't want my hair to fall out. This is a bit. Yeah. No, it's Mark Norman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But he, he he's got like his, he's, yeah, it's when he talks, I'm like, oh, I think yeah, there's a yeah, joke yeah, coming. What's so funny about his cadence is he is so brutally honest sometimes. Yeah. That his cadence really lightens some insanely. Yeah. Fucked a girl without a condom. Found blood on the head of my dick. <laughs> Hope I don't have AIDS. It's just so funny to be around. It, it. is. Like when the OP. I'm not. I don't. I don't like. I don't, when the OP and Anthony stuff went down. I guess mm. he was on Jim and Sam, and they were like, "Will you do OP?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't enjoy it." <laughs> he's like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." He, I get a kick out of he Mark. He talks Norman. a bit. Like there, there, there's some guys like Mark Norman, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, where he talks. In bits. I'm gonna I'm gonna go this far. It's ridiculous. Sebastian has put such an imprint on the comedy community that the t- I've never heard of the term act outs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, really? No, I never heard of it. I never heard of it in doing comedy in probably for 17 years. Wow. And then this last year, I've heard <clears throat> act outs more than anything. And I noticed that like there, not everyone should do act outs. Yeah. Like, yeah. but uh, everyone's trying to 
Sebastian up their jokes, including me. I got to be honest. Part of me is like, maybe I'm not selling things enough on stage. Well, I mean, like Forbes just came out. The guy made fifteen million dollars last year, so there's something to it. Well, it's yeah. also it's I don't know. It's it, there's it's such a perf- I mean, for me, it's like the doing act outs is being like you know actor first and then comic, and it's like it's just a part of. Everything I've done on the stage prior to that was involving that. And it's also with certain stories, and I've seen you do it too, you can't help but like take on the persona of yeah. somebody yeah. in that story or um, wanting and, to. I mean, and then there's like there's crazy act outs like what Sebastian does, where holy crap, the act out could last longer than the setup. And then you can just have little things like I know. Um, G- uh, Jim Jeffries has that run he does the hey what you got there like like that run that he does yeah. and he and he just kind of but that's just a quick part of the bit so it's like yeah there's act outs but then there's like so Sebastian's just a whole nother level the thing the thing that's overwhelming me and I sat through and watched a bunch of Netflix yeah, the other day I'm watching the first I'm watching the first uh, 15 seconds of everyone's special because I think that seconds. is the most important part of the best one on Netflix right now Best one, which is arguable, uh, is either Jim Jeffries or Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald's special starts, the audio to his special starts over the B-roll of the setup to the special. So the special starts immediately. I was like, that's genius. That's genius. Jim Jeffries comes out, big standing ovation, and just goes, Bill Cosby. Yeah. And you're like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. And that's what you need for a great special is, I'm in. Get right to it. Like, I'm yeah. in. Like, and I don't really, I didn't have that in my last one. I don't have it yet on this one. So are you saying that you don't uh, enjoy, like, when people try to do, like, a little sketch beforehand or, or a longer? The sketch, but the sketch better be good. Like I, like, I saw a couple and I was just like, <clears throat> you're losing me. Like, yeah. you're losing me. I, I don't give people that... an opportunity to, mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's just. Like, you know what you're good at. You're good at doing stand-up. Let's not do a sketch. I mean, Segura did a sketch that I thought was really great of him walking through a city. Yes, I love that. Those yeah. black yeah. guys going, you fat fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I didn't do a sketch on my last one just because I forgot about it. And I was like, I was like, oh, fu-. it was coming out. And I was like, shit, I never did a sketch. <laughs> so I just didn't do it. But this one is just going to be, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Burt Kreischer. And I dig that. That's it. That's all I want. And then, then I want to I, I, I want a joke. Shirt off or... Walk out and then take the shirt. You gotta off. walk out, take it off, right? You know, I think I'll let everyone guess about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't let the cat out of the bag, Brad. But, as long, uh, as long, yeah, that's uh, a big as reveal. As to, I just want to make sure you're not thinking like maybe I should do this one with my shirt on. I, I'm just making sure that's not in your thought process. I right was. Now. It's so funny. Shout out to all my agents. I'm about to shit on right now. But uh, I, uh, great sentence. I was yeah. told. I was told, not in no uncertain terms, but in very, in very aggressively uh, directional. Uh, views that doing a special with your shirt off is not a good idea. Says who? Uh, said everybody, including I think Showtime. <laughs> and so uh, they they were like, you know, I I just I mean, my, some of my managers were like, like Judy was just like, fuck it. And but there were a lot of people going like, okay, are you sure you want? Even the day we were shooting it, they're like, are you sure you want to do this with your shirt off? And I was like, I, and my my thought processing wasn't marketing, it wasn't branding, it was that. I simply had done something one way for seven fucking years, yeah. and I hadn't done it another so way, and I wasn't going to start your special. on my special. I wasn't yeah. going to wear a shirt for the first time on my special, so I kind of painted myself into this box. And then once it came out, someone was like, that's genius. You know, if you've been doing it for seven years, everyone's going to remember the guy with his shirt off. And then yes, and then I did this other video went like went viral. The machine thing went viral, but then yeah. this other video went viral, the weight staff raffle. And I... and. 
No, I mean, not, I'm not thinking branding, but my shirt's off in that, obviously, as well. And someone just, all the comments are like, oh, shit, this is the guy with the Russian Mafia story. Because my shirt's off, and they're like, oh, right. connective tissue. That's the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, and like, in, in terms of, let, let's say someone is scrolling through the channels at a, at a hotel, and they come across your special, and your shirt's off. Just your average dude that's just talking on stage with the mic, they may just be like, all right, next. Yeah. But a guy's talking with a belly out, and you're like, whoa. What's this? Like, yeah. you'll stop and, like, sort of have that second guess of, like, okay, what, it, why is this shirt off? This is nuts. So, yeah, but, but I, wish I'd, I wish I'd had some insight. Uh, the thing I would say that I was noticing on specials was, like, was like um, not enough people have their own voice. Like, I, I, I know that for me is that, like, I don't know if I have my, I don't even, I just, I know that I, I only tell what I think is funny. Yep. But, like, I think there's a lot of people that watch funny people and then go, that's how you be funny. As opposed to people who are, are funny. You know, like, it's an interesting, like... How many years back prior to starting stand-up do you think somebody needs to have been funny to to almost um, know that they're going to develop, like, their own Oops, voice? Say that again? Um, yeah, even when I said it, I was like, what do you mean by that? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, you know, most comics I feel like that you talk to go like, yeah, I was the funny kid here, here, or wh- whatever. But, like, some are like, yeah, I mean, I, like... Uh, you know, Dion Cole was telling us at one point that he was like funny subtly, like with his friends, where he would just say things kind of sarcastically and like pepper him in, but he wasn't like knock you over the head, like class clown type funny. So, like, how much of that do you think somebody has to be to to think that they're going to have like a really um, unique voice later I, later as a stand up? Well, I think I don't think like I don't think someone like Todd Berry was the funniest guy in the class. Right, right. Like, there's a guy named John Beamer who's one of the funniest guys I ever um, met. And he tried stand-up, and he was really bad at it. It was the worst stand-up I've ever seen. But he was a funny dude off stage? He was very funny. He was very smart. And he could have been a great writer. I think a lot of people confuse themselves with being a good writer as being a good stand-up. Yeah. And then I think a lot of people confuse themselves with being a good stand-up when they could have been a good actor. Like, like they maybe don't... Like I, I, I got into this in the last podcast, and I'm sure I'll, I'll, we'll have regretted it when it comes out. So I'm sure people will take it the wrong way. But I don't really understand comics who don't write their own hours. Like, I don't... I don't get someone who just goes, no, I have a team of writers that writes my hour, and then I perform it. What, what is, then, wait, I don't understand why you're Fuck. doing this. Yeah. yeah. I, I just go, I go, I'm... I get I, having people there to, like, bounce ideas off of, and yeah. maybe, oh, like, no, no, no. come yeah. out with, like, tags oh, or a different perspective 100%. or something. But literally to just have... A team of writers a, sit a in the te- back. And then send back a joke and go, like, oh, this is what I'm going to say tonight. Like, yeah, that, that would work. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, you're just a good connoisseur of comedy? Yeah. And you have great delivery? <laughs> Yeah, I guess what? I can find stuff funny, too. Yeah. So can your fucking audiences. Like, I don't know. That just bothers me. And by the way, and I, there are really popular people that I like and, I, and, I, and I'm a fan of. And I was a fan of them, the shit they wrote. But then it just got too much. Maybe I'll – hopefully I get to that place where someone's like, Bert, here's your new hour. And I just recite it. And I make $20 million. Yeah. But that would be great. Better, but I will never do that personally. Yeah. Like, I won't even take tags from people. Like, there was this – I had this joke. Don't <laughs> – I, I have a joke about – I can't. Never mind. It's stupid because even when I say it, people will send me tags, and then I'll, and that, they'll be better than the one I could have thought of. But like, but like, um, I have this end of the story that uh, the story I tell about going to basketball camp, and I, I needed As a an kid? ending. Yeah, I needed an ending, and I and I I don't have an ending. But the, but by the way, that's what I enjoy about comedy is fi- when I figure out the ending. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, I did it. You did yeah. it. Well, it, yeah. it's, it's my piece of art. It's 
the difference between buying a Lego set and someone builds it for you and then just hands it to you and then you say, hey, here, play, play with this Lego set. Exactly. Where you're like, well, no, but if you build the Lego set, yeah. then it's like, no, I accomplished this. Yeah, I, I built this. I was I more of a Lincoln at, Logs guy. Well, how dare you? Yeah. I look at it like, like some people, go, people always say, is that machine story true? And I go, yeah, but that's not the thing you should be impressed about. Yeah. The thing you should be impressed about is that I spent four years working on it so that you liked it. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. it's true, but it, I remember telling it when it was still true, but not funny. Right. Like, there, there people assume, though, it's story. such an epic story, right? They just go, like, it just happened, you remembered it, and you said it, right? Dude. Equals great story. You're lucky you had – you're lucky you were there. You're like, no, man. You're yeah. lucky that I fucking remember all the beats and was able to fine-tune it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot. I I, I, th- I think a, a lot of people like tell comics like, "Oh, you're so funny, or you create stuff." And I go, "No, we're just better storytellers." Like you've yeah. had, every person has had crazy funny stories happen to them, but not everyone can like then tell that story in an entertaining way. I sat with a guy. I, I, I won't name him. I know he wouldn't have a problem with me naming him. I'm sure he'd say this. I won't do it because I don't think that's cool. Yeah, yeah Carter from the Backstreet Boys. You we got know. it. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and he, he, a wild he, life, he had man. a really good story, and he was having a hard time telling it, and he was going to tell it for something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we're, we're friends, and uh, and a friend, really good friends with his agent. And his agent's like, "Would you?" I don't know how it came up, but he was like, "I think I might have offered." I said, "You know, if you want, come over to the man cave, and I'll help you with your story. I'll, I'll help you because I, I I can very easily." Hear a story. I was thinking about doing this as a podcast, by the way. Um, let me tell you your story. Where you get people who have great stories, they come in and they tell the story to me, and then I tell it in a eight minute story that's really funny, and then I give it to them, and then they can take it out. Whoa! Wow. So like, it's like give someone an act, essentially. Yeah. So by the way, I have the audio of. I mean, only because we were doing this for his uh, benefit. Yeah. We pulled the podcast mics out, and I said, "Tell me your story," I, and I said, "And slowly, I want to hear every detail," and. And he start, you'd, you'd watch him tell it the way he'd tell it on stage, and then I'd stop him, and I'd go, wait, 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 tell me about this aspect. And then he'd tell me that aspect, and I'd go, wait, well, what happened then? And he'd tell me, and i go, that's fucking amazing. So then he tells it to me for about an hour and 15 minutes, and then i go, okay, sit down, let me tell you your story. So I told him yep. the story in, in the mic, I said, I'll send you this audio, and then just go through my story and whatever you attach to, you know, Put it in your own words or whatever you're gonna do. Yeah. And if you want to recite it, it's your story. I didn't. I didn't fucking write the story. Yeah. I can just tell you what's good and what's interesting as a listener. And so I told him his story back, and and he was and it, it, what the thing he did, he did very very well at, and he was like extremely grateful. And I was like, dude, I'd do it any day of the fucking week. I have no. It's. I remember Tom Square told me a story one time in passing, and I was like, Tom, that is the greatest story <laughs> I've ever fucking heard. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. I go, you got to tell it, but you got to end it this way. And he's like, oh yeah. And then he told it, I think he told it on one of his specials, but that's the difference. And that's what Joe Rogan told me. He's like, that's what a friend does. Yep. And a friend doesn't go, doesn't rat someone out and go, I did that for them. A friend goes, I mean, I just did that for Tom, but, but that's a, <laughs> he's like a true friend. Right? He, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I've known him forever. But. Yeah. And by the way, we all know he's fat. Yeah. 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 And so, um, <laughs> but like a true friend goes, man, you got something great there. You need to work on it. That's yep. what Joe did for me in the machine story. He said, that's a great story, man. You need to work on it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And he goes, no, 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 no. This is what you do for a living. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. And you're like, that's what a friend does. He inspires you to work harder. It is incredible when you get somebody with a second set of ears on something because it's like asking those questions and continuing to peel back on a story. I feel like is is tough to do when it happened to you because you're only thinking of certain. But like, well, like what you did for this truth, person, and you, you're, you're trying and to you said, well, story, what about yeah. that? And you ask questions that you're just not thinking of because it's so you're so attached to it that you're just I don't know, not able to step back and look at every 
like put the whole map together, yeah. right? And I think also, especially for a comic, you don't hear the people in the audience sometimes <clears throat> groan or not laugh yep. at something you say. Like mm-hmm. I used to have a joke where I go, uh, you know, relationships are so odd because you you go you find out if you're compatible by doing stuff you'd never do in a marriage. Like you you go, well, let's go out to a movie, let's have sex, let's dance, let's have cocktails, let's go to dinner. But when you're married, you then you don't do any of that shit anymore. I was like, what I think you should do is find out if you like someone. Who's <laughs> gonna say? I go. Go to the ASPCA and adopt a dog. And then drive 50 miles out of town and kill that dog. And people would be like, oh. But all I heard were the fucking sickos laughing yeah. hysterically. Right. Yep. Like, well, I'm so doing I was like, well. that's murdering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it is murdering the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then get rid of the body. If you guys can then have a peaceful dinner after you've murdered the dog. Then if you yeah. can go to Buca de Beppo and enjoy the family style ravioli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's really valuable to have a second. Ari's the best. Yeah. Like if I could have one guy, if I, if they were like, hey, uh, I, I, I would have Ari direct my special and just go, yeah. Ari direct it, but then Ari also sit with me because he's very, he's like Leanne. They're both fucking brutal human beings. <sighs> like he just tell you, that sucks. Don't like it. And you're like, well, hold on. It's, you got to understand when this is why. No, no. Hacky. <laughs> you're better than that. Hand job joke, really? And then, then you, you're just frankly trying to please him so much that you'll... You'll, you'll become kind of desperate, but then you get really yeah. creative, and you'll fucking fix it. Man, I, I, I had my wife watch my hour for my next special this week. She was like, I don't like it. I go, hold on. You the whole thing? thing? I go, she goes, well, it's just, it was all over the map. I go, babe, I was doing all the material so you could hear all of it and then tell me what you like. She goes, oh, oh, I was just like, how come it doesn't flow like the last special? I go, because I'm not fucking perfected it yet. Yeah. That's what I do two months out is I find the rhythm and how to do it, but I need the jokes first. She's right. like, oh, the jokes are there. And I was like, huh. <laughs> so could you not just be such a fucking... It, it, it's so weird because, uh, and I've done this too, where I've, I've like had friends or uh, my fiance or something like watch a new bit. And then I come to them and I go, hey, what'd you think of that? And then they give me their honest opinion. I'm just like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's good. Like, but it's like, and then I'm a jerk for asking. It's like, no, I just want to hear you say it's good. Yeah. Like, that's all I wanted. And that's on me because I don't really want the actual criticism. I want to do that story thing with you with a uh, story of mine that I'm like, it, it's, it, as soon as you said that, it triggered like. Tell me the story. Well, so. Um, I just want to hear the story. I've never yeah. done it on stage m- once, actually. And actually, I told it to um, uh, Sickler uh, when they were, were talking about they're maybe doing the jam again. And I was like, yeah. here's the story, I think. I don't think so. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you, I just had an epiphany last night what? that I want to do. I wanted me and Ari to do the Blues Brothers. Oh, Holy dude, shit. That would have been yeah. amazing. And I just texted uh, Josh Adam Myers last night. I was like, because we're doing the uh, cruise, the Impractical Jokers. Jokers? Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, hey, Ari and I are going to do the Blues Brothers. And he was like, Ari won't do the, the, the goddamn comedy jam. I go, he'll do it with me. I was like, I'll get him to do it. It's not a fucking question. I had, an, I had two epiphanies last night. I was like, "Isn't was it great like, when you have an epiphany?" Yeah. By the way, what do you constitute an epiphany? Just a good idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I speak in hyperbole. Hey, grilled cheese and cereal way together. Way to yeah. Say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's all it is. It makes you feel good. And you... Like I, one of my epiphanies was making uh, combos nachos. So I took combos and made nachos out of them. And I was like, this is a fucking epiphany. <laughs> do you do – and where do you – I mean, do you just keep that inside for like a, a, a – pot? Like, what, what has to be so overwhelming that you're like, I got to share this with somebody now? Or do you keep um, epiphanies to yourself? No, that's – I have a big problem with that. So like I, if I have a really great idea or if I do something I really like, I have a hard time 
sitting on it. I need it to get out immediately. Yeah. So, like, that's my biggest problem with editing shorts or videos right now is sometimes I'll shoot them, and mm. I'm so excited to get them out because I'm afraid someone will do the exact same thing I posted seconds before me right. that I don't think it. So, like, I did this you one just where, had I was, the idea. where I put yeah. my, I was putting my dick all over my house. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, oh, I love waking up. My family's not home. I just go around my house and put my dick on everything. And then you hear, like, I go around. I go like this table, and then I smack. It's a, it's a, what? Beef, it's a pork tenderloin. But I smack a pork tenderloin. You can't on the see table. it in the shot. You, you just hear, hear it. it. You just hear it. Sounds like a dick. And I, but I, like an idiot. Did you I, test out other meats like salami? <laughs> no. Yeah. What is the best dick pork sound? Pork if I was ADRing dick slapping yeah. on furniture. <laughs> I did. Well, pork tenderloin. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I opened the refrigerator. I saw a pork tenderloin. And I was like, I was like, oh, I bet I could slap that around like my dick. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I bet that's oh, I was like, oh, I got to do a promo video. I'll just do that. Great. And so, um, but yeah, I have a problem. I want to get it out immediately. Like, um, I think I texted Segura because I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like. In my head, I was like, Tom and I are selling tickets, and he's really selling tickets. Like, he probably could. I bet he's like a year out from like starring in his own movie if he wants to. Sure. I was like, I'm gonna write a buddy comedy for us, and then I was like, I'll give it to Tom. He'll do his one movie. It'll be a hit, and then this will be his next movie, and then I, we can do a movie together. I don't really want to be a movie star, but like, I wouldn't mind doing a movie. Like, I, I, I don't want to. I'd want to do a movie that I got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't really fucking. I don't audition for movies. You don't, don't want to be Tom Cruise. You want to be Breckin Meyer. I don't. No, actually, not at all. Actually, I'd rather be more Tom Cruise than Breckin Meyer. <laughs> Complete opposite end of the spectrum. I want to be. Um, I want to be. Uh, like, do you want to be the supporting comedic friend? No, I. You know, I don't really know. I think that's my problem in my career right now. Is I don't want to do television anymore. Tom Wilkinson, who's that? Great actor. No, see, I don't want to be a great actor. Oh, okay. I just want to be He's in a-, a lot of stuff, but like, exactly. People are like, who? And then you see him and you go, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Or do you want to be the guy that they go like, oh, yeah, bro was in that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Field? No, I just want to Oscar be a winner. Sure. Segura. <laughs> I feel like you're blowing this out of proportion, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I just like, I think what I would want to do is I would want to write. I'd, I want to be more like a Dan Aykroyd. Like, I would want to there write a movie and then make it for myself. And then do it. And just put put a bunch of your friends in it. And yeah, and then make something that's really fun. And yeah. just go, like today I was like, uh, I was like, if I could open a movie with me and Tom, how would I open it? So what I'm going to do, so I'm going to write them buddy comedy, but I'm not going to have a plot in mind. I'm going to start writing it. Yeah. And then just see where it takes me. Nice. Right? So then I was like, the opening scene will be me and Tom waking up in bed together. And then him going. I'm in. And then him looking at me and going, again. And I go, I am sorry, man. And he's like, you got to stop doing this. And I was like, and like, and I was like, and I'm just doing the dialogue, and then I'm like, I'm like, we didn't fuck. I'm probably, probably, I got drunk and slept walking in his bed. Yeah. And then I was like, are we brothers? And then he's like, he's like, you're lucky it's me. And I, you know, like, or and like just, and I was like, I'll start there. I'll start writing it. Yeah. And then I, w- I want to do, I want to do a scripted uh, sitcom. I am doing one right now, but I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I really miss doing like uh, travel channel stuff, but yep. I don't want to do it anymore. Yep. Well, I mean, that would allow the freedom of of an experience and your honest reaction to it. Like, it's not yeah. like a thing where you where you have to write the experience and the reaction to it and everything, and then have to stick to that. There's just no future in it. Like, there's no money. They can't. You, they don't. They don't have enough money to pay me to do it. Like, not being like a dick, but like the only way that is beneficial for you is if you're not making money on the road as a comic. Then it, it makes sense. But the amount of time you work for the amount of time you work for like 
the money you get paid, it's it actually ends up really being a wash. You're yeah. making as much as a cameraman. Yeah. But you're not getting to fuck the Wow, host. too soon, dude. You know what? Here I... Wait, God, I thought I could... Story. Tell me your story. All right, yeah. so sophomore year of college... Uh, the price is right. I get out to L.A. When I was a kid, I had a few dreams. All right, let me cut, take two. Here we go. Let me start again. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a few dreams, all right? Be in the NBA, be a Ninja Turtle, be a contestant on The Price is Right. Okay. Uh, Ninja Turtle didn't happen for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, NBA, um, Jewish, no Jews in the NBA. Yeah. I have a whole bit about that. Uh, price is Right. I'm like, oh, that seems like somewhat feasible. I get to L.A., sophomore year of college. Uh, I'm in fraternity A pie. And a kid in our house is like, hey, Price is Right day. We're going to go to the Price is Right. Everyone's like, fuck yeah. We get there at like 9 a.m. And everyone's like, so we, we're, I mean, kegs, weed. We're all fucked up. We get there at like 10 a.m. You don't go in until like 2 and the taping's at 4. <laughs> we are fucked up, dude. 20. And by the way, it was the, the, the prime time Price is Right show. So it was on a not 11 a.m. at 8 p.m. at night. Bob Barker's still hosting. And the price, it's million dollar Price is Right. So in the first opening contestants row, instead of like dinette sets and pool tables, you know, it's yeah. It's like Escalades and trips to fucking, you know, Bahamas, fucking Alaska. Like, it, the, the, it's the a new time? country. Yeah, at the same time. So just extravagant prizes, right? I like the idea that you guys got, you guys pre-partied for a show, not not aware at what time it shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was, we were That's the best. fucked up way too early. And uh, and if apparently, if you go with 20 or more people, you're guaranteed one person to get called down to contestants row. Really? 20 or more. That, so, like, I don't means, know why we aren't trying to, like. That means the comedy store comics have to all go down. There. Dude, it's yeah. and Price is Right. Uh, the the energy in that uh, show is like I can only imagine comparable to like you know uh, a Super Bowl game winning drive or like an Oprah taping or like I love that that's I don't know, the same sentence. S- some like really like some <laughs> really Super Bowl with <laughs> drive and, and an Oprah taping. Yeah, uh, you know a Daniel Craig monologue. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a, Ju- a great Shakespearean soliloquy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> seeing Julia Roberts looking at belts at a party. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, so so uh, you know, our buddy's like, let's go. We get twenty guys and we go there, and uh, we're all fucked up. And the the uh, uh, contestant um, interview process is you go through and they have three producers at the end when you're about to go in, and they ask you one question. So it's like, what's your name? Why do you want to be on The Price Is Right? Like, are you excited to meet this, Bob Barker? So stupid. Which one's The Price Is Right? Oh, the price is right. Bob Barker. Oh, yeah, Bob yeah, Barker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One dollar, like, come on down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on down. Yeah, dude, right? Like, it's an iconic uh, catchphrase. And so, it's you one question. So, we're all going through. We're all fucked up. Dude, I... I mean, I, I don't even like. It's, you we're all going through. My buddy Jeff Neiman gets up, and everyone's like, "You know, why do you want to be in the Price Is Right?" I've been watching it since I was a kid. You know, yeah. like, great, move along, right? Like, well, what do you want? Like, what do you want to be on the Price Is Right? I, I would love a new car. I need a new car. I would love this. I would love to get a car here because then I would have a new car. Because right now my car, they're like fucking great. Yeah, yeah, Long yeah. story, it sucks. Yeah. My buddy Jeff Neiman gets up. This kid, we call him Squirrel Fetus because he looked like. <laughs> Dude, he was like this really like... I don't like, think you need to explain it. <laughs> no, dude, game. you got it. <laughs> the visual explains itself. Yeah. I'm squirrel feed it. Dude, when he got super high, he ate like snacks like a squirrel and he just... Um, anyways, he looked like a fetus. So, uh, so we... We had a guy uh, in our fraternity named Ugif. <laughs> ugliest guy in the fraternity. <laughs> and then we had a guy called Nugif. Nugif. New ugliest guy in the fraternity. <laughs> Dude, now, uh, yeah, he's a great dude. So he gets through, and they go, why do you want to be on The Price is Right? And he's so fucked up, and he pauses, burps, and then goes, I'd suck Bob Barker's dick! And they're like, <laughs> fucking no! And then they just didn't let any the rest of us like answer any questions. We all go in there, we're all fucked up. They put us in like the corner, 
And we go through the entire taping, and, uh, you know, it's just amazing prizes again, like trips, like cars, boats, like, you know, everything, you, like, you know, a grilled cheese maker that, you know, jerk you off in the shower, just like <laughs> things you can't even fathom being an actual prize. Her, her name's Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get up there, and our buddy gets called at the very end. He's, so we have one chance. He's the last contestant that's uh, able to, to, uh, to, to get called down. And we're like, he has one chance to get called up. And, you know, it's some, you know, a bunch of Jews trying to help him out with a prizing game. Like, Joe kind of writes itself. Like, he's, he, yeah. he turns around, we're all so fucked up. And it was like some, like, you know, trip or whatever. And he turns around and we're all like, 599, 687. Like, everyone's screaming. And, like, he's like, what, what? Shut up. I can't hear you. And everyone can tell we're Just fucked you. up. Just <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, Just dude. Yeah, dude. He was doing that, dude. He was like, dang, fucking Max, fucking shut up. Adam, what do you think it is? And we're all yelling shit out. And then we. It could be more perfect. A trip to Jerusalem. Yeah. Call up Rabbi. How much yeah. is it? You know, yeah. and so we all scream out prizes, uh, our, our prices, and finally gets. It. He turns around and he says whatever it was, and we all scream together in unison. It was the funniest shit ever. He was like seven eighty seven, and we was just like fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> and then there was this tiny Korean woman who'd been up there since the fucking get go, and she t- it was out of a movie, dude. She turned around, and, and Bob Barker was like, "All right, you know, back in," and she had a very I just remember a very un Korean name. It was just like you know, all right, Daphne. Like what's your uh, what's your your pri- your uh, your price? And she turned around and looked at us, and we were all just like it just was so quiet, and it was just so ominous. And she turned back to Bob and she goes one dollar. And we were oh. like, fuck you, bitch. You're like, everyone just fuck, fucking freaked Those out. fighting words. Dude, we were so Wangala. fucked up. <laughs> Dude, it was some jab of the hug shit. <laughs> How much for the bubble gum at your convenience store? One dollar. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so she wins, and she goes up there, and we're all freaking out. And my buddy's like, you know, he sits back down, and we're all like, dude, what a waste of a day. And I'm sitting there, and and uh, it's a showcase showdown now. It's between this old uh, old lady and a big black dude named Darone. I'll never forget that. And we're sitting there, and, and I was like, Is what a waste. the old Asian lady? No, she okay. didn't make it in. She's yeah, an old white lady and uh-huh. a big black dude, right? That's it's like 6'5". five. You don't one dollar someone and win. Yeah, no, she was yeah. out. She yeah. lost. She couldn't spin the wheel, and it was yeah. like, that's on you. Do more right. push-ups, you know. And uh, and so <laughs> couldn't spin the wheel. That's the only I know, dude. Yeah, prep for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I can't go on the prices right because it'd be like a good fucking luck. Not with that attitude. We got to get you on there. Yeah, yeah. I I would. What would they do? I would have Adam lift me up and then I'd grab the wheel and then Adam would drop me and then the horse would just spin. All right. Well, that's okay. Now we need to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. So, uh, so he sits back there. My buddy's like, I'm like, what a waste of a day. And I go, how do we make this memorable? You know, like we sat for hours. We sat here. We had one opportunity. And he's like, you should rush the stage during the showcase showdown. And I'm like. Dude, no, uh, okay, you know, and so I'm like, I didn't need much convincing, and so we're sitting there, and it's again, I'm like, but I'm gonna be completely out of place. This old sweet white lady, probably her, all her golden girls are coming up, being like, we can, we can finally go to France or whatever, yeah. and then the big black dude, I'm like, I don't know what his entourage is looks like, but you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing fucking, not I'm, like you. I'm guessing not like me, not a fucked up Jewish guy. You know? So, so he wins, and I'm like, my buddy pushes me out of my chair, I run down the aisle. And I had a moment where I was like, this is my come on down moment. So I fucking do a crazy little celebration. I do a fucking double dick thing. I fucking run down the stairs. You know that like double dick like yeah, fucking. Yeah. And I do that and I fucking go like that. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, screaming just to like feel what it was like to come on down. And I get to the bottom of the stairs and the stage, you walk upstairs and there's a security guard you can't see on TV standing at the top of the stairs. And she goes, what are you doing? And I go, that's my best friend in the whole world. That's all it took. And she was like, all right. All and right. I run past her. So now I'm hugging him. 
him. <laughs> Dude, I'm hugging, I'm hugging him and his friends. I sat in his Escalade and I started like doing the wheel thing, Shut like where up. you're like, you know, the people when they win the car, they sit in and they go like, now I can drive it, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm hugging him and his, and and at one point I started rubbing his head and he just looked down and he goes, he goes, who the fuck are you? This is amongst like all the hysteria, people screaming and mm. bark, bark, you know. And and I was like, I just rushed the stage. He's like, that's fucking dope. I was like, congrats, man. Like, if you need a plus one for your trip, you know. And uh, and, and then Bob Barker at the very end is doing his, you know, like remember to cut off your dogs clits and dicks you know or get them spayed and neutered and and i start doing a robot behind him like this fucking and uh, and all my buddies were screaming and then uh and as i'm walking off and i just looked at him, and i was like bob and he turned to me and i gave him like a fucking 80s beach cop like double shooters like and, I, go, and I gave him a couple Why he looked at me and I go, I go i go fucking see you man and he just like shook his head and turned around <laughs> and, <Faggot. laughs> and, dude, he fucking, i mean it was he must that was the subtext dude but like he shook his head at me and like i remember being so like i got back and i was like you know the end of the night we're back at the frat partying breaking it down and i was like yeah man but bob like shook his head at me so disapprovingly like i was such a bummer but you know oh he did shake his head disapprovingly yeah because i fucking he was walking off and i was like bob and I fucking I didn't know what to do. I I thought as far as scream his name. I didn't yeah. have a follow up plan. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you thought you'd scream his name, and then Bob would turn around and be like, "That's my son. I never had." Yeah, hey, like, do you, you want to come party with me and the fucking hey. pricing ladies? Ballsy way to get on stage, Adam. <laughs> Adam, you've got what it takes. You know what? Come backstage with me. Yeah. I want to talk to you about. You know, your I, I heard about your sets in London and how you lied to get on stage and did Phil Collins jokes. You know what? Come get in my Escalade. We need a new executive producer. Do you want to be it? Oh like, yeah. That, oh, yeah, that was the dream. That would be that would be the that's every, that was your first TV the, credit. The, it was, <laughs> it was because it was prime time. I remember telling friends. Wait, was you a, still a video of it? Oh yeah. Oh for real? Yeah. Oh, see that? Okay. So what I would do with that story is I would tell the story you want to tell and show the video to accompany it. Like like one of the greatest. See so like break break down the game film like this is John what, Madden style. Oh, that would be fucking brilliant. So I'd tell the story, but I wouldn't. I I would lead. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's so many, you know, there's there's a lot of information that can I think can be trimmed. And, you know, and you, I mean, do you realize? Do you realize that that would be an amazing story to tell if you could have a multimedia experience where you had the video? Is you tell the story, you, you do all the build up, and then you go, and then you say, and then this white lady goes up against a black guy. Now, look, I don't really give a fuck who wins, but. But I'm I'm still at the Price Right. This is my dream. This is one of my three dreams. It was. <laughs> but I'm not technically on the Price is Right. So the black guy wins. He wins the Escalade and the trip to Washington McCall. And I, I think the rest will speak for itself. And then you cut to you double-dicking down the thing. <laughs> and then you up there, you up there. And then just, ah, like, but cut it together so you just see all the hysteria all, of you. All the you part. Visa. And then you cut, you yeah. cut back and go. And then, and then you Visa, end. only you can make it happen yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the best part is I actually... Got to talk to Bob Barker. And I hear that it's not in the video, but uh, suffice to say, Bob was not playing. Bob was not a fan of my double dicking. But I love that. I love the. Uh, so I, to- I told a story one time uh, about. Uh, for tri- I was just telling this guy today, I was talking to. Uh, I was talking to someone. I can't really say, but I was. I don't know. I was commiserating. Yeah. Mark Messier. With a, with a we got it. With a friend who. Uh, we both it's really hard to explain Jim McMahon okay we understand so uh, well I can't say it because I know that people at Travel Channel listen to this and yeah here I was talking to him they're gonna go oh my god what that's what's happening yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, Emeril Lagasse got it uh, Travel Channel uh, yeah so uh, I was talking to this guy and I was saying 
I we do these things called upfronts. Upfronts are where you do a three minute presentation as a as a talent, sometimes two minutes, um, and you just say about your new series or what's going on. And so, obviously, as a comic, and and have, being able to have access to multimedia, uh, they said we just want you to talk about the reboot of Birth Conqueror and just if you had a good story that'll go with it. And I went, oh, you know what? Yeah, I do. I have a great story about. Um, I have a couple of jokes about Isla, so I was like, I'll open with them, and then I'll tell the story of riding with Isla, and and, uh, and I rode this ride, and we have a picture of her, and a picture of her on accelerator at, at Knott's Berry Farms, and her face is like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really funny face, so I go, I'll tell the story, and then I was like, Kathleen, you tell me, Kathleen's the president of all scripts, brands, yeah. cross the board, I go, you say, that's great. Did you get the picture? And I go, are you kidding me? Did I get the picture? Come on. This is going to be played at her wedding. And I show the picture, and it fucking destroyed. It destroyed so hard that the next up front I went to, they're like, can you not tell that story? Because everyone's having a hard time telling stories after Whoa. you. Oh. They didn't say that exactly. They just said, can but, you not tell your story? And yeah. I went, yeah. Message received. Even, yeah. Like, Guy Fieri would say this. He got up, and he was like, fuck, that's a great picture. Like, <laughs> like Guy Fieri. And then even the property brothers, John, Jonathan and... Uh, and uh, Fuck, fucking yeah. Drew, Jonathan and Drew were like, were like God, Bert, I want to, I want to, like that's like everyone referenced that story, but uh, that's but so to, cool. to show to have footage of it, yeah, would is such a power move. Yep, and to the more outrageous you make the story, the more the payoff is when you see you double dicking it and running down and getting <clears> right. on stage. Well, I don't know if they have. I mean, there could be video of me double dicking, but I only have video of me on stage and doing matters. the robot behind Barker. That's all that yeah. matters. The fact yeah. That, yeah, the fact that you have the proof, so that's like, yeah. man, this is what it looked like. Because the thing yeah. about a story, I think, is that <laughs> most people think that as comics we make them up, or, or you know. Oh, dude, I, I worked at Universal Studios as Wolverine for four years, and people when I used to it used to be again like a staple of my material because it was all I was doing and new, and people would be like, dude, like. What a crazy, what a weird thing for you to make up. And I was like, why would I make that up? And they're right. like, because who does that? I'm like, I did, man. I was trying yeah. to fucking. Well, I think, I think, see, the thing, this is a little meta for this podcast. But I think what the the comics I really like happen to have a big, uh, have a, happen to have a toe into podcasting. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they derive their material based on reality. Like there are a lot of comics that don't do any podcasts. Um, they will tell outrageous, fantastical stories that didn't happen, and as a as a fan, I detach. Yeah. Like like where I go, I go. That's I understand. I understand you can. I understand there is a like not to. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to use examples, but I understand that that is funny what you yeah. said. But it, it it clearly didn't happen because it's impossible that that happened. Yeah, but, right. and, and I understand that you. And you saying that you know it's impossible. That it's a stretch of the imagination that you're yeah. going to make so a Yeah, so now I'm not dedicated. It doesn't reveal anything about you doesn't necessarily. doesn't reveal anything about you, and I don't so. really care about the story. Yeah. Because it, it didn't happen. Yeah. So I go, hey, I could make up really great stories. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I could. It's like the, one of the things that people always said about the Tracy Morgan story when he was like, Tracy Morgan said that story didn't happen. And I go, right. I go okay, sure. It, you're telling me I'm that good. That I could make up. Why would I pick you out of all the people? Like, no, 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 no offense to Tracy at all. But like, in, in defense for me, I go, why would I pick Tracy Morgan? Yeah, I could have you, easily you, picked Mike Epps, who I partied with all the time. Right? Yep. I could pick Donnell Rollins. I could pick Tony Woods. I could pick any. Con- yeah. It doesn't matter. No one knew Tracy was as wild as he was when that happened. No, when I started telling it, people didn't know people. He was wild. By the way, the I would be an amazing storyteller <laughs> yeah. if I could make that up. And yeah. by the way. Right. 
I would make them up all the time. I'd be much bigger than I am. I only have a handful of good stories, and they're just crazy shit that happened to me. <laughs> but like, but that's what, the thing I like about like when you see someone like uh, like Christopher Titus when he tells you a story, yeah. you go like he, that. Like Mike Bigley when he tells a story about jumping out that window. Yeah, the reason I like it is because that's a real story. That really happened. That happened to him. Yeah, and exactly. I want to hear that. Jim Jeffries is a great storyteller. Yes. Now I, I think I'll, I would never call Jim on this. Mm-hmm. I will allow him the uh, the right as a as a as an artist to add a little extra oomph to make the story make sense. Yeah, sure. And if and if he wants to stretch the truth a tad bit, which I think he has done, but I won't call him on that because I've done it too. Yeah, you you're there as long as that story's. In nuts and yeah. bolts, true. The core which it that is. Happened, yeah. yeah, and I'm only talking about one story in particular where, where someone was like, you know that that the end part never happened, and I go, doesn't fucking matter. It's a great fucking story. Right. And all everything else because said, of that. Everything else happened. Yeah. There, there, and, and it's a great fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's parts of my act where, like you said, the the story happened. Yeah. But then the real ending. Isn't that great? Yeah, and you, yeah. so you just go, okay. But it would have been awesome if this was the ending. Dude. So it's still a real experience. Yeah, I think it still a- happened to you. You're still telling it from a place of honesty. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a part of the job, right? To like take, I mean, comedic uh, liberties and like sure. heighten some We're things and like. Most uh, look, 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 the audience. truth is, I mean, I, I've, I've, I have, I don't have them right here. But I have pictures of the gangsters from Russia. And Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll grab them. Yeah, I'll show them to you. Oh. Even he, I guarantee you're going to be let down. <laughs> well, then, well, oh because, no! Well, because yeah, oh, no. because we've built them up to some like imp- yeah. like I'm picturing Zangief from Street Fighter Two. Like that's who this I is, think this yeah. is gonna be like when I met Ian Ziering. All right. Well, uh, well, yeah, I just I don't there? know. I thought it'd be way cooler than it was. <laughs> well, I was he's let not down. Fight the Sharknado when you meet him. Oh no! There's one. Yeah, oh, and there's what? the other. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. And these are Russian mobsters. Yeah. Oh, okay. my, all right. One of them was an extra in the Sandlot. Here's here's a bunch of the other yeah. ones. Oh here's my god! But look what they're wearing. It's like totally unimpressive. Yeah, the, the big shades that like they can't well, tell if like you hear mafia, you think they're going to be in nine thousand dollar Gucci suits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and and thank it, you, movies, for ruining that. Yeah, and they just look like they're about to go to a Larry. You know what though? I love show. that they look like this actually. Wow. Uh, the so dude in the middle. Right? Yeah, this one. Well, yeah, but you would post them, but then they're Russian. Even gangsters. their mugs look Russian. I don't even know what they're drinking, but it l- I'll show you a picture of me the second I found out that I was getting away with robbing the train. Someone had a camera at that point? Yep. This, and, that's, and these are all posted on Facebook. Under the, hey, this album can get me killed. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> These, these, these three good. guys look like they're they're posing in like a J.C. Penny like dad's catalog. By the way, totally took a shower. That girl fucking played with her body. <laughs> Didn't fuck her, but totally she was at a what? great body. What? Yeah, a little fucking arm wrestling sure. with the Russian mafia, huh? Not a bad picture. And these guys are like smiling for these photos. They're cool. I mean, yeah, I guess they're not scared of it. Back, it wasn't phones back then. Yeah, that's insane. By the way, this is my to teacher. Burn. I... Helen Hunt. <laughs> oh, it does look like Helen. right. These pictures are all stuck together. That can't be good. Well, I mean, stop jerking off on your Russian mafia photo, I, I have a picture of me the second I st- I got away with robbing the train. That's a what? Good What's it like what? to arm wrestle a Russian mafia dude? Um, Different than arm wrestling a a, a non-Russian mafia dude. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you... Oh, oh, here we go. You ready? 
The bandana is a big move, by the way. That's that says gangster this is all over the it. Second, I found out I got away with robbing the train. You are. Oh man, let me see. The the look on your face is just like no shit. Oh, dude, that, why haven't you blown that up black and white style and like put it up or this sell is, it somewhere? This is me on the train. So like, there's a sidebar to this story. Holy of, shit, uh, dude! Of uh, of when we when we're on the train and I was like, I'm, I need to go to bed. And they're like, Oh, you have tricks to stay awake. And they grabbed me by the torso and stuck me out the window. And I fucking <laughs> oh, it's cold as shit. By the yeah, way, it's and really I woke up immediately and we kept sticking our faces out the window, flying down the fuck. We're flying. Yeah. And we were like getting, and I had a camera. We'd stolen everyone's camera, but I had my camera that we stole. <laughs> uh, and uh, and they took pictures of me sticking my head out the thing. Oh That's my god, crazy. dude! It is the, the most slamming fucking body. What was her name? Uh, or, I don't know. Ichka. I say that on the podcast, or yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, but it's, look her up. It kind of like 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 this gangster in his fucking flannels. You're a little bit like. Huh? Yeah, dude. Yeah. You look like uh, uh, one of Tim Allen's neighbors. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like yeah, yeah. but like well, the but thing then you say, but then you built that story up to be well, so. The epic. other thing I would say, like you know, not to and by the not to like deconstruct a story, but um, but I allow myself I allow myself the opportunity as a storyteller to heighten moments by not telling you things or by mm-hmm. telling you too much of things. Sure, to over add or to under add. Not lie, but allow me to heighten a moment. And so I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't have the problem. Look, my only problem with storytelling is when, it's, when I go, this never happened at all. Then I go, I, I can't trust you. Like, yeah. Like, so then the real emotions you're also going to be feeling on stage, are those also manufactured? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's identical to someone, someone going, so I have a special needs brother. And everyone will be like, wow. And then he tells a bunch of uh, jokes about a special needs brother. Right. And you're like, wow, that's really brave of you. And he's like, oh, I don't have a special needs brother. And you're like, what? He's like, yeah, I just well, I have all these jokes and I, they weren't working. So I figure if I tell him I have a yeah, and like know, and like you feel betrayed then. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you you lied to me. Yeah, like you can't do that. No. I had a I had a joke one time about this fight. I'd mixed up two stories uh, about a fight that I was really in versus a fight that uh, I had seen, and I this is very when I was very young, mm-hmm. and then I had I had weaved it through this uh this song Spodioti Dopalicious by Outcast. <laughs> what? So I, I was really into Outcast They're at the time. So good. Spodioti Dopalicious sure. <laughs> That's gonna be my child's it. middle name. It, it, but I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd taken lyrics from that song Spody for sure. To add into the story because th- it made it fun for I just was like, yeah. oh, this is what I'll do. So I told the story, it was a really great fucking story. And then I got off stage and this guy come up came up to me and he goes Dude, that's an amazing story. I go, thanks. He goes, is it true? I go, no, I, I made it up. And he, I watched his eyes fucking fall apart. And he was like, for real? I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh. And he just walked away. He didn't say anything else. I was I'm like, impressed. whoa. You literally just, that's the adult version of finding out there's no Santa Claus. Yeah. Is when a comic says. Wait, oh, what? Uh, uh, like. <laughs> Santa Claus. He's yeah. Like, uh, oh, he's God. Like, he's like our rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's Jewish, doesn't know what a Santa Claus is, but that's okay. Our rabbi. He'll he'll catch up. But yeah, like you 
like that, like so, so, something that you were so into and so entertained. It's like whenever you see a movie that says like based on a true story, never go online and find out what that true oh, story dude, is. Oh, uh, dude, hidden it's figures. Gonna, it's gonna hurt your yeah. heart. Hidden figures is totally made up. Harry, yeah. Harry and the Hendersons. Hey, guess what? <laughs> John Lithgow didn't find a Bigfoot. Hate to break it to you. So depressing. Well, that's the interesting thing. Why is it that we can watch Harry and the Hendersons and enjoy it? Yeah, well, because Lithgow, then, first then, of all, then you watch, uh, you watch. Uh, what's the one about Kyle Groom? Not Kyle Grooms. I think he's a comic. Kyle Cease. No, Kyle Canaan. No, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. The the fucking American Sniper. Oh, oh Chris Kyle. Chris yeah. Kyle. Yeah. And then you. Easy. <laughs> By the way, that's the yeah that 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 was Bert saying oh shit backwards. That's also what Angelina Jolie said when she found out she had Bell's palsy. (laughs) Um, But like Chris Kyle, that was I guess that was a manufactured story. Some of the parts, yeah. No. Yeah, I know. And it's like it's like he wasn't even in the infantry. He just was like a guy that worked on cars. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. But, uh, but no, but like, and then you go, oh, you go, shit. oh, you're not allowed to do that. Like, right, because that's you can, a true, you, and you're saying it's a true story. Hidden Figures is a perfect example. Yeah, that's my problem. Apparently, they, like, like they didn't even, like, like, none of that shit happened. And then you go, hold on, hold on. You, you, you can't create a struggle where there wasn't one. Right. Like, you can't no. create Cause by the heroes way, when they weren't. Now that's going to be the narrative. Like, that's going to be when someone says hidden figures. They're just going to think about what happened in the movie. And you know, like, family members that uh, either lived through it or, like, are the people that were the quote-unquote villains in that thing. Yeah, they weren't like, They're the like, villains. hey, dick, they didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, that that bothers awful. me in, the, in movies like that where you go, like, I understand that The Sixth Sense is impossible, but I'll watch it. Yes. Because you'll suspend disbelief. Jurassic Park. Wait, that's not true or true? <laughs> I, 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 I picked him in non-fiction and screwed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, there's definitely, like, the CGI was so good yeah. that I definitely was like, you know, took a second glance when I saw bushes that looked unfamiliar. I was like, how do I know there's not a Velociraptor in there? What did, what did I just see the other day? And I was like, wait, 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 this is green screened? Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> with uh, Sli- with Estelle Getty Net, and Sly Stallone, never there. There's no way that they were really in New York. <laughs> well, I was watching Game of Thrones last night. You guys, Not, Game of Thrones fans? Dude, I, I watched yeah. 20 minutes of the first step. That's all. Don't tell me anything. Does the dragon <laughs> fuck the best friend? Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, yeah. and I'm I mean, look, and I, I guess how what do you think Peter Dinklage just made? I guess. <laughs> by the way, by the way, there's a, there's a scene. There's a scene in That's the amazing. other fucking in the episode. I, I'm one episode behind or two episodes behind, maybe. Yeah. Is it that great? It's it is pretty awesome. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is fucking awesome. He is fucking awesome. He, how dare you? He uh, <laughs> he. But there's a scene where he walks by these two guys. By the way, he's very famous in Westeros. He's the uh, he, they call him the imp, I think, or the yeah imp imp. Yeah. And like he is the queen's brother. Everyone knows this motherfucker. And yeah. he walks by two soldiers, and they give, do like a double take and walk past him. And I was like, and then they're like, "Wait, are you the?" And they're like, "Hold on." First of all, he's got a really recognizable characteristic. <laughs> if you see any shaggy hair, <laughs> well, yeah, Brad. But also, wait, uh, what? Long shaggy hair? <laughs> long. He's great. Have you ever met him? I have not. That's the one on the list. That's that's your the amount that's of times. That's my white whale. The amount of times he's, he's called him out on our guys, podcast. Yes. No. Listen. It's 
it's got to happen. Like, I, I mean, you got to create Twitter beef, he, man. Do you think he would? Do you do you think he'd be like uppity about it? Like, well, I know that he, I know that he when he went to Saturday Night Live, he walked in the writers' room and went, "No dwarf jokes." That says a lot, dude. I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah, I guess, but no. But like for me, it's like you're on a comedy show. Like that's like yeah, no, but I like, no, actually, no, I, would you do that? No dwarf no, jokes, absolutely on. not. You ever come seen on, his act? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucking shitting me. What were they talking about? Die, slurpees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my wife. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. The whole point. I mean, but, but, the, but the whole thing about you is you. I think you take. You're the same as me. Like you have a working man's approach to your sense of humor. Like in the sense that, like, if people make jokes about my drinking or my fatness or me mm-hmm. me being whatever, it's all jokes. They're all my friends. Yeah, I make the same jokes on stage. And if I went into Saturday Night Live, they're like, we want to do a, a sketch about you being a fat drunk. I'd be like, okay, that's kind of what I put out there. I get yeah, it. I get but like, Peter Dinklage does not put out. Like, right. Like, he may play a person of smaller stature in a movie. Yeah. But they're definitely not called a midget, and they're definitely not. But I guess yeah. he did an elf, right? Well, but that, that whole thing was he was fighting Will Ferrell, who called him an elf. Like, right. So he was, like, standing up and be like, that's right. not who I am. Right, right. So... I get it, and I understand yeah. what he's trying to get out, but not one sketch. And maybe it could be a sketch where you don't. Maybe mention it's a sketch it, about them like, trying to pitch him ideas for a yeah or, an LP or sketch, like something where it's kind of like we were talking about earlier, where it's like, well, he has an obvious characteristic, and everyone's just like, what is it? His hair, yeah. like where you don't say it, yeah. but it's implied. Like, yeah, you could have totally done something like that. No, I'm I'm looking to start. Uh, that show and really get into it, but I'm like, there's so many shows I haven't seen, so I guess I would love to know from you guys. I'm mm-hmm. um, either debating whether to start Game of Thrones or Hot in Cleveland, and I need to know. Well, uh, I mean, we're lo- we're talking, you hot, know, Hot in Cleveland. Unfortunately, has less boobs. I would have loved to have seen Valerie Bernelli and, well, and then you know Betty White. English. I'd look. <laughs> I love having something. <laughs> like, one of the things I used to say is I wish I could find – I got berated by an ex-Travel Channel president one time because she, I've got been berated by all of them at one point. <laughs> I, that was part of the conversation I was having today. Yeah. But uh, she was saying that I didn't have any hobbies. What? Oh, fucking <laughs> – Lorraine, if you're listening to this, you know I love you, but – like, by the way, you have it, chickens in your backyard. That's not <laughs> my hobby. That's my wife. How by the way, dare you? By the way, and I will have to say this. I do have to have her back a little bit. My therapist said the same thing to me. No my hobbies? Therapist, my therapist, well, no, what? No, I'm a fucking comedian. Like, that's yeah. my hobby. Yeah. Like, like, I, like, we just have to get paid for it. I go, he said, it's a hobby job. Yeah, your job is to be a, a, a husband and a father. Your hobby yeah. is that you're a comic. My, my therapist goes, uh, what hobbies do you have? I said, uh, I said, I write jokes. And he goes, no, like, that's your job. I said, no, but I really enjoy it. And he goes, no, but that's your job. What else do you have? I go, oh, I, uh, I do a podcast. That's a hobby. And he goes, yeah. no, that's also your job. I said, oh, I edit videos. He goes, that's also your job. I said, I write books and scripts. And he's like, these are all job things. And he goes, what do you do for fun? And I go, think jokes. jokes. <laughs> Get on stage. Do podcasts. Yeah, do a podcast. Talk to my friends. Yeah, talk to my friends. I go, wait. And he goes, you don't have, like, a hobby? He goes, you should get into... Uh, leather work. If you notice on there, you'll see this fanny pack that I made. And he goes, "You Holy should think shit. of something." So I, so I was like, "I was like, what about leather work? I've always wanted to make like a baseball glove or something." Like, Love what, that. Like, like, where did that come from? Because one time, I uh, when I was in high school, I was really big into baseball. Somebody teased you. I bet you, you can never make your own glove, Kreischer. <laughs> that was exactly. Someday what it was. I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> and, no, it was. Uh, it was one day my glove broke. One of the strings broke. Oh and shit! So I had to restring it, mm-hmm. and I restrung it, and I had a lot of fun doing it. 
And then I was like, I wonder if I could make a baseball glove. And I was like, I bet I could. And so, but I never did. And so I said, I wouldn't mind doing some leather work. And my wife's like, that would be really good for you. But then, of course, I make that. And then I go, oh, I could sell these at shows. <laughs> right? But that's make fine. Like, that's make fine. Like a Burt wallets, like a little Burt. Yeah. Like, okay, well, that's holder, genius, and then dude. Stamp them. Like, yes. Like hey, guess what? Genius. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, I don't know how what the follow through is like on that idea, but you it's, should probably do it. Yeah. Well, I. Nobody he, does told that. Me to stop. He was like, stop. Well, because I was like, it would be cool if you had a comic who made their own shit. Holy shit. A well, wallet, man. dude? That's yeah. something that you just, it's, it's, it's a purchase that you don't, you're all, if you saw it, you'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. I know as a dude, I'm going to speak for myself. If I saw that, who's not looking to upgrade their wallet? And yeah. like, that's a takeaway and the comic you love, dude, come I on, mean, man. What I was thinking about doing was. Nick Offerman makes wood canoes. Like he. For real? He does woodworking. And he sells them at shows. That's his thing. No, I Tom Papa, Tom Mace Papa, Dale podcast. He brought us this big loaf yeah, of homemade loaf. sourdough bread. It's delicious. Yeah, and Tom's awesome. really good at fucking making bread. He, yeah. really good at it. He, like we got done doing his podcast, and he was like, he was like, "Can I interest you in a loaf of a piece of bread?" And I was like, "I'm um, actually uh, paleo, bro." And he's like, "Uh, I don't know." And then I started wolfing down. I was like, "And I know a lot about uh, sourdough bread, bread only because on Travel Channel you learn a lot about a not a lot of stuff right. you never need to know." Right. So I was like, "Where's your mother load or whatever?" Um, <laughs> But if I, I was like, well, here's what I was going to do. This is, by the way, I've had this. My, I wanted my hobby to be productive to my career. I'm not going to fucking do something where I'm not productive to my career. Yeah. Mm. I wanted so bad. Like, so Ron Bennington had this. Uh, they had these numbers that you'd get. Uh, I think it's called badass motherfucker numbers. And, and sounds uh, like pretty cool numbers. And so, you, but it was the listener you were. So the, the, so like. You'd give them out, and like you were like, and then you were, hey, it's Burt Kreischer, badass listener, number 253. And then they'd, do, they'd say something. Man, who's a big Ron? Of- this sounds like a weird ass bingo night. I want to call Gail. <laughs> Let's call Gail. Let's phone. get Gail on the phone. phone. What time is but, it? Is she still uh, up? No. Five till? But like, uh, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to make these wallets or, or something, or like a piece of leather or something that you could carry with you, like a card. Yep. That I, I, would, I would get a. a like a, a pen that burned in leather, and I would write. Um, uh, one time, this guy attacked me on uh, on the internet um, for being fake on Birth Conqueror, which he was very accurate in doing. Because sometimes they set up challenges that weren't real. Mm. They'd be like, "The fearsome foursome challenge to ride the top four roller coasters in under an hour." It's impossible. You can't do it. Yeah. And so. <laughs> And that we did it, but it, you just can't do it. I mean, we sure. did the first ride, and then the next line was an hour and a half. We're like, okay, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There goes that challenge. Yeah, and this guy was, like, calling me out like I was a phony. And I was like, first of all, the show had already been canceled, so I was like, I don't even watch it. But then it was during the time that I was doing a lot of podcasts, and everyone, someone saw it and then posted it to the Death Squad fans, and they fucking were like, the cogs of the machine have found you and will destroy you. To this guy, And this guy, like, fell apart. I think he, like... I think he had a real fucking nervous breakdown because he just just pulled the video shit. offline. So I wanted to do Cog's numbers where you got to. Yeah. I wanted to make this thing and then send them out to everyone. Make two thousand of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then go. That's your Cog number. So when I saw you at a show, they'd be like, "Hey, Cog number seventy nine. I'm like, "Oh, like well, you know when you see a fan that you go, "Oh, dude, you've been there for since day one." Yeah. Like people go, um, people say like, "Hey, I, I saw you." Uh, Someone's, so like I have a shirt that that, uh, that I made that I, we only made like a hundred of, and it was the, it was Cogs the Machine shirts, 
And so I sent them out. I put them up. They went on sale. So whenever I see one with a guy with that, I go, dude, you're a legit fan. And he's like, day one, brother. Wow. And I love when I see that shirt. That's crazy, it. by the way. Day w- What's that? Do you have to piss? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, no, uh, see, Bert, uh, 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 I'm, I'm a dwarf and my legs dangle. Yeah. So it, they just swing back and forth. The so legs I, dangle. I can't, yeah, so I can't firmly plant them on the ground. So it just looks like I'm going to go to the bathroom. But really, they're just dangling. They're Sweet, by the way, quick, quick, falling asleep right quick now. dwarf update. Um, so uh, <laughs> the dwarf update. I've been. Uh, <laughs> That's Brad, <massages> <laughs> That should be a weekend update sketch. And now the dwarf update. Brad's been my best friend for eight and plus then all years. And he sees the top of your head from the, the, the desk. <laughs> the forehead. Dude, there's constantly, when, when your uh, best friend is a little person, there are things that you discover that you don't know. I feel like I know almost everything about him. And mm-hmm. we go courtside to a Laker game one time, right? Brad gets his uh, great. I thought you guys were Clippers fans for some reason. No, uh, that's uh, Adam Devine and that crew. That's like okay. Adam Brad Devine is Lakers. I'm Sonics. Rest in peace. Now yeah. they're the Thunder. Now I don't have a team. Thanks for bringing it up. So uh, my parents also got divorced <laughs> when I was nine. Let's talk about that. Was that Mookie Blaylock? Great, greatest name. That was almost the name of Pearl Jam. Shut Pearl the Jam fuck up. Called their band Mookie Blaylock. That's the reason their album is number. What's the 10? album? No, what's the album they did? They did a ten. It was Mookie Blaylock's number. Yeah, it's called Ten. Wow. Yeah. It is one of the greatest basketball names. <laughs> Mookie Blaylock? I, if I have a son, I'm going to call him Albert Mookie Blaylock Christ. <laughs> Mookie Blaylock. What a great fucking name. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, also a great one. Great name. Uh, yeah, like yeah. killer NBA names. Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl? Manute. Is it Manute? Or yeah, Manute? he's seven foot seven. Manute. Yeah. But by the way, he always ran into that problem. No, I don't know. Uh, Manute <laughs> or Manute? Did you know that... Fifteen uh, percent of people over seven feet played in the NBA. No, <laughs> yeah, I looked that up on my uh, my <laughs> basketball camp story because Ralph Sampson's a guy in my basketball story who hazed me. He like made fun of me. The Houston Rock, yeah, yeah. And he his uh, not to tell the story, but he was saying that one he he gives an example of why he's such, so good at basketball. Mm. It's because of his focus and his discipline. Like, and also, yeah. it doesn't have to do with the fact that you're seven feet fucking four. Like, <laughs> They're going to add this in there. They're going to sprinkle that in a little bit. Go, and I also had a growth spurt. And I also skyrocketed to seven fucking feet four. Yeah. Because, by the way, I can have all the discipline in the world. Yeah. I'm not going to dunk over Ralph Sampson. Increasing my chances to 100% of getting into the NBA. Uh, did you know that Alfonso Ribeiro turned down the role of Carlton on Fresh Prince? Turned down it? Yeah. Are we just going like random they facts? Can't, no, I'm just... I'm just yeah. All right, so that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Alfonso Ribeiro gets a pass in my in my opinion oh, for anything yeah. celebrity related. Yeah, I, I have a problem when cele- I like and I shit on this person in my agency, and I think they represent the person. But I was like, I they were like, here's what we see you doing. We want you to do this. We want you to do that. And I was like, I don't fucking give a shit about fame. Like I don't care about fame. Want to work? I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm. I'm very cool with it, and I like it. I like it. I like when yeah. with going into that car dealership and everyone recognized yeah. me. I love it. I love that. I love that feeling. But. I don't want to be on Dancing with the Stars. Like, I don't want to be like, I don't care to be famous first, talented second. Right. Yeah. I want to be talented. Great mentality. Burr. Like, Burr could give two fucks about fame. Yep. yep. Rogan, two, Rogan said to me one time, he goes, uh, I said something about being famous. He goes, bro, you're not famous. I go, I'm kind of famous. He goes, he's like, bro, I'm not famous. And if I'm not famous, you're not fucking famous. And I was like, hold on. You're really fucking famous. You know that, right? And he yeah. was like, no, nah, man, no. Nah. And I was like, I want to be like that. I want to be like oblivious, like just do great work. 
Yeah. yeah, you know, and just yeah. see, and then keep just going see what's going Speaking of great work, I look down. Brad Winsy's courtside seats. Right, we're sitting yeah. there. We're like, this is the greatest. We've never sat courtside. We're we're, we're courtside. This yeah. is the yeah. greatest thing ever. And uh, and then also the woman comes up. She starts taking orders. She goes, "All right, guys, here's the menu. And uh, order whatever you want. It's free food Friday." And we're like, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, anything you want. Sushi, edamame. That's what I got." Because uh, when you're at a courtside at a Laker game and hey, because who menu. sells the best sushi? Basketball <laughs> arenas. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows Jerry West set aside a sushi fucking you know stipend. Everyone's eating hot dogs and hamburgers. We're sitting there with like Ebby. Yeah, so we're sitting there chowing down, just being like, man, this is the best. They keep coming up with more like little deals, like oh, and you, by the way, you guys get to like do this, and the, and the bathroom Ooh, you get is right over there instead of way over there. And we're like, do we, do we get to play in the third quarter? And so then all of a sudden we have vitamin water. And I look down, and Brad puts one in between his feet and kicks it up to himself. Yeah. I see in my peripheral vision, I just see him fucking, his feet just flip up as if he was trying to kick himself in the face. And his drink lands in his hand, and in one motion, catches it, unscrews it, takes a sip, and goes, ah. And I go, hey, man, what the fuck was that? I've never seen that ever, and especially in our friendship. I don't know how you could do that. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, it's, that's, it's, it gets way easier. Like, what? Yeah. What like, do you do? Like, get out out of my chair, bend over, grab the drink. No, and I'm just going to grab it, throw it up to myself. And then and I asked this stupid, like, ignorant question. I go, did you teach yourself that? And he goes, no, man, I hired a dwarf sensei <laughs> that fucking taught me did the vitamin water leg kick. <laughs> and it was, you know. Yeah, there's a, yeah, it's step one in a dwarfism survival <laughs> classes. That and be very aware of Quench your thirst. <laughs> be very aware of <laughs> Oh, yeah, you've been hit like twice, right? <laughs> Three times. Three times. <laughs> I mean, if I... Very aware of course backing up. Oh, shut up. You've been hit three times. Yeah, man. Hours. People don't twice. You don't, twice by cars. Back here, back here, back here. Twice by cars backing up just in the parking lot. Three <laughs> times. The best. The best. I want. I want audio of someone running into you going, did I hit something? You're like, no, there's nothing back there. And then they go I definitely back. heard something. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> Are you sure there's not something back there? There's nothing back there. Please <laughs> stop driving. I hear a human's voice. No, the, yes, that's me. Yes. The best was the second one that hit me. She got out. And I legit believe that she that she thought. I did. That goes on her insurance. Hit a dwarf. <laughs> that's when they probably go like, "Were you driving under a bridge? Was you next to a troll? Like, yeah, what's happening?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second fact that she turns to a party, she's like, "You're never gonna believe what happened to me today." <laughs> do you know why I'm late? Yeah. Do you know why I'm late? But I think I have a curse on me. <laughs> I'm not gonna have kids now. Yeah. Uh, like uh, the second one, the second woman that hit me. <laughs> When she got out oh. of the car to ram back and check what the fuck her car just bumped over, yeah, uh, she, I, I have a strong feeling she legit thought that I was tall before she hit me. Like, <laughs> like what did I do? To you? <laughs> Where did the rest of you go? Where the rest of you? How'd you get your shoes on your knees so quickly? <laughs> Quick, sir, help me put them back together. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've been by a car three times in my life. Yeah, oh. that's amazing. I think. I How think often do you think twice, about that? That I've is never been hit by a car. Me neither. Been... Three times. Three Noah, times. Noah. 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 What's the guy from the Daily Show? Noah. Trevor Noah. Trevor yeah. Noah has been pulled over like 
eighteen times because wow. he's black, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like that blew me away. I was like, I haven't been pulled over. I've been pulled over once. No way. In Fifteen years. No way. Wow. And by the way, it probably was longer than that. I just remember the last time I got pulled over was fifteen years ago. Now, how much? I mean, are you a responsible driver? Do you consider- I don't drive fast? Yeah, that's and right. I don't really, and I don't drive drunk. And by the way, I actually don't drive much at all. Yeah. Like I, mm. I take Ubers everywhere. That's, this car's going to cut into that fucking Uber budget. That's all right. <laughs> You're going to look cool though. Well, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted the Lincoln Continental because I was like, I was like, I'll get the. I was like, I want to be like an old man. I want an old man car. Yeah. It, but it's really a cool car. It really is a great car. But I, I don't, I'm never here. You know, I mean, we're never in yeah, town. town. So I said to my wife, we went and did that. And then she goes, let's drive by BMW and see what they have. Cool. And I went and sat in that car and I was like, I was like, this is really spacious. This is a really great car. And my wife's like, I would drive this all the time. And so I was like, well, I can't buy the car that I want and it just sit there. That's yep. wasting money. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll buy the car <clears throat> we both want. I want that one too. And then we'll just share. But she wanted the cheaper version. And I was like, nah. I was like, Wait, I, don't, I don't roll that way. I was like, I do you buy? Fucking... Do you buy the used one? No. Like, does that show up in the Carfax? Like, this car ran over a midget one time. Oh my god! Can we <laughs> please christen it with you, with your forehead just boom? <laughs> <laughs> if you were on a used car lot and you're like, I don't know about that car, and they looked, you and went, you know, it ran over a midget one time. Brad, <laughs> I can't believe you've been hit three <laughs> times by cars. Three. One time. Can you talk about that on stage? I don't. Uh, what? Are you shitting me? I don't. I used to have a bit like I I used to sell a T-shirt at the end of my shows that had me on a roadside and said I break for little people, but that was <laughs> but that was it. I but uh, the third time I got hit by a car was uh, at the Cincinnati airport that's actually in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, and then th- th- this guy was walking into the road and he had his headphones on. He didn't hear a bus that was coming and he was walking like right into the bus. So I run towards this dude, I jump, I shove him out of the way of the bus, and then the bus <laughs> hits me, then I fly, it, it like hit me on the hip, and then, and then I flew up in the air, did a little helicopter thing, and then landed on the ground. And then the guy like looked up, looked behind him, saw that uh, like a midget had just saved his life. Oh my god, Brad, you've got to talk about that on stage. You know what's the crazy, I mean... I need to, you're right. There's That's a, so funny. You know yeah. the first time I, I, I understood that there was like it's a like mystique behind LPs. Brad and I were driving back. He, he took me on the road with him when we first became friends, right? And, I, and uh, yeah. I'm dying to talk to you guys before, not to change sure. subjects, but I'm dying to talk to you guys about um, the scene when you guys started. But keep going, I apologize. Yeah, we'll, we'll, this will, we'll transition right into that. So we're driving back from San Jose, I think, or Pleasanton, like Tommy T's, yeah, I think. Yeah, Tommy T's in Pleasanton, California. And we're driving back, and, and you know, it's a long five and a half hour drive or whatever, and we're shooting the shit oh, whenever. God, I remember it's a four lane highway, and all of a sudden a uh, PT cruiser, I'd say about, I don't know, two, three hundred feet in front of us. That's way too much, maybe 75 yeah. feet. And, uh, and we're shooting the shit about whatever, being like, yeah, man, no, I would love to fucking have a threesome sometimes. Yeah, man. So do you have, fucking, have you always been a dwarf? You know, have you always been a Jew? You know, just fucking get to know you shit. And, uh, and- <laughs> no, I just started like a year ago. <laughs> Been really painful. Uh, we're still getting to know each look. other. Yeah. We're still getting to know each other. Yeah. And uh, and so a PT Cruiser all of a sudden. Originally a prop comic, but I thought this would be a little more sounding. Somebody told me you got to mix up your game, kid. Yeah, right. So a PT Cruiser all of a sudden we see it in front of us, and all of a sudden it just flips. It flips. It rolls like it rolls four lanes. I've never yeah. seen a car, uh, even in movies. You're like. 
how do they pull that stunt off? Yeah. You yeah. don't, because it was real life, dude. PT Cruiser, PT Cruiser, four lanes, flips, boom, 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 ditch. And Brad yeah. just pulls over instinctively, like, just like, we... I gotta. Which, by the way, what the fuck could I do? Yeah, what are you thinking you were really gonna do in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like, pop out a can of spinach. Da, 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 da. Like, so we, so, so he pulls over, and I, and we was like, holy shit! We stopped. We're like, holy shit, holy shit! And then we were both kind of filling it, each other out, like, who's gonna make the first like decisive move of like what we should do now? Because yeah. he pulled over, so it was almost like now what? Do you, now Adam, all right, I pulled <laughs> your, over. Your I made move, that Adam. move. Your your move. What like, tell us what to do. So I was like, all right, man. I go, yo, um, you. I go, you run across and see if they're okay, and I'm going to call 911. And, like, A, because, like, I got a phone, like, you know, his you was charging. Brad gets hit by his a car. Was char- <laughs> <laughs> and his was charging. And I go, Brad, you run across, like, you know, I'm gonna, like, you running across the street is going to be, that's going to be great. Like, people who see that, like, him running across the street. And then all of a sudden, the woman runs to the back of her car, and we're like, oh, shit. She goes to the back of her car, like, very, with, with an very immediacy scared. of, like, yeah. she's, she's like, checking on a kid, you yeah. know? So yeah. she runs back there. She opens the door. And she's checking on a kid that possibly could be, who knows, decapitated, crushed. And Brad's running across slow-mo Baywatch style, fucking just sprinting as fast as he can across the freeway. Across the freeway, by the way. Yeah. And this, this woman. Yeah. And this woman, like, and again, like, this is when I was like, oh, dude, the fucking mystique behind LPs is next level. She's checking on a possibly dead kid and does a double take. And before I'm watching her, I'm on the phone calling number one. Before she can totally pull the kid out or reach for it, she looks up and sees Brad and then does a double take and then stops and looks at him like, oh, shit, look at that. <laughs> Like that's not something you see every day. Maybe, and then we start hypo. We're like, did, did she think it was like the fucking ghost of the kid running towards her, being like, you know, mom? Oh, wait, the kid, the kid was fine. The kid was okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. I want to stress that because yeah. that and that that amazed us because the kid came out and was actually laughing, unscathed. Yeah, because the kid didn't know. Like the kid just went on a roller coaster ride. Kid had, oh, kid had, had no, no idea. You're in shock, I guess. Yeah, and then yeah, it, and then it, Brad runs over and it's just like, is everything okay? okay? And they're... Like, this is like a Jacob Marley <laughs> Scrooge ghost thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is happening? Brad's running across. He's like, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> you really could have said anything, and they, yeah. I mean, yeah, dwarf superhero. Did you guys? So did you guys start in the LA comedy scene at the same time? Uh, I started a little before. Like, no, well, like, you had started doing comedy, like, I don't know, we started about the same time, but you were more focused on acting, though. So, wait, so wait, well, 2007 me, is when I, again, it was like, you know, I did maybe 10 to 15 sets from 01 to 07. Okay. Like, two frat parties, I did London, I did, like, five shows I in London. I was still doing sets at this improv then. Yeah. 2007 is when I started working in the uh, comedy store doing phones, and I would do uh, bringer shows. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 2010 is when I started working at the store. And okay. then uh, so 07 and then yeah. and then 2013 I, started, I got passed at the store and then that's when yeah. I started to kind of just get you know you know pass at all the clubs and start to get like in a rotation. Yeah. And what I, did you more, where, did, where did you gravitate to? Like where did you find your like? I mean, I was doing. I mean, you know, I did that that Laugh Factory open mic thing for a little bit, but that was just so crazy. It was like. I mean, remember I, I signed up. Remember uh, for a three minute thing with Jamie. Uh, you do three minutes, and then he would meet with you and give you advice. And I was like, all right. And and I did some joke about being a fat kid, and I did this joke like where I was like, you know, being a fat kid had its downsides, but also its perks. Like I was the first one in the fourth grade to get a set of tits. Like you know, a lot of like <laughs> my friends would like you know, I would charge them five bucks to fill me up. You know, like shit like that. And Jamie was like, body, body. He goes, you know, you're funny, funny, but like you're up there being like, yo, suck my tits. Like, and I'm like, wait. 
what? I never, I never said, said that. My tits. He just started paraphrasing. He goes, you're up there being like, yo, I'm these fat fuck with titty fucks, you know? And I'm like, again, I never said any of that. He's like, come back in six months and like try to not say, you know, fat fuck, titty fuck. And I'm like, all right, man, I guess. And so then that just discouraged me because I'm like, six months to come back? Like, yeah, I need yeah. to get up like tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, and the store, yeah, I gravitated towards because... I don't know. I mean, again, like the, the there was more opportunities to get on stage. Three rooms and yeah. there's bringer shows and the open mic and then uh, yeah, and then the improv. I started a show there to get stage time. The improv always felt like I always felt like the improv was my home. I still feel like that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Only because that's where I started doing spe- sets in the city. But right now, I, I would say the comedy store is more my more. My, I would I've never really felt comfortable with the Laugh Factory. Jamie's insights always I, I felt were a little blind. Like I didn't, I didn't, Con, yeah, like I don't comedy store now is like your really cool stepdad. Where yeah. you're like, oh hey, you're no, awesome. Comedy store is my dad that sh- got out of prison, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey man, hey, I, I you, fucked you up st- and I want to spend some time. You with still want to yeah. hang out? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that cunt. What happened to Tommy? <laughs> he was a piece of shit, man. Yeah. He was a really legit piece of shit. I, I mean, the guy. So yeah, I was always. Was I, have a, a I have a lot of feelings me. about Tommy. Yeah, he was a bad guy to me, man. Like, I, like I, I went to him very like, like candid and open and honest, you know. And and he wanted me to park cars. I was like, dude, I have a TV show. Like that, you realize that's not like I'm. I'm on TV. Like, yeah, I've been on TV for a fucking few years now. Yeah, I'm not gonna park cars. Like, I'm not working. My, hang on, you want me to get a job there? I was yeah. like, I have a fucking wife and two kids. You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. You're out of your fucking mind. And then I, I said, I, I didn't say that any of that. I said, I apologize. I'm not going to do that. Um, I must, I must be in the wrong situation. And I guess I won't work at the store. And I said, I appreciate your time. And I hung up. And then he called me back. He goes, I'm sorry. Who do you think you are? And I went, Who do I think I am? I go, I'm Bert Kreischer. And I, I said, what, Do you need me to explain something to you? And he goes. When I tell you I'm giving you an opportunity to work at the store, whatever his little fucking voice was, and you you accept it, okay, and I was like, okay, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I go, hey man, I'm a nationally headlining comic, and I have a TV show on TV right now. I have two kids, and I don't need money, and I don't need spots. I go, I was doing this because I respect the store, and I, I I appreciate the store, and I want to work at the store. But if this is how you work at the store, then this isn't the club I thought it was, and I don't want to work there. I find, if if it's based off of 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 will you be a slave as opposed to talent and I'm not there. Right. And he was like, well, there's a way to get in or whatever, you know? I, you can't just call up and get in. And I went, okay. I said, look, I was willing to do anything, but I'm not willing to get a job there. Yeah, I mean... T- <laughs> I'm not going to fucking take a job. No. Minimum wage. When I already make fucking well over six figures. Yeah. Oh, TV, what the fuck? You're out of your fucking yeah. mind. That's yeah. why I think that there was a disconnect with Tommy where it was like he was locked... I think he watched – I mean, anybody who never – you know, he did plays and musicals and, you know, always talked about how, like, I was, you know, voted best actor in Delaware. And you're like, all right, I guess that, you know, enables you to have this. But he watched so much comedy that I feel like even somebody who didn't ever get on stage and try to do stand-up, like, yeah. you watch so much of it, you probably do develop a taste or, like, an opinion that you feel like is, you know, maybe stronger than than others, but, like – I don't know. He, there was definitely favoritism. There was definitely he. He got I think a little too prideful about like being the fucking the, the, the gatekeeper yeah, and keeper and, of the store. and I think he got off a little bit on on telling dudes that were successful like you got to like you think you can just come in I to my got, club. I think it's, it's like hard to it's get not your club. Like Pat Oswald, yeah, you don't have what it takes for sure, dude. And um, you know, I, I think there were things about him that he 
did or said that weren't completely off, but I think like that got outweighed by the amount of things that he did that were like. Also, you know, and look, I love weed, but sometimes I, I you can look at somebody that smokes a ton and be like, dude, that's fucking with the way you make decisions and you think. And yeah. he would get high a lot and be in that cover booth and. Sometimes I would come after a set and, and look for approval and try to talk to him about things. And he would give me advice. And I was like, dude, I could have fucking, I could have, you know, eaten mushrooms and talked to a squirrel about that same shit tonight. And he probably would have told me the same thing. I had the same, not, not the same feelings with Jamie, but I had, I had similar feelings with Jamie that he, he like, what, bo- what bothered me about Jamie, and I, I don't work this Laugh Factory ever. I would never. Why not? I don't. I just never felt comfortable there. I never. Felt, I, I had two sets there, and I got deals off both six figure deals. Probably two of the best sets of my entire life. Wait. Jamie watched both of them, and he said, uh, "I don't get it." And I yeah. went, "I just got um, CBS and and NBC both got it. They, they got, both it. got it very well. CBS got it. <clears throat> I mean, one of the best sets of my entire life was at the store or at the Laugh Factory. One of the best sets of my entire fucking life. You never forget it, huh? <clears throat> oh my god! How often do you think about that set? Uh, I think about it probably once every month. I'll think about. I that. love that you said that, dude. Yeah, like I think, dude, it's the dream set. Because you know I, what, man? Like, how many cool things do we get to do in our lives that you just fucking are farts in the wind because he gets trumped by the next? <laughs> yeah, by, farts was in the that wind. Like a Kansas deep cut. <laughs> farts, farts in the in wind the was wind. the original from Pocahontas. It was Colors of the Wind. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to go farts in the wind, but they were like, <laughs> no. But I'm saying, casino. like, <laughs> but you know, like, there's, it's so easy to just like move on to the next thing and forget. No. And it's like whether you have video or photo. Uh, evidence of it but like to remember emotionally and everything about that set I'm sure oh. you can it was the greatest it was the greatest experience I've ever had in Hollywood I recounted it to Barry Katz on oh, okay. the podcast and I cried All right, because it was it was the Hollywood moment you tell me had. about the happiest you've ever been in your oh, life do you remember your jokes I love you Barry but you know I shit on you sometimes what did you drive <laughs> on the way to the show Barry, I tell the Barry this story on his podcast I cry yeah. I have a moment where I go this is what you want these Hollywood moments, and then Barry goes, "That's great." Are you ready to admit you're an alcoholic? And I'm like, "Jesus what the fuck, Barry, <laughs> bro, Sam, is that the question you've been thinking about this whole fucking time?" Holy <laughs> shit, dude! Ugh, but yeah, it was great. Are you a BBS money to go to rehab? What? Yeah, Kat, I, I, let me. I'll, I'll tell you very briefly the story, only because it's a good Hollywood moment. Okay. Uh, ICM showcase. Uh, Dane, Nick Swartz, and me, Reno Collier. Uh, um, Earthquake, Scott Henry, uh, and then probably a couple more comics. I'm forgetting their names are that are we're pretty big comics mm-hmm. now or whatever. But I'm forgetting their names. Really quick, Reno sure. Collier. Uh, I never met him, um, or, or but yeah. I just remember when I think of hear his name, I think of the uh, Jeff Foxworthy roast where Greg Gerardo, my favorite comic of all time, said. Uh, uh, Reno Collier is here. I don't know who or what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reno Collier was a murderer. Beast, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, he's I a, mean, everything I, I saw of him, I was like, oh, murderer, you're a still killer. Is a murderer. He does it. He, you know, he approaches it differently, like the business differently, because he does it from, he does it out of, I think, out of Atlanta. Yep. But, mm-hmm. and I got, no, I'm not going to shit on that at all, but man, he was a murderer on yep. stage. Murderer. He murdered Clean. the roast. Yep. Dude, fucking amazing. So the lineup is uh, Earth, Scott Henry. Earthquake, Nick Swartzen, dot, 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 dot. Oh, line. my God. So, so um, Scott Henry goes up, first set, rough. I think Scott would admit that, rough. Earthquake goes up and starts murdering. 
And the one thing, it's, I mean this is a compliment, Nick Swartzen has never put himself in a situation where he could, com- could be compromised based on statistics. He wants to be put in the situation where he's going to do well because he knows he's going to do well. Because why am I going to fuck with my money and go, following earthquakes is going to be hard. But you know what? I'll do it. Nick yeah. Swartzen is what my wife says to my daughter Isla. She goes, you need to advocate for yourself. Nick Swartzen advocates for himself. He's a, man, I respect the fuck out of this. I wrote about this in my book, I think I wrote about Nick, is that Nick would say no to 90% of the things people offered him. And I mm-hmm. think it made him more valuable. I think people were like, fuck, rare. how do I get Nick? Yeah. And like, and Nick's supposed to go on after Earthquake, and uh, he just goes, I'm not going up. And they're like, what? He's like, I'm not going up. I'm not following that. I'm not going up. And he walks out, walks out of the building and leaves. Hey, by the way, I, and I think Nick would admit this, at this point in his career, I don't know if he deserved to have that kind of gravitas or like that sure. weight, but man, I respected it because I was like, I wish I could fucking walk out of the room. I don't want to fucking follow Earthquake either. Mm. And Barry Katz comes up to me. He's like, Papa, we've got to switch up in the lineup. Do you mind following Earthquake? Because I was like the least. I'd been with Barry like for one year and everyone else had been with him for like two or three years. So I was like, and I had a joke where my joke was, uh, my name's Bert, hot sexy name. Whoa, do you do porn? No, Bert's last name in here during sex. Huh? Uh? Uh? Bert? 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 Yeah. And I used to always say. It was like on fast forward. That yeah. joke. I used to go, shh, call me Quate. Like I, I say a black guy's name. Yeah. And so, um, so I was like, oh, I bet I could just say, shh, call me Earthquake and it'll kill. Because mm. Earthquake's murdering. Murdering. So I go up, I do the thing, shh. Call me Earthquake. And the fucking place goes roof off. And I cruise through an eight-minute set. Closing with, next thing you know, you're starting coke off my cock doing dick freezes. Full circle. Fucking Kathy Griffin gets on, grabs me in a hug, and goes, that was a fucking dream set. And I walk off. Barry Katz shoves me says, don't talk to anyone, Papa. We're getting you in a car, and we're getting you the fuck out of here. People are climbing over Barry to talk to me. Bert, 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 Bert. I have a script. I have a, a project I want you to work on. And gets me in a car, and the next day I had, like, a fucking six-figure deal. And, Holy and Jamie, shit. Jamie, and, and God bless Jamie, and I've yep. had a few run-ins with Jamie. I don't think he'd remember any of them, <laughs> honestly. I remember one time, this comic I worked with, I think we all know who we're talking about here, Mm-hmm. Uh, was like Rita Rudner. Yeah, yep. she was like, uh, <laughs> she was like, if you want to work at the store, you just gotta buy Jamie weed. And I was like, what? So I bought Jamie weed, and I went Tommy. No store. No Jamie. Jam- no. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bert. You said store, but you meant factory. What did I say? You said if you oh no 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 store. yeah yeah. If you Tommy work, store. If you want to work at the fa- laugh factory, oh. you've got to buy Jamie weed. Wow. So I bought Jamie weed. <laughs> Drove it to the Laugh Factory. Nice. Walked it up to his office. I gave it to him. And then he was like, buddy or whatever. I don't know. But he was like, I guess we got high. And then just sat there and didn't talk. And then I was like, oh, this is a mistake. I don't want to work at this Laugh Factory ever again. And I just walked That's out. That's the last time you've been there? No, I worked there one time since. And one you, time since. And you didn't enjoy he was, it? He passed me. He goes, yeah, call in. Get to Vales. Get your spots. And so I called in. And I just, <laughs> it just, you know, by the way, this was also the heyday of Dane. So you could go in and then not go on stage. I get that. That's, and, that's and so not the case anymore, though. Thing. But I remember Tommy, or uh, God damn it. Larry, not Larry. What's his name? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie saw my set yeah. for that ICM showcase. And, I, and Barry said to him, so did he, can he be passed here? Can he work here? And Jamie's like, I don't know. Not that good. I mean, not that strong. He goes, he runs the light, runs the light. And I was like, 
I did a fucking eight minute set. Like I know yeah. I did an eight minute. What, what are you talking? And I was like, and yeah. I was like, and I still wanted to work there, but then I got high with him, and I was like, I don't think this creeps me out. I mean, see, I, I mean. I don't know. I, I hear these stories I also of didn't like the idea that he would tape everyone's set and then put it online like he owned their. They don't material. do that anymore. I mean, yeah, they check yeah. in with you. You know, they. Yeah, I mean, they, they ask you. They don't. Uh, they don't just tape every set uh, anymore. And now it's like they. You know, if they do, then they say, "Hey, we taped this night. Like, is there something from it?" And they send you the file. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. Bad. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I. Subs- I mean, I definitely subscribe to like not wanting to not have any spot I can't go up at. But I mean, I guess I understand. Like, and I've heard like, doesn't Marin have a thing with like the improvs? Like they stiffed yeah, him yeah, way back when, and he won't. Mm-hmm. And I. But by I, the way, by the way, I, I think I think that's cutting into his money. Like, cause they I, go, there's a lot of improvs out there. I mean, I just feel like fifty grand. I just feel like, what is yeah. a grudge really worth? Mark I mean, Marin like, could make fifty grand at some of these fucking clubs. I know, dude. And so, I mean, so I mean, I know you like this. I told was him your... that I said, I said, Mark, man, get past your grudge. I, I mean, I didn't say it like that. Obviously, I respect Mark way too much to talk to him. Like, I know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I look up to Mark. But I wish sure. I definitely was like, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of money you're leaving on the table. I, I don't even know if I said it that way. I don't know if I never said anything and just thought it all. Yeah, maybe you just yeah. thought about it. Maybe I thought it all. Look, yeah. I look, I love Mark and I respect the fuck out of him. And I look at him as Me like too. a as like a as like a, yeah. as like a everybody does. Like a, a much older brother. No. <laughs> no, I do love Mark. He was there when I got passed at the he was part of the reason I got passed at the cellar. Oh really? Yeah, because I went, I was doing a spot and I was eat I was having I don't know, having a drink. I wasn't drinking because I don't drink before I go on stage, but like uh I was having a soda or whatever. Yeah. And I was sitting with him and uh and Manny, was it Manny? Sure. My fucking brain is fried. Estelle, the woman that runs no, the... who was her brother, Manny, I think. Manny came up and was like, said to Mark, you know this guy? And Mark's like, he's very funny. And then Manny watched me and then Manny passed me. Wow. Um, yeah, was that a big... I was, and then I said to him, I said, man, this is a big moment for me. But had this been a year ago, I'd live here. But I live in LA, so I, I won't ever call him for spots. Wow. And he was like, really? I said, I, if, I, if this was a year ago, I would be living in New York for the rest of my life. This was, that was the feather my cap was getting past at the cellar. Yeah. Um, he's like, call, call, uh, why can't I remember any fucking name? Right? I was about to say, call Estelle. <laughs> that's what I just call said. Estee. That's, Estee, Estee, that's the, who it is. I just yeah. said Estelle. Is that what you I said? I still got Golden Girls on the yeah. mind, man. I, the thing that I'm loving right now is what's going on at this uh, store. Yeah. Because, I mean. Well, a, room, a, a club with three rooms that are so vastly different. What other club can you name in the world that is that? Yeah, that has that. So many original can you? Shows that has became, every room is so different. Yeah, I mean, Rose literally, battle, stand up on the spot, kill Tony, like all these. But not just the size of the shows. room. It's like there's a different. I mean, you know, a okay, very let's, let's comedy. You work out, right? Yeah. So let's break it down into um, working out because that's what it is. It's working out. I will say definitely this: um, the the <laughs> OR is cardio. Yeah. yeah, it's cardio. Yeah, you don't enjoy it. You're, it's it's uh, a little exhausting at times. <laughs> yeah. When you when you feel good at you're doing it, you're like, ah, oh, that was a good one today. But a lot of times you're like, I know I have to do this. Yeah, you're like, I, would, I would love to go to the store. You get your playlist together. The, just you're do like the belly room and do uh, do fucking squats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's what the belly room squats. Yep. And then yeah. and then the fucking main room is a combination of both. Mm. It's not as and I wouldn't say that belly it's room a little more easy, stretching. It's not as fun as the belly room. And it's not as exhausting as the OR can be. I'd say the the main room's more like uh, like 
Like uh, remember those when they remember those machines are not they're not Nautilus but they're like hammer curls like they're the hammer oh, machine, yeah, you know? yeah, hammer dude. curls is, like, that, is that the it? backup dancers for MC Hammer <laughs> yeah, yeah, hammer yeah. <laughs> there there is a um I mean what 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 room do you find is the most rewarding like laughter wise like when when that room explodes because they all have their there's a different decibel I've never level. Gotten it in the OR. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not doing the comedy store the right way. Sometimes, like I only go there to work on material. I yeah. don't go there to kill. Like I don't go there with an act going like. like I would never go do like. There's no reason for me to do stand up. This is a little problematic. I think there's no reason for me to do stand up if I know it works. Like I don't There's no Like on the road there is So I'm getting paid to do it Yeah But in LA There's no purpose for me To go in and go Um This is So this is what it looks like When I kill like, Yeah Like it just doesn't make any sense to me So I go Did you ever have that though Like when you were Oh yeah 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 I did it Yeah cause when, when you, you see comrades You're like oh Oh Marin's watching now He's never seen me So let me fucking crush So that right. he knows that I'm But like I Like now I just go I have a joke I'm working on and like, like I went into the OR one night, and I was like, I, I was like, I need to figure out these lines in this joke. What's the funniest line? So I just would do the setup to it, and then I do five. Like, like so, I have a joke where I'm that I, this is what this is why this is the reason I would go call in for a spot. From in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, I have a joke where I have say uh, I roll up to my daughter Island. She's saying the word "cunt" at the top of her lungs, and I want to say, I want to say. She's saying the word cunt at the top of her lungs, like, and I, so what I would do is I'd come up with seven of them of that works the best, mm-hmm. like, and I just go rattle off all seven. She's saying cunt at the top of her lungs like her favorite, her favorite soccer team just lost. She's saying cunt at the top of her lungs like she just got done working with Chelsea Handler. She's saying, <laughs> saying cunt at the top of her lungs. So, like, you can't do that on the road. You yeah. have to yeah. deliver one. Yeah. I can right. do that at the OR. Um, oh, by the way, and I will say this, I, and I'm not being shitty, but I, I do think there are a lot of people not using the OR the right way. Like Sebastian uses it the right way. Yep. Tosh uses it the right way. R uses it. Joe. Like a lot of guys do. And then there's some. Again, maybe it's just. I don't know. Maybe this is me being a fucking hypocrite. But like, I just look at it like, if you if you just go in there to kill, then you're making it harder for people that are trying to write. Yeah, yeah, trying like, to write stuff. Yeah, yeah and that's what yeah. it should be. It should be a, keep a the room consistent. Room. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I watch people sometimes go up and do fake crowd work in the OR, and I go, seriously. Why? Like, mm. don't you do comedy? They're like, I, I can go up and do fake crowd work and kill. What's the point? Is this an ego stroke? Or like, I'm, by the way, I'm being way shitty because I'm drunk. But like, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? No, like but, we, you're being, no but you're being you're being critical in the right way. I don't want to see anyone do fake crowd work, like, ever. I well, I mean, real crowd by work. the way, it doesn't work. I mean, it might, like, get... You can also tell it's so obvious, at least from my experience, like when I first started doing crowd work, it was, you know, and, and I would watch Harlan Williams when I got to host for him a few oh, times. And I was like, well, one of the best. And I would go, I go, God, why, yeah. how did you get so good at it? And he goes, you know why? He goes, I uh, was always afraid to do it. And that's what made me go, oh, you should start doing it because you're so terrified to talk to, to the crowd. So he just started forcing himself to do it. Yeah. And that's how, how I started doing it. And, 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 you know, obviously when you're first doing it, you're not listening. You're just trying to think like, oh, I need to be funny. So like when you would ask a guy something and then he starts t- talking back to you, you're not even listening. You're just like, all right, now be funny. Like there's, there's a silence. So get a laugh. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, really? You didn't even listen to what he said. And you're like, oh, well, is that why your shirt's blue, you fucking bitch? And then they're like, what? That had nothing to do with anything. And oh, you're dude, like, I love the crowd work you did yeah. on the – I watched it today with the guy with no teeth. 
Oh yeah, that was real. That was genuine crowd work. Oh, thanks. That's yeah, genuine crowd work. Well, that's listening and building, and yeah. and that took. I mean, years listening. of me, by the way, failing at it to get to a place to where. And it, look, I feel like I'm pretty good at it now, but it's like obviously you can always get better. But at least I feel comfortable in a point where I've dealt with it so poorly. To now, I go. I trust myself that any situation I can't uh, is not going to take o- take me over. You know, I should go do the OR and do crowd work, legit crowd. It's work. listening. It's all just. I mean, listening. I don't yeah. listen very well. It's that's a hundred percent of what it is. And then because you know you're funny. So so it's like now it's just listening and then and just going like oh cool let me build the moment and trusting that even if there's an exchange of up to thirty seconds to a minute of like n- not funny that yeah. you're gonna come in with something because instinctually you just feel the moment and you're like all right there's been enough like banter that hasn't gotten a, a laugh and now I need to like insert something but the thing the thing I look about the thing I the thing I like about the store is it forces you to step up your game. Like, I, I, believe, the, oh, I believe the main room, you, I believe the main room, you can do your act if you want to do your act. Yeah. Like, you can definitely murder and murder, and that's fine. Like, I, but, like, yeah, I do... Big rest. Yeah, it's, it's like... room it's holds a, 300 people. It's a show. Kill it, yeah. It's like, kill it. Definitely... I, I personally, it's just my taste. I wouldn't do stuff for my last hour. Yeah. Only because I go, that's not what I'm... Yeah, you should definitely try to be trying to move forward. Yeah. But the, I believe the OR should be that place where, like, don't... Don't cheat yourself because you're not just cheating yourself, cheating everyone. Because then, you know, yeah, like I, I believe that there's like some I room. Yeah, go up with a piece of paper and yeah. just read off stuff. Yeah, and be cool with bombing. And I went. So if I want to be as good as Louis C.K., I got to be willing to be as bad as Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that and that was my favorite scene from the movie Comedian, where Jerry kind of loses his place on stage, and and you see Seinfeld going through the same struggles that every comic goes through because it just made me feel like. Oh, so no one's ever perfect at this. Yeah. Like, it's the thing I respect about Chris Rock and, and I respect about Chappelle is yeah. that is that they let themselves bomb. Yeah. And I go, and that's the thing, you know, I think that I will tell you this. Now, I'm not being shitty towards Dane, but like when I came out here, Dane was the first person I ever saw in my entire career that never bombed. Mm-hmm. He never bombed. He, that's amazing. He always fucking murdered. And by the way, he murdered taking chances. Like he definitely took chances. Yep. Like it, but it was just it was fucking. Have you seen anything like that since? Somebody consistently just going up and destroying like no. that. Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner. Well, look, Rudner had a time. <laughs> Ninety-two to ninety-four was the year of the Rudner. By, Everyone... by the way, by the way, no joke. None of us will probably ever get as big as Rita Rudner. I oh, yeah. know. That's why we're making fun of her. <laughs> dude, fuck it. I, mean, I know, fun. dude. Like, we're deflecting. We're crazy? just... We're, we're, I we're know. joking around, but like... No, dude. When you stop and think about it, in this business... Yep. Like, and, and having shows in Vegas. And, let's name comics. By the way, let's I would love comics. to be a joke on a podcast at some point that yeah. comes up more than once where people are like, Rita Rudner. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? Let's name comics that, that will never be as big as probably. Okay. That... Would be a joke. Carrot Top. Sinbad. Sinbad. Oh, jeez. Which, by the way, we just talked about. Sinbad, uh, Destroyer Sinbad. Um, Paul Reiser. Paul. Well, I mean, nobody's joking <laughs> about Paul Reiser. I just fucking yeah, mad about using an underrated I'm show. Think, like a, a, a Terry Fader. Kathy Griffin. I don't even know who Terry Fader is. That's the he winner, was the puppet guy yeah, from America's Got America's Talent. America's Got Talent with yeah. fucking puppets who made $28 million last year. Um, it's insane. And along that line, Dunham. Okay, let's be let's be real about this. Do you think any of us will ever be bigger than the amazing Jonathan? No, right? Oh, uh, no. I mean, no. I hope so. I don't think so, though. I think so. Well, he's hey, fucking big. He yeah, is big. But, but if you get a like you said, you got a sitcom thing going. If that goes, that doesn't mean doesn't mean 
anything. But if it goes. Yeah, no, but I've been on TV for seven years. TV means nothing anymore. David Hyde Pierce. You think we can all be as big as Niles <laughs> never, Crane never, from Frasier? No, Probably not. The greatest, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. It's a, it, but, hey, I'm going to do my damnedest trying. Th- do you think we'll ever be Tim Allen. I've oh, no, Tim no, no, no. I'll never yeah. be as big as Tim Allen. Yeah. But I've heard people make Tim Allen slams, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm about to bring it to a very real level. Yeah. Do you think any of us will be, ever be bigger than Ralphie May? Wait, like, okay. no, no, that's the obvious joke. Come on, guy. That was too like easy. Ralphie that was a is softball. like so. Let's so let's bring it down to like a legit level. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll probably definitely never be as big as Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. We'll probably definitely that, never. We'll never be as big as Louis, Chris Rock, Chris, Dave Chappelle. No one will ever be as big, big as Dave. I don't think so, Dave man. Dave Chappelle that's, will be the the. That's a path that you can't even begin to try to emulate. The, he might. Okay, rank them: Dave oh, Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, Chappelle. For me, uh, for me, man. I, yeah. You know, it's like I just saw Chappelle in Radio City last week. I've seen him maybe. Did t- you see him in Radio City? Dude, it was a new hour that was different from the two hours he put out. And I saw him at the Blind Barber, which is a place in Venice, which is a tiny little bar that he uh, uh, worked out an hour. It was different from the hour I just saw two weeks ago. And I saw him in Venice at that Blind Barber spot four months ago. The really? dude is un. It's on another level, man. Uh, you know, and he talked about Charlottesville for twenty minutes, which wow. happened two days prior. Wow! You know, it At just Radio City Music wow. Hall. Yep. You want? Yeah. You you talk about and there's Chappelle out at the store late night. Like he's trying out material at Radio City Music there, Hall. Yeah, that, I mean, but he is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. He does have yeah. that. He does have that wave behind him of the fact that, of he, course, he's put out such great material that you're you want. Yeah. People you want, want to hear him, him to be kill. great. You, yeah. Yeah. You're right. They want to hear him work on stuff. You're right. Like Tosh. You know, I said to Tosh one time, I got off stage and it, I, he got off stage and it was right when the uh, Captain Sully landed the boat in the thing. Wait, the plane in the water? Yeah, like his opening joke was uh, <laughs> that's the boat in the thing. That's how they the plane exactly in the water. That's a big deal. By the way, I wish I knew Captain Sully so I could tell him that that's... The thing sounds like a bad children's book. Daniel Tosh's opening joke was, wow, and I didn't think there was a shittier place to land than New Jersey. (laughs) That's so funny. And I was like, wow, I got to start writing. And he goes, no, you don't. You have to kill until you're famous. And then once you get famous, then start writing. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, no one knows who the fuck you are. And but not being a dick. I remember him saying, like, you have no idea how many people haven't heard of you. You have no idea. I remember hearing that, like... When the machine story went viral for the first time, I had like a million views. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you're probably like everyone like, knows me. I was like, well, I guess I got to stop selling it now. And someone's like, no, there's still like a billion people that haven't heard it. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So like all of Beirut doesn't know. <laughs> you got Glendale, Tallahassee, and Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell. I want to learn how to tell it in Russian so that I can. So it goes viral in Russia. Oh, and I go to Russia. Oh my okay, God. man. Dude, you got a lot of great ideas. And that, I mean, the leather That's fucking wallet thing list. had me. Yeah. You had me at leather yeah. wallet. Not to quote Tom Cruise and uh, Jerry Maguire. You had me at leather wallet. <laughs> but, Slang. Dude, yeah, learning that. Come on, man. That's a, I mean, I don't know if you do the whole special in Russian, but maybe like that moment. That, if, that I could, special, if I could, Are learn, you kidding I, me? In I'm, front of an all-Russian crowd in Russia? With Tom Hanks and the, and the cast of, <laughs> of Castaway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, FedEx yeah. people that were... I bet I could learn. <laughs> I bet I could learn just enough Russian to do my to do a really great forty five minutes. I mean, well, now you're getting to Eddie Izzard territory. 
Because he does hours in English and French and German. It's insane. Like, he does full hours I think I might be pigeonholing myself to one story, though. It's like, maybe I should just be a great American stand-up. But, Dude! Or, but, like, just the fact that you I should do I, that. No. Like, and just don't. run that bit. Just yeah. run that bit in Russian and then do it. That'd be amazing. Like, just do that bit in Russian and just be like... Uh, yeah. Do do your Rosetta Stone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, tone well, you I'm trying to think of how to say what. And I'm that's to what do. that's when you retire the bit is when you do it in Russian because it's like, all right, I did it in English, I did it yeah. in Russian. Yeah, it's done. If Japan comes calling and knocking at the door, <laughs> do, do it there. What I was really thinking about doing. I was What's thinking that? about doing it again on my next special because there's so much of it. Like I've, I had to tell every show, so there's so much. Not new stuff in it, but it's it's just so many jokes inside it that I get bored telling. Yeah. I was like, what if I just do it again? I go, fuck it. I'll do it again. <laughs> I am not opposed. Every one of my specials. I'm not opposed to that, dude. Why the <laughs> fuck not? Like, why not just go, when I was 23, I was like, is he telling this story again? <laughs> you know that half the movie, like, fuck it. Let's just hear where he goes with it. If I there's mean, something that's like, I mean, you've added, you said you've added stuff to it. I've and this, added so much to it, like this. Lap, but oh well, then why happens, not? What happens? You're gonna is, be like, you're gonna be like George Lucas in Star Wars. There's gonna be a new cut yeah. every like seven seven years. There, it sucks because there's uh, parts in it now that are so much funnier than when I first told it. Like there's one part where I go, uh, that I go, I wish I had thought of this when I earlier. Yeah, I wish I hadn't tapped out emotionally on the story. Like two years ago, and then told it in rote, and then on the special, just been like, "That's the story. It's done." Mm. I wish I'd because like now that I don't care about it, meaning like I just tell it. Like there's a part at the end where I go, uh, where the gangster goes, "Um, I'm gonna f- uh, fuck, f- fuck you. We're gonna fuck you in the mouth. We're gonna fuck you in the ass. We're gonna fuck you." I'm like, stop, stop with the wee shit. <laughs> and then now I go, "I'm not fucking anybody. I'll hold him down and be like, I'm so sorry. This is happening to you." <laughs> And it's it's so much of a better line than anything yeah. I've ever had. And I was like, where was that two years ago? Why wasn't I writing this two years ago? That's, that, so that's the thing with stand up. It's just it's you want to get it up and evolving. running like a, like a like a spinning yeah. plate. And go, yeah, you're going, you're going, you're yep. going. Yeah, it, it's just constantly evolving, constantly changing. And I'm, hell, there there's times. Some of my most fun times is when someone calls out an old bit from one of my old specials, and I don't remember it, but they just called it out, and you I piss? and yeah, yeah, go piss, just piss them back. Yeah. Like, uh, like, the, uh, yeah, Bird of Paradise. <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, no, but you know what? Someone will call out an old bit, and I'll start telling it, and in my head, I'll go, "Oh shit, I don't remember this bit," and I'll essentially have to write it again. Yeah, like in that moment, and I'll usually find a new joke or a new take or a new. Chris Porter said it. something to me that was pretty genius. Yeah, Chris but he said, great. he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, you know, I watched your hour. And he's like, why don't I tell some of my older bits towards the end? Like, mm-hmm. Why don't I work on the new stuff? And then, like, he goes, I feel like I've, I've, I've gotten rid of all this great stuff. It really is great. Yeah. And so then I went and watched him one night, and he goes, you know, uh, they're dropping the checks. And he's like, is there, if there's anyone, any bit that I, I've told in the past that anyone wants to hear, hey, call it out. I'll tell it right now. And someone goes, yeah. uh, Taco Bell. And yeah. he goes, oh, okay. He's like, I haven't told that in a while. By the way, Chris Porter's a great storyteller. Yeah. He's a, like a legit oh, great storyteller. He, uh, uh, he, he and his girlfriend are my go-to comic couple that me and my fiance go Juliana? on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Go, we, yeah. we go on double dates all the time. It's Dude, fantastic. Chris Porter told a story yeah. that I'm not going to uh, bury his story and, and tell it on the podcast, but about right. his, it's about his dad that was so fucking good that I was like, I was like, dude... 
like I need to start watching more comedy because I that's fucking amazing. Um, but he was like, I'll just do older bits during the check drop. So he started doing that. He did it the thing, and the, and mm-hmm. he was trying to figure it out. It was funny, and they were like, "What's that? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead, yeah. yeah, yeah." I probably won't smoke only because I'm into vape pens, son. Oh, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> into these vape pens, but I, every time I hit them, I end up getting so fucking high yeah. that I like that the podcast trails off into me going, "What was I saying?" Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I was saying. That's <laughs> um, oh, that smells really good. Got it from Josh Wolf. Well, you can't go wrong there. <laughs> the only person, what kind of? Is well, a, he's a, I don't know. Just great cause weed. Because yeah. he's a sixty-two-year-old guy that looks thirty. So yeah, yeah. Of course, there's a guy. I'm gonna hit this only because I my I've been yeah. jogging a lot lately. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep my lungs healthier. And okay. I found the paper make me. Uh, I can feel the papers. <laughs> I can feel the papers. Isn't it great that we're at a place where it's like, like these discussions can happen? Like it's evolved. I mean, like I never. When I first started uh, even knowing what weed was, I never would have thought there would have been that many contraptions or... I love it. Ah, me too. I love it. Yesterday, uh, we, my wife's birthday, we go over to our friend's house. Um, we have Friday. a cocktail. It's going to stun his growth. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be... is, that, is that an urban legend? What? That weed stuns your growth? Yeah. I mean, I was 6'2 before I started smoking. You piece of shit. <laughs> we uh, we get up in the morning. We go over there to our friend Sandy's house. We have a masseuse, two masseuses. Um, that Masai. are going to Masai. <laughs> Dude, that joke deserves a lot more credit than it just Masai. got. We have two Masai. <laughs> yeah, two Masai. Because I... <laughs> and so... Oh, and so then, You're uh, ready for Guam. Yeah. So are you going to Guam? Tomorrow. What? Going yeah. to Guam tomorrow. Why? By the way, they're getting ready to practice getting missile. Ready to pay, yeah, you're about yeah. to get blown the fuck up, dude. Brad. I hey, he I'm... told me this. I go, I go. As a friend, I go. What do you do here? Do you do you somehow like fix his fl- like I you know uh, a little concern? Call it. Yeah, I mean you'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, that'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to convince myself. No, it's Guam's uh, beautiful. I heard it I is. I was booked there six months ago. I I had I had Back to look up on the, the yeah. I had to look up on a globe to see where, where the fuck Guam was. I had no idea. I was like, is that South America. So I looked. <laughs> Isn't it great when you discover a new country? Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh shit, that's but that's what Columbus must have felt like. <laughs> Wait, Brad, you're like Columbus. Uh, yeah, I'm like uh, yeah, I'm like the dwarf Columbus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to Guam to do stand up at, at the Hyatt Regency down there. Are you serious? It's not in a military base. It's freaking Hyatt. I'm gonna go. This is my yeah. I've, I've done. They, what's the? Don't tell me the deal points, but do they fly you down? Yeah. First class? Or it yeah. doesn't matter to you, but He's taking care of. Well, they know he might get fucking blown up, so they're like, we're gonna really make Dude, it worth your while. Hit me up. I'll do Guam. Yeah. Lunchables. How big is a seat? How big is the seat? Like I know how how, how on big the plane. Is how big is oh, your seat? I, mean, I know how big. For the, me, it's a duplex. Once I smoke weed, it fucking goes downhill. <laughs> well, how big is the how big is the theater? Uh, five hundred, I think. Wow. Yeah. It was. Well, it's the ballroom at the Hyatt Regency. That's fucking great. Yeah. Tell yeah. me, hit me up. I'm into going Guam. I'm into Guam. I'm into going Guam. I got to move tickets better than Singapore. Hey, dear guys, <laughs> Singapore. I have uh, 127 tickets sold already. Oh yeah. When- 650 <laughs> I did Singapore. Did, did you sell it out? No. Okay. No, no, no. How, did we, how big? How big? Uh, it wasn't the six hundred seater. It was like a three hundred seater, and it was it was it was, it was close. But yeah, it's close. They yeah, say it's a walk up market. I don't know if that is. Singapore. <laughs> like Singapore. By the way, I, I'm, if you're the 
Yeah. Promoter, I apologize. I'm not shitting on Singapore. No, I'm excited it's... to come there, but I'm just fucking around that I get the breakdowns, and it's like, I didn't move one ticket last week. <laughs> Jesus. And, like, and so I got to shoot some problems going to All Things Comedy. You, you guys do with All Things Comedy? No. no oh, that's right. Did we talk about this already? No, we haven't. We were for a minute with... with uh, um, Al, Al. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, you and know, just yeah, uh, this, this thing don't. So, sometimes things don't work out. We love Al. We love <laughs> Bill. It's it's no, no love. Like it's not like we're at each other. Like, it, it was, it was, it was an opportunity to, with, with people out. that were just a little bit more. Um, I don't know attention. You know, because mm-hmm. um, of where we were at. You know, and yeah, I think Al and Bill. You know, obviously, this is a podcast network that we're talking about. Yeah, but I think the one thing that we did, we dropped the ball, and I'm I'm a part of this to blame as well, is that we didn't um, consolidate our advertising. You said something way too intelligent for me. We didn't. We should have consolidated <laughs> our advertising in day one and gotten one ad sales rep and had them run our ad sales. Yes, oh, that okay. Would have, that would have made a difference. So everyone getting but their own. The problem is, you know, none of us are Chris Hardwick. Chris, Har- <laughs> Chris Hardwick. Is probably a guy Empire. with nine hobbies. Yeah, you know, like he's a guy that's he's a different type of person, and he thinks of things in a very different way than a comic does. And I'm not saying that he's not a comic, but he's not in the traditional sense. He's a little bit more of a businessman. He's totally, a, he's an entrepreneur. First. Yeah, yeah. You have that's to insane. do stand up more than um, I don't know twice a month to be a comic, don't you? You got to be and doing way it. more. That's a I low think if number. You but say you're a comic, you got to be doing it at least. At least five times a week. Right? You also have to, in my eyes, least, unless, unless you, you also have to frequent like the clubs that are not only the big clubs in the city, yeah. but the big clubs in the country. Yeah. Like I, ne- I, I hear about him at like the store here and there, but like never. It's like you just got like that's if you got to go out on the. I mean, look, he's fucking has so much to do, but it's like maybe there's some of those nights you can. I don't know. Find a night know. to go do know. one set at nine p.m. somewhere just to. He's not Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Rogan's a beat. Like look, dude, look. I heard Rogan telling Joe McHale one night in the parking lot, right? Uh, and Joe McHale's a Seattle guy, and we just met, and so we're fucking jamming about hometown shit. And then uh, they come up and start uh, talking, and I'm and I'm watching them being like, oh, "Fucking these two like juggernauts are just like sharing stories and whatnot." And then Joel's like, uh, "He's like, yeah, I was doing the uh, belly room." And Joe's like, "Yeah, you, are you trying to come by more?" And he was like, "I mean, uh, yeah." He's like, "It's tough. I got a family." And Joe goes, "I got a family." And he goes, "I got yeah. two kids." And then, and Joel's like, yeah, but I mean, I, I, he's like, are you ever like, out doing sets? He goes, you know, man, and then he broke it down. He's like, I put my kids to bed at 8.30, like, you know, I'm with them, you know, and, and doing the dad thing. And, and then I go out and do my sets three, four a night, sometimes two a night, five a night. And then he's like, oh, shit. And he just really, like, laid it out to him. And I was like, yeah, yeah dude, where there's, where there's a will, there's a way. Like, it's up to. Rogan finds hours in the day that I don't even knew existed. And Joel took a moment and was just like, yeah, fuck, I guess you're right. Like, maybe I'm, but but also, yeah. I mean, dude, I don't know. Everyone's situation is different. Not a, a comic. He's a guy that, I mean, I mean, I don't mean to shit on him, but he's an actor. He's a host. Well, he, I'd he, say third on the list is yeah, probably comic. He has a lot of other things going on. I mean, he still goes out and does the casinos and stuff like that, but yeah, you're right. You don't see him like... like I, I think what even... I mean, no disrespect, Joel. I, and I mean none. But like, I think when he started, he had the staff. He had KP Anderson writing his set. So like, I don't think he ever wrote comedy. Like, uh, he was just doing... He was just doing... Uh, he was doing the soup on stage. Mm-hmm. It was like Soup Presents Joel McHale almost. Um, Which is dope. 
Yeah, which is great. It's great. But it's what like, Rita Rudder did like he, for. <laughs> it's like, and by the way, we probably none of us will get as big as Joel McHale. Dude, never, but, but like, dude, the, never. But the truth is, like, he he's not he's not inspired. He's not like sitting there like like my notebook's right there. Like mm. like I, it's around me all the time. There's jokes written. You're still everywhere. rocking the notebook, I got, huh? I got everything, dude. Oh, I lost yeah. two notebooks and and, it, and I swore off it. Now I email myself everything. Dude, I have. I have. I think nonstop about material, and yeah. I'm a comic. That's what it is. And like you know, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: my I had a really big day one day. I signed this big deal at Travel Channel, and and uh, there's an executive producer uh, talent. There's all this big. So it's what you want. Yep. And my wife, we were driving on uh, Moore Park in Laurel Canyon, and my wife said, um, "You must be really proud of yourself. You should really." En- my wife has this thing called uh, owning your Mondays. So when Amy Schumer's movie came out, mm-hmm. me and we were really close with Amy Schumer, like really close. Uh, we used to let her stay at our house, and like we, Amy was like a little sister to me. Wow! And and, and uh, I'm not saying she's not now; it's just we haven't spoken. Her yeah. Life. But uh, but um, my wife read it on her phone and was like, "Oh, oh, I fucking love Amy." She's like, she is owning her Monday, and I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "She earned this Monday." Like, what do you mean? She goes. Today, she doesn't have to do a fucking thing because she worked so hard for a year to make this movie, and then it came out. It came out big. That today she shouldn't answer her phone. She earned this Monday. So my my wife calls it earning a Monday. And so this one day I signed this deal, and it happened to be Monday. And she goes, uh, "Oh, you've earned your Monday." And I said, "Yeah, I have." And she goes, "You must feel really proud." And I said, "I said, you know what I'm proud of most is that I'm a comic, and you can't." Just be given that. You can't audition and then go, you're the next big star. Yeah. You're the next big thing. Congrats. I mean, right. like, you're that's it. You're in. Mm-hmm. As a comic, you've got to earn it. You've got to spend ten years in the trenches, five years on the road, fucking st- 18 years obsessing about material where you go back and look at notebooks five years old and go, maybe I can fit this in there. Like, you got to earn it. And I went, the thing I'm most proud of is that I'm a comic. That if I walk into the cellar, I walk into the stand, I walk into the store, I walk into the Laugh Factory, I walk into the improv. Walk into a Best Buy. Walk, I feel, into, yeah. you know, <laughs> walk into a fucking Lincoln dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but people go, oh, he's a comic first. He's yeah. a comic first. Yeah, you want, you, you want that title to be after your name. Yeah, Why I, is it? Why do we love that title and just like the idea of that being like what you identify with? I get offended when yeah. I see movie stars where they go stand-up comedian I go, hold on, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Right, right, call right. him a comedian. Don't call him a stand-up comedian. That's very fucking different. Well, is it, it because we just all understand the the ultimate, like there's a next level of sacrifice and... I think it's because uh, stand-up comic is something, it's kind, of, it's kind of like what you said, Bert, where it's like you're, you're a stand-up comic because no one comes to you and says you're a stand-up comic... Then you're like no one hands you your your yeah. book your book of material. Congrats, you passed the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, you're a comic. Yeah, congratulations, you're a comic. Like it, 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 it's something that we all earned. So based on that, I think that's why. Like it's someone, yeah. so, someone can cast me in a movie, and now I'm an actor. Now you're a movie star. But like, I'm a comic because of the work I put into it, and not someone else finally making the decision to be like, yeah, yeah. Now, now you're in movies. They can't take it away from you. Yeah, it's like, no, matter, no matter what happens, like, fucking, like, and this is an ex- obviously an extreme example, but if, if Bill Cosby wanted to, yikes, he could still, that's <laughs> <laughs> like back with Jim Jeffries By the thing. way, just the beginning like, of that sentence makes sense. Hey, 
<laughs> it's like back to the Jim Jeffries thing. Bill Cosby, you know. But like, pour that on. If Bill Cosby wanted to, he could go out right now on a stand-up tour. He passed me a this. Mm, yeah, he could. Uh. He could. Not maybe not theaters. No way, dude. Maybe there'd be pro- like there's probably there'd, uh, there'd hold be protests. Hold, hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. What do you mean no way? You're telling me Bill Cosby is at the fucking is at the lyric or at the fucking yeah. Tell me. You tell me they go. Bill Cosby's in the main room. Nerd tonight. belt. You, are you gonna? You're, are you're not gonna. You're not gonna go. You're gonna go. Hey, uh, Adam. You mind? If, hey, can I get in? Is that gonna be tight? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, a, Burr, Chris Rock, yeah. Joe Rogan, there's Chappelle, a, they're all in the back too. Yeah, and there's a We're, lot we of We would be on a wait list to watch Bill Cosby do stand-up You're right. right now. You're right. Man, let me tell you about raping a bitch. Oh, Dude. <laughs> if, do you, do if, you think there's a part of him that wants w- to just get up there and talk like really like and just go, if, look, oh, I'm towards the end of of life. And here's my it's, it's it. called the fuck you tour. And he gets up <laughs> oh there and he just basically Dude, like he will fuck you. <laughs> and he just fucking let God, this is what I think about. All right. Yeah. That's a, oh, that was this a great that was a great. That was great, Brad. This is what I think about women's rights. This and he just says, fuck about- it. That's never been done. Somebody towards yeah. the end of their life just saying, yo, I'm going to say, I still have enough wherewithal to break this down and be like articulate about it, but I'm just going to say everything you don't even want to come close to he's hearing. He's trying to hold on to a legacy that's already gone. Yeah. It's like, like that's the he thing. is. Like, yeah. Like yeah, he's he to, wants he's, to still be America's dad. And it's like, he's like no, you've I lost that. It. You think he even knows? You don't think he's completely demented at this point? No. I hope, well, you know, I, I hope I he is. He's a narcissist. Like I was friends with a narcissist once, and I, the the reality was so skewed that you were like they they say things and you go. Like I remember, I remember this person saying something one time. Like a lie that they had put out in public, mm. and then, try, and told me the truth, and then forgot they told me the truth and told me the lie, and I called them on it, and they were like, huh. And they attacked me, and then I said, no, you told me the truth one time. They fought you because you didn't buy their bullshit? And then they went, oh, I told you that? And they're like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then blew it off, and I went, like, like, you got mad at me for telling you For telling the you truth. the truth. You, yeah. d- that's amazing that you can do that. Wow. Hey, here's a question. Remember the first lie you ever heard or were told when you recognized, like, fuck you, dude, that ain't true? I think I was probably telling them before I heard them. <laughs> I used to tell my neighbor if I was related to Bo Derrick. That was your first lie? Well, that was every kid. Dude, I remember. I remember Not even like to get out of getting in trouble or like oh, someone shit. else broke the vase. Like, no, no. no, I was related to Bo Derrick. I mean, she's my, uh, you know what it was? It was a. Did you want to fuck Bo Derrick? You don't want to be related to her. It, I wanted to be cool. I was like, I'm like, uh, related to Bo Derrick. And I was like, I must have been first grade. Yeah, and they were like, or yep. whatever. She was big. Best and friend they- of mine in second grade told told everyone at school his dad invented Little Caesars. <laughs> he told us he told us a fake story of how his dad came up with the slogan. He was like, everyone was sitting around talking about what do we do? We do pizza, and then somebody was like, pizza, and they fucking went fucking with it. Dude, <laughs> first grader. I remember telling. I bought it too. We all we didn't know any different. He also told us he fucked chicks by the fourth grade. I didn't know what sex was, but he had it, and I didn't. I was like, I want sex. He's like, I'm doing it, man. Everyone's fucking doing it. We're like, we're in fourth grade. He's like, yeah, man. You tether ball and you fuck. Like this guy was just. I remember telling him when I won the punt, pass, and kick concert at contest at Buck Stadium, and my (laughs) sister, my sister was behind me. She goes, Dad won't even let him play football. And I was like, I'm trying to make fucking friends, Annie. (laughs) Don't you know how this works? You fucking pump it up. God damn. (laughs) 
you know what? It's those kids that never got caught or called yeah. on it that kept yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they realized that's how that's how you get popular. Yeah, that's how you get friends. They were the celebrities, dude. Yeah, cool kids in elementary school were the celebrity. Like that was the first celebrity. Like right, yeah. like dude, first kid that ever had sex that I knew of. Uh, other than Jess, who was lying about it in fourth grade, right. seventh grade, Jesse Mose. And guess what? Confirmed, because fucking a year later, you show up in eighth grade with a kid. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right, Jesse Mose. <laughs> told you. <laughs> told you. I called Jesse. Told you. We said prove it, and he did. And he did. Dude. But I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, so, like, funny. that guy to me, like, I remember his name and his face right now. I'm seeing it, like, Ryan at Quinn. some point. Ryan Quinn was the first guy to get laid. Brad? Uh, AJ. I don't know his last name, but From his first name's AJ. Dude, but you remember it. Yeah, of course. Because that's such a, like, uh, you know. It's so crazy. I look back and I go, I was 17 when I got laid, and I didn't even do it right. Well, Why? of course you didn't. You were 17. Yeah, right? Well, in that tree's defense, you know, it's... <laughs> that it was tree's defense. Wait, what was... Who, where, I, 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 I why did you do it right? On, I put the... Con- I put the condom on wrong. Like I didn't, Who puts I never it put on it. right, though? That's a, you, no, I, mean, I unrolled it all the way and then tried to slide it over my dick. <laughs> so like, oh, like okay. so I was like, my mom rolls my socks up. So I unrolled <laughs> it all the way. And I slid it. And it I love that that's the innocent yeah, logic of, well, my mom great. rolls socks, so condoms, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And as I pushed down, there was air inside it, so it was trapped inside it, so it would inflate. And so it yeah. would just balloon up. And I was like, this it can't be right. <laughs> and so then I put, finally put the right one on, and then I got on top of her. And it was like, one pump. Two pumps and I'm done. And she looks at me dead serious and goes, "Are you gonna put it in?" And I'm like, "Huh?" I look down, my dick's between her butt cheek and the bed, and I didn't even fuck her. Between the butt cheek so and the you bed, didn't even have... I didn't even have sex with a person. So I had sex with a bed. That's not, that's and... not losing your virginity then. Then I put it in. Yeah. Oh, already... after you were done? After I compromised the integrity of the condom. <laughs> It's a lot like going on a hike going, hey, you want to hop in this fucking river real quick? Get our socks nice and wet? And then we can start our hike? You're like, who wants to do that? They're like, sorry, this is the rule. And then I sloshed around in that bitch for a while. It was a fucking really big shit show. It was bad. And then when I pulled out, my dick's not even... I mean, it's hard, but it wasn't like... Obviously, everything's lubed up inside the condom. So as I pull out, there's no condom on it. I look down, it's between her leg, legs. And I fucking pull it, and I tug, and I tug, and then I get a whoop It was fucking bad. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying when I say this. And I didn't put this in my book because I thought people would think I was lying. I'm not lying. I swear to you all my children right yeah. now. I pulled it. I pulled it, and it was stuck. And when it, when it let go, it smacked my hand. I got scared. It flew, and it stuck on the mirror in the bedroom. I'm not even lying. I swear to you on my children. I swear to you on my heart. I swear to you, everything that's holding my life. May I be struck down tomorrow. It's stuck on the fucking window or on the on the on the mirror. And yeah. I went. <laughs> yes. And then grabbed it and I went into the bathroom. Boy, I thought like it was the episode of The Shining, but with fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I went into the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just shook my head and I was like, "You fucking idiot! Like you couldn't have done anything right in there." And then I was like, and I think that's the reason I've only had sex with six chicks is that when it went so bad there that I was like, I'm not fucking doing that with anyone. <laughs> I got to really trust you if I'm going to show you how bad I am at this. Dude, yeah, there's so much you just think you like know about that. Oh. Like to, to be prepped for that first moment, you just don't. When like, I don't know how much good it feels. I was like, this doesn't feel like a hand at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If that's pussy amazing. ever needs a commercial, that's the slogan. Right. This uh, doesn't feel like a hand at all. <laughs> and that was with a condom on. Have you ever done... I, I remember I've done a few, like... There's a, a Sex with Emily. That's a podcast. You know who that is? I thought... I thought you were asking if we fucked a chick named Emily. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, no, I have not done that. 
<laughs> so specific. I thought, I thought he was talking about like all the same Emily. Like, wait, we're all supposed to do that? No, no. I was about to ask about the um, the fleshlight. Like, I've done it. Fuck. Done it. I got gifted one after I did the sex podcast, and I just was like, "There's no way I can do that." And then, like, not only the host, but like other people around me, you know. And then I, you know, when I pulled into a, do a TV job once, I had like, you know, I was a big Muppet fan. <laughs> I had these puppets in the back of my car. Where the fuck is this going? Did you fuck a Muppet? No, dude. I did this sketch where I had these puppets, and also the flashlight. After the podcast, I just threw it in my trunk, and I pulled it into the lot, and they were like, "We need to check your trunk." And the and the woman opens it, and she goes, she goes. Puppets, flashlights. She goes, "What the fuck, you show you doing?" <laughs> and I just like you're go. putting the flashlight inside a puppet, and just being like, "Oh, you feel forgot? Ah, you feel forgot too." Show Dude, me, you show are, me horny. I've <laughs> never been so embarrassed in my entire life. And I go, I go, one's for a video, one I got from a podcast. She goes, I don't know, want to know what the fuck this is. She goes, but you good, enjoy your show, you know. Anyway, and so I'm so curious to everyone she ever met. I'm so curious about the uh, just. That type of stuff, though, right? Like the fleshlight. Is that like? Mm, I got one. Wouldn't know. Rogan, you never. You wouldn't know. I I got Brad one. and all your crazy. I got one at. Uh, they gave it to all the comics one year at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and I, I think just I got one. Then. I just took one look at that thing and went, nope. And that's what I thought. It's like what I don't know. But are you kidding me? You know how many times I've looked at something and said I'm not going to put my dick in that. <laughs> I've looked at I looked at a noodle one time, a pool noodle, and was like, if it was a little bit bigger, I, would, I probably would have tried it. <laughs> I, I I I one time Rogan was like, you got to try a flashlight. We're like, not not like like in a pervy way, but he was like, oh, you haven't tried it? Oh, they feel great. And so I was like, oh, I remember being like, I have some floating around. You mind if I grab one on the way out? But you can't go. Hey, you, can you give me something to jack off into a friend? <laughs> so I go to the Miami Improv that week. This is back when it was in Coconut Grove, and I'm going to get something to eat. And as I, I'm walking to get something to eat, I see a sex shop. And mm-hmm. I go, huh, what if they have flashlights? Yeah. So I walk in. I'm like, uh, I do like the... the Weekend m- made. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I do the, the, the walk around like, uh, yeah, do you guys have... Like trying to be cool. Right. Like, I don't really know what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's this I thing. Can somebody yeah. jerk off into it real quick? I mean, I'm just curious. I've never been in here. Do you have, do you have something that can help me jerk... Like, can help me jerk off, but then also be really humiliating to clean afterward. Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. You've never cleaned one. That's the part I, I can't have. wrap my head around. Never want to. I go, I go, do you have a, like a, is it called a flashlight? And he goes, no, nah, we got like fucking a can. And I go, I'll take it. <laughs> fucking a can? Yeah, it's just a can of beer, a can of Kirin. And it's inside, it, so, La- so you could like have it in your it's house. Brand and no specific? Would know. Yeah, it's Kirin. It was a Kirin, Kirin lager, Japanese beer. So I grab it, and he's like, you're going to, uh, do you need the lube? And I was like, yeah. No, I want to rape it. Yeah. Like, out of your mind. And then he gives me like a one travel pack. I go, give me the fuck. I'm, I'm fucking this thing all weekend. Like, I'm going to need more than one. So I, I literally was hungry, and I raced back to my room to fuck it. I get it back, and it's not a vagina. It's a mouth. It's just lips going like, oh, don't do it, man. Like, it, it just lips. Does it Jesus. say that? No, but it, it looks like it. Oh, it doesn't talk. Okay. No, but it... Yeah. it, it does not look like women's lips. It looks like dudes' lips. It's like any li- just lips look like lips. They don't look like a vagina or a butthole. It's right. Like, oh, and, <laughs> and then I, I fucked it. But then the worst part is the he's like, but the worst part is is there's a worst part. Done with it, and then you're like, I gotta clean it. Yeah, and you're like. You just want to be like, I'll throw it away for hundred bucks. Well, I'll that's throw it away. that's I feel like what the move would be, and why isn't that the move? Like, who's who's been? Bucks. 
Oh man! So I mean, is it that amazing? Well, you know, I was gonna say this. It's like the first time you went in a vagina with a condom on, and you were like, "That's fucking insane." And then the next time, you're like, "It's great." And then the more you do it, you're like, "It's getting, it's getting." I need to take the condom off. You know? Yeah. It's like mm. that. The first time you do it, you're like, "Oh fuck, that feels just like it." And then the next time you do it, you're like, uh, "I kind of want a person." You <laughs> know, the first time I had a root beer float. <laughs> I love root beer. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> come on. I'm just thinking about first, and I just yeah. it popped in my head. I go, I remember the first time. Like, I love root beer. I love the ice cream. I had no idea those two worlds could be combined. I remember the first time I had, uh, I had Tommy's burgers today. Tommy's yeah. original yeah. burgers. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like them as much as I like In and Out. Yep, I agree. In and Out is my shit. But the first time I had In and Out, I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing this a lot. <laughs> and then I did. So. In and out, so <laughs> flashlights were the in and out of sex toys for you. Yeah, yeah. Which in and out sounds like a great sex toy as well. By the way, it, it is a great sex toy. <laughs> Thank you. You try in and out? No. <laughs> oh, it's a burger. It's like a joke. I'm telling. I didn't know. Never mind. I gotta piss. I gotta piss. I gotta piss. Talk to each other. By the way, that's the commercial. By the way, everyone goes in and out, and they go the burger. <laughs> <laughs> this is this, this is. I've I've done Rogan's podcast. Yeah. This is this, this is officially the longest podcast I've ever done. It's just long. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> Is Bird coming back? I don't know. He's like he By could, the way, he could eat he he could easily just go into his house and go to bed and what, we'd probably keep going we do? for another 45 minutes to an well, hour. Here's the thing about like when you have two, you know, best friends and podcast hosts on. Like yeah. we're like oh now we're just we 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 revote <laughs> revote Okay, we're making up words now, Adam Ray. Revoke. Revoke. Okay. Is that even the word? Are you, are, Wait, I'm, I'm gonna. I know the word. I'm gonna let you search for it. What is the word? I'm gonna let you search for it. No, tell the, me. The word, the word, the word, the word that means go back. What is it? You mean revert? Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what you saying? Who call a revert? <laughs> a revert. <laughs> Adam was searching for a word. He, he couldn't figure out revert. Dude, you couldn't ask for a better while I was gone moment. <laughs> Dude, I literally tried to fucking make a very articulate point, and I forgot the word. Oh, dude, do you ever just forget words? A lot. Brett, what- <laughs> a lot. I, I'm, I'm barely buzzed right now, and I'm enjoying this thoroughly oh. just looking at you guys. The, uh- Dude, that hasn't happened in a long time, where I just straight up forgot a word. That- Oh. And I'm I'm glad, and I can attack. Look, I'm fine. I love your hair. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I, love hair. I would love to have your hair. All right, this well, podcast is going to end with you just stroking his head, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so wait, so wait. Let's talk about your body for a second. <laughs> you do work out, right? Yeah, like good. Like you work out hard, dude. I'm I'm not like. Look, do I uh, do I lift weights? Are you doing a character? <laughs> He's asking you, Bert. Does he? Asking, yes, you do. I wanted to see. Uh, sometimes I just like to pause extra long after things and see how people react. All right. So, yeah, man. Um, it's cardio. Play a lot of basketball. Do you really? Yeah, I do the oh, stair I stepper. That. I got my calves are, I think, are on point. But you know, I what are we talking about? You know, when we were test driving. He lifts me. <laughs> <laughs> I do the I do the Brad <laughs> Williams Baby Bjorn workout. Yeah, yeah. How much do you weigh? Uh, hundred twenty. About. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's, so that's a solid deadlift for him. That's why By the way, you know what though? Every time, like Brad and I, he came with me when I did at midnight, uh, and and uh, and I go, we were, he was helping me write jokes uh, for the beginning, and then, and then we were like, God, what what if I lose? And Brad's like, Well, I can be in the audience, and you and wait, call wait, me wait, up. What was this? What was the show? At midnight. 
Oh, at midnight. Yeah, okay. with, with Harwick. Edmonton. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. huh? Edmonton's at midnight. Shout out to my Edmonton fans. At midnight, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah, so yeah. Brad goes, you know, what if you lose? Like, you got to do something. Like, have an exit. And I was like, yeah, what can we do? He goes, well, I'll be in the audience. And he goes, and tell Hardwick that you're going to leave and take all your things with you. And then do like a fake whistle. And then all run out of the crowd and jump into your arms. And then you walk off stage. Oh, <laughs> like, these are my things. Yeah, so we did that. And so I lose. <laughs> it just kind of broke. I, mean, I was trying to like get answers but like the way it goes and all of a sudden when I see myself losing I'm like alright maybe I'll pump the brakes on the next two answers so I do lose and so then Harvey goes Adam you lost no points whatever and I go alright Chris well thanks for having me but uh, I'm going to take my shit and get the hell out of here and then I go Brad and then he runs out of the audience and everyone's like what the fuck and in one jump we've never like done a him jumping me catching him in my my arms and he jumps and it timed perfectly and I caught him and then I put my hand up and I go peace and then we walk back and we turn around and everybody's clapping and then Brad like did like a Miss Universe wave (laughs) and it was great but now like when we do shows on stage at the end sometimes he'll jump in my arms and I'll catch him and it's like you know it's fucking magical so the point being is the workout does work you were asking like how do I get these deltoids Go on a couple the network best, shows, yeah. cable if you can, the catch a dwarf. Part, the, the best part about that uh, at midnight thing is that I was not scheduled to be there, but because I appeared on camera, I, I had to be paid. Are you serious? Yay, unions. By the way, I think that's why I got banned from that show for a little bit. <laughs> I found out because apparently somebody told me that when you jumped on my arms, somebody yeah. had said like, hey, we were like, hey, we're thinking about doing this at the end. And they were like, well, I don't, I don't know. And then I was like, nah, I'll be fine. And they're like, yeah, but you might get like, yeah, it might, like, what if something happens? If he I was gets like, hurt, he's not nothing's going to happen. Insurance. Yeah, and then um, I found that's out. That's what makes me hate television. What's that? Yeah. That's what makes me hate television. Is yeah. that you do something really, truly fucking hilarious and inspired, and there's this fucking idiot going, well, I don't know. Can you imagine the trouble we could have gotten in? Yeah. Dude, so, or some, so, so, some guy who's never been on stage. When something. Who's never performed. Yeah. To just me, telling you what's going to work and what's not going to work. To me, one of the greatest parts about being in this business are being around either shows, sets, whatever, or something that just happens. Right? I'm sure you had it happen in your tr- in your show all the time, where something you didn't plan happened, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like that, like it, you know, it's just oh, so yeah. unexpected. And then that's what I hate about networks is they go, "No, I'm sorry, it must have seemed very fun at the time." Like we were in Australia <laughs> and. Uh, Shoot a show in this, and uh, the network exec was like, "I don't want anything planned for the day. I want Bird to get lost, and I want to see what happens." And so we got lost. Where in Australia? Just fucking. I just like a Dave and Buster's, or like in the woods? No, in the woods. Yeah. In the woods by the coast in Cairns. Okay. And so we're driving, and then we get to this place, and like a river's flooded, and there's a bunch of people waiting for the river, the tide to go back. So the river will cut back so they can drive across the street, and so, this road. And so we sit there, and I was like, hey, what's up? And they had a guitar, and I ended up, we ended up filming it, and we ended up playing the guitar. And then uh, we ended up doing the interview, and one of the guys lights a, jo- a joint. And the two cast members are doing a on-screen interview, and he h- hands it, and I hit it, and we all pass it around. And then I go, go see if they want some. So in the middle of their little, like, OTF, their on, you know, on-the-fly interview... He goes over and he goes, do you guys want to hit this? And they're like, no. <laughs> and he goes, okay. And then he hits it and walks off. And it was just so brilliant. And the network's like, no, we can't put that in there. And you're like, why? And that's, yeah. that's what traveling's about. Is sometimes you get offered drugs and say no. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, I mean, that should be in the travelers. Have you ever thought about writing a, there's a guy named Rick Steves. You know who that is? 
Nope. He's big in Seattle, yeah, where I'm yes, from. Hold on, hold on. Morning school DJ. Hold on, hold on. Rick Steve. No, close. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, though. Okay. Is it Rick Steves? Rick Dees. Rick Dees. Yeah. By the way, how Rick dare Dees. you try to <laughs> Rick Dees in the insult Rick Steves okay. by... Rick Steves yeah. is fucking amazing. <laughs> He's, by the way... Brad, check out Rick Steves' Guam itinerary. Like this. If you I'm I'm doing I'm gonna I'm gonna find the voice. If you end up going to Greece, you definitely wanna see the Palladium. (laughs) It's really intent like it's intent driven travel host. Yeah. And it's by the way Well he's been everywhere. Has a guy who did it who, who I would much rather watch a guy talk oh, like that. Oh, that fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love watch someone like try to fake a read. By the way, this is why I love Brad. He goes, what is that? I want to know what that is. He looked up a picture of Rick Steves. And guess what? Now that's going to be saved in your Google search. And yeah. that, that word is a lot tougher than Rick it is. Rick Steves does tours. Like, Rick Steves does books. He has his own travel line. Yeah. He's the fucking travel god. I'm in Burbank. I'm thinking, in, yeah. thinking about going to a TGI Friday's. But do the drinks add up? You're like, I don't know, man. Do they? I'll find out. You know, he just he checks everything out. I'm going to Africa. Do elephants really eat? You know, he's cockroaches. He's he's, <laughs> he's a really fun host to watch because yeah. he's really cheesy. Yep. Like, but he also knows his shit. Yeah. And so you're like, like, what would I rather watch? A guy who has a fake expedition show? Yeah. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but like. That was a little too close to home. No, I didn't mean. I don't, I don't mean that guy. But like, no. but like a guy who's like, I'm here in the jungle. When you realize, yeah, there's also cameramen carrying cameras on their shoulders that are there too. You didn't and just, they're not talking like this. Yeah, they're just working and walking backwards. Yeah, yeah. nothing's really that crazy because you walk to that spot with the cameras off. Yeah, I can't believe we're here. Hang on, take it one more time for the time. One more time. All right. I'm here in the middle of the oh, jungle. No, no, cut. Sorry, you said I can't Can believe. Can I get water or sunscreen? Yeah, yeah sorry. Can we get fruit snacks for Dave? They've got a guy. They've got it's such bullshit. These fucking shows. And I, I was on, I was on them, but I always tried to keep it like, try to keep it real and attached to the moment. Like when you were going swimming with great white sharks, I'd be like, I'd, I'd be like, you we, swam with great white sharks? Oh yeah, a couple times. Because I'll be honest, does. that to me is one of. The, Look, there's a whole bunch of stuff that is terrifying to think of doing. Yeah. Swimming with sharks, to me, is in the top three. Oh, no, no, not at all. What? No. Skydiving is number one. Okay. You ever fed a dwarf after midnight? I'm looking to. He caught one at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I he he got caught his... one at midnight. Oh, my God. Yes, you did. All right. You know well what? Done. Sometimes something hits you and you go, I can't even express a noise because that was so brilliant. That was, that was, a, that was the perfect <laughs> line Oh, my God. <laughs> he caught one at midnight. Mm-hmm. Wait. Um, so many, all right. So great was there a cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been out of the cage with them, but yeah. What was out of the cage more terrifying? Uh, dude. By the way, Out of the Cage is Nicolas Cage's one-man show, and he's doing it on Santa Monica and Hudson. I want to give a quick shout-out because I'm working the box office Sunday and Tuesday of next week. Out of the Cage. It's about the making of um, <laughs> The Rock. The Rock? <laughs> it, was that a Cage oh, movie? I you were talking about yeah. like, The Wrestler. <laughs> oh, and this is the whole... Right now, everyone's like, you guys are so fucked up. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the wrestler. Out of the cage is a yeah. I haven't, um, I haven't had one hit, but I think I'm getting a contact high. I think yeah, I think we contact have, high, which is the one movie Cage turned down. Right. What's that? I broke my vape pen. <laughs> the the name of Cage's second one actually. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I gotta be in Guam in like 
I, I gotta, what time? Oh, you Brad's got like Brad's got to go to sleep. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we should wrap this up. I don't want you to have to fucking be. Yeah. Fucking, but also, you know, I'm Brad like winning, winning Guam. You know. When, yeah. When I mean, Guam. <laughs> Guam, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can Guam if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. You can Guam if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. <laughs> All right, he's you back. He ain't going anywhere. Guam and and Guam and no Guam of mine. <laughs> you can Guam. You can Guam if you want to. I want to think dwarves were in that music video. Sixty. <laughs> Brad, Brad, please just do the whole music video of you and Guam doing different things, dancing like Pee Wee Herman. You can Guam if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. All right, well, uh, get on my Instagram at Brad Williams Comic, and yes. you're, you're going to see some Brad Guam videos. One a day. One a day. Promise us. Hey. I'll do one a day at least. Do the Guam. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, take Guam and, and are you Guam. are you transposing every s- popular a f- song? Fucked up name for a place, Guam. <laughs> I know, dude. Guam, <laughs> Guam. <laughs> Sounds like something that would pop up in the 1967 Batman series when Batman hit a guy. Pow! Smash! Hey guys, this is a beautiful Guam. <laughs> we need to we need to establish this as a territory. What should you call it? I don't know. Ask a guy with three teeth and no tongue. Guam. <laughs> okay, cool. It's Guam. Rum. <laughs> Three teeth and no time. Ask our cousin that we locked up in the basement five years ago when he wants to call it. Throw him a Snickers bar. Rum. Rum. What a fucking stupid name. I like, I, I, I like that if it does get nuked and I die there, th- this will be my parting thoughts. On oh, Guam. yeah, Guam. dude. You're going to be fine, though. But I, also, who knows, you know? But you'll be fine. Guam Camoli. <laughs> That was too far. That was. T- I took too many swings on that bitch. <laughs> you should have stopped on the toothless guy. You Guam. will be fine. Uh, it's gonna be great. Cause you know what? Um, we can Guam if we want to. It's gonna happen. Please we make those Guam. videos. <laughs> Leave your Guam behind. Wait, and if you don't Guam, then you no friend of mine. Oh yeah. Oh, we can Guam. We can Guam. Why are you saying it like Steven Seagal? What's the language they speak? <laughs> Guam. English? Guam, I don't know. Guam if you want to. <laughs> Guam around the world. I've had the Guam of my life. <laughs> oh, I've never <laughs> felt this Guam before. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I want a Guam. Guam. <laughs> I want a Guam. Guam. Uh, I want to uh, Guam. Guam. <laughs> That's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to hit every song that I can. I just want to look at my phone for all songs while I'm rocking it. Just switch Yeah, it. that's the best one. Oh. Right, we will, we will Guam you. <laughs> That's what they sing to you when you get off the they plane. Speak, <laughs> in Guam, they speak English, and they uh, speak something called ch- Chamorro. Hell oh, yeah. I had my uh, omelet one time. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to an Argentinian restaurant, they have a nice Chamorro sauce. I just had a good one in my head. You guys fucked up. No, actually, for real. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy that wrote, I think, all the big concertos. His name was Guamadeus. 
Guamadeus, 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 This is the best. This is the hardest I've ever laughed on a bit. I've never done bits like this. I'm going to let you leave, but let me pour one more cocktail just to get myself started, okay? Go for it. You got to go up early. It's like a motivational movie for There's a great Coolio song called Guamster's Paradise. Damn, it feels good to be a Guamster. Yeah. Real Guamster. <laughs> if that's not, if that's uh, not the country song, they're uh, they're doing it wrong. Uh, I got to. Oh. <laughs> I want a Guam and roll oh. all night <laughs> and party every day. I. I'm fucking making a goddamn mess. I have a voiceover uh, audition tomorrow at nine. Nice. Yeah. Is it a callback? For what? Like, who fucking knows? <laughs> you should probably know that before you do it. It's so funny. Is it for a, a cartoon? Yeah. I always say that because in the first 10 minutes of, of talking with you, and maybe it's just the longest we've talked, I go, God damn, like, you got a great... I audition for a lot of voiceover stuff. I feel like you're I great, I, I start knowing like I started listening. It makes you pay attention to it more. And yeah. I'm hearing you talk, Brad. Same thing, man. Like, the certain voices you're like, dude. There's just a maybe it's a, people too that have like really strong comedic just sensibilities and everything. But like your voice, like it's very it's should be the lead of a cartoon, man. Oh, hey, I'll tell you, I'll take it. We'll see if that you happens you know that. Tomorrow. Right? Yeah, Don't you get to a while you do enough auditions where you're like, oh, yeah, good. like. I'm not good at auditioning. I'm good at doing things, but I'm not good at auditioning. Mm. I think I think I was too hungry when I was younger. Like, I wanted it because I needed money. And now that I'm like, I don't, not, not that I don't need money, but I don't need the job. Yep. I go, I think I have more fun with auditioning. I think that's why I get called back. But still, once again, I don't really want to play like a, like a second lead on a sitcom. Yeah. I want to play me or do a movie with Sukura. What up? <laughs> but what about being like the voice make, of like a or, or or make Guam parody songs? Apparently, by the way, <laughs> I, 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 half of what he said, I had no idea of what he said because I was thinking of Guam. Just songs. now, yeah, me too. I was literally, like in my head right now, I was like Guam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is this the Guam life? Is this just <laughs> fantasy? <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian. I tried that in my head already. I was like, I was like, Guamadeo, 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 Yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, all right, we should let you guys go. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, and now all these songs. Are, I'm gonna be in my head, and when they like, uh, when the flight attendant announces like, "Welcome to Guam," I'm just gonna be sitting there like, "Guam, if you want to." <laughs> Guam around the world. I'm gonna be doing that shit. You gotta do. You gotta. Well, there is always something Guam to remind me. There's gotta be. There's a really good movie about Guam called Guam with the Wind. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) For real though, they do have a good action thriller called Guam in 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Guam Girl Guam? I can't even speak uh, after that one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I hope the people of, in Guam aren't offended. 
I wonder how many listeners I've been going. How many do you have? How many? Well, we'll find out real quick. Hopefully, they're at my shows at the high, at the Hyatt Regency. Yeah, in, in Tumon. This is the way I look at my podcast. If you do like like this one, will get really big numbers. Awesome. The one with Jamie Kennedy and Stu Stone got ridiculous. Numbers. That was a wonderful episode, by the way. Yeah, it was. We're having Devin Sawa on the podcast. What? Yeah, he's going to yeah. be on the podcast because he was a guy I got to fight with. Anyone that's not listening, you going to fight with him? Yeah, yeah. I dropped Devin Sawa today. We had Andrew Keegan on our podcast about last night today. Andrew Keegan, another nineties. Yeah, Andrew Keegan, I know that. Yeah, was, you do. Uh, Ten things I hate about, about you. you. Seventh yeah, Heaven. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did Jessica Biel. Step by step, fucking every show from the nineties. Well, right? Yeah. Well, you mentioned Devin Sawa on it. Yeah, man, because yeah. we were talking about he was on TB with like JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and like. And we and we were talking about like just being on a poster on girls' walls, yeah. like yeah. in a teen beat when that was something that was like popular. And I was like, man, yeah, it was you and blah blah and Devin Sawa. Yeah. And then, yeah. Anyway, Devin Sawa. How many times is Devin Sawa mentioned by male comedians in 2017? Uh, definitely twice this year. <laughs> but like, yeah, he. Uh, we all got in a fist fight and st- on Stu Stone. Stu Stone was there, and uh, and and then uh, and so Devin. Hit up Stu and was like, yeah, I'll be on his podcast and talk about the fight and talk about what he's an interesting guy, man. He's had an interesting career. I wouldn't mind talking to him. Yeah. I would love to talk to him. Uh, but, and I also, apparently, my recollection of this fight is wrong. So, and like everyone's recollection. Um, what, what was I going to say, though? Before we leave, real quick, I want to yeah. talk about your podcast. Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, because I did it, I had a blast, and you guys are. All it was like, it was dude, was, one of our uh, highest rated yeah, episodes, man. In four years, dude. Four years. That's like our yep. highest rated episode. Oh fuck, that makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah dude. You had Joey Diaz on yet? No, not at Joey Diaz. Joey on. Diaz is a fucking. Game I've talked changer. to him about it a bunch, and, and I, it, it's, it's it'll happen in the next month or so. Yeah. Weed, weed, just weed. Really? That's, weed's the connective tissue. Okay. okay well, Get high with Joey. Joey, we'll go, Joey, come on my podcast, Brad. You might have to. Why don't you guys go do his podcast and eat a Death Star? Oh God! I eat a Death Star. I'm down to do that. I mean, but Brad has to be down to do it with me. I'm not going to eat anything that has the word death in the title, dude. I'm doing Joey's a, podcast tomorrow night, and it's one of those things where you just we gotta, drop a line to him and say, "Hey, Adam, raise down to take a Death Star with you." Hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think he digs me. We, we've we've chatted like minimally, but like a lot. If you like add up all the nights, you yeah. know, over like, but and and I always feel like I'm like. I mean, I feel like I'm one good hang away from a cool connection being made here. Yeah, maybe it's over a Death Star. Well, no, but the fact that you smoke weed the way Joey smokes weed. So, like, that's your connection. Is that, is that Joey, Like, Joey, Joey just huh? wants... Is that a compliment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. that's a really big compliment. Okay. But Joey, if Joey likes to join, he smokes the joint. Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't like... T- like, me... I t- you see me. I take a hit. Yeah. I take a hit, and I'm good. I'm yeah. Like, oh, we'll roll that buzz. Yeah. Um, Joey's all about going deep. Like, you know, Hail Marys, man, throwing the Hail Mary on first down. Me too, a, Joey. He's a really, he's such a great guy. He called yeah. up, he, him on my podcast, I had a, a run where I realized everyone listening knows what I'm about to say right now, but I realized what made my podcast good is uh, a group of people, like me not having to do the heavy lifting with you, or yeah. with Adam, and just being like us hanging, and then yeah. you guys already having a, a relationship, and then us having a few cocktails, and then just getting funny, like getting silly, yep. and giggling, you know? And doing Guam parody songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or what was the other thing we did that we were giggling about? Me getting hit by a car three times. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Brad, you have to do that on stage. I now am. Because that, that it's is... Also an, I'm just gonna it's also a reenactment. Is, I'm just going to walk on stage and say, I've been hit by a car three times in my life. And then just go from there. That's so crazy. You no, know what, like, you know what I like about it? In my opinion, I'm just I'm giving you my opinion. Sure, sure, what sure. I, like, and I didn't realize that was the peril of a little person. Yeah. That that was something that you had to worry about. Yeah. Like that. That, and then, that, by the way, that makes... 
that's such a relatable. The audience is immediately, by the way, on your side because they're like, "Oh fuck!" Dude, like that's yeah. that's that's something you have to think about. And you're yeah, like, "Yeah, it almost, is." We've all almost been hit by cars and parking yep. lots, right. but we have the luxury of a two extra foot person. Yeah, you know, like Someone, over here. Yeah, someone like, be able to look in the mirror and go, "Oh, there's a person there." Yep. Here, you just, you don't you don't see anything. It that is so. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, cars backing up and being sexually assaulted by a large dog. That's one of the things when Leanne said, Leanne goes, uh, when I saw you, I said, hey, I go, Brad and Adam are coming over. I go, I, I think I should put Pris up. She goes, Brad's met Pris before. I go, I would definitely remember that. Yeah. And she was like, really? And she, I was like, I don't think he has met Pris. And it's like, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with large dogs. Like sometimes large dogs have a problem with me. Yeah. And that, yeah, I, it's. What, has there ever been like a true face-off where you're like, Fuck I yeah. might have to just throw down on this dog right I now? I fought a Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> right after 9-11. It, you know it, how hard that was? <laughs> right after 9-11. On Dog Appreciation Day. <laughs> Dalmatian Appreciation Day. This midget must yeah. be a terrorist. <laughs> No one took my side. Oh, On the 30th anniversary of 101 Dalmatians I from Disney. I fought a Dalmatian oh. in a dog park. I was trying to impress this girl. <laughs> I went. I was walking her dog with her. And this fucking uh. Dalmatian saw me. And I don't know what. I don't know what. It's, maybe, maybe it was abused earlier by a midget. I have no idea. But it just fucking booked it towards me. It oh, booked Brad, it and just Brad, jumped Brad, on this me. This is so fucking funny. <laughs> By the way, if I had that story in my life, I would yeah. be in my act immediately. Is that you're trying to impress a girl? You take her to a dog park, <laughs> and you <laughs> <laughs> the most beautiful dog, and now you're fighting one of the yeah. most beautiful, like the beloved. Thing that makes me the fucking laugh the hardest is that you made you made real people noises, like meaning like you know when you like when you get. Uh, when you see someone fall, get hit by a car, and they go, yeah, yeah. like, and they make a real noise, that, yeah, that you go, oh, this isn't fucking around. <laughs> yeah. But you made real people noises fighting an animal, the way we would fight an animal. Like, I remember I had to get a cat out of a tree one time, and it attacked me, and I was like, and I was, just, I was like fucking just losing my shit. Dude, somebody walked at me taking a shit at a Starbucks, and then fucking the door wasn't locked, and they oh. opened it up, and I went, and my like, that was me oh, saying, don't. Oh, it's noise. In yeah. the moment you're trying to impress a woman, you have to <laughs> but like, that's something. Hold on, that is something. By the way, oh, I'm fucking obsessed with this. I'm definitely high. Um, that is the thing that that makes it like we ne- very seldomly have to fight animals bigger than us. Yeah, you run seldomly. Into that. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, wait I mean, how about never, dude? Well, wait, I mean, what well, are you fighting? I mean, Bert fought a bear. I know, but yeah. yeah. So, so, but like, Adam, you've never seldom come... seems to me like every other six weeks you you're fight right. an elk. Like, you know? Worst case scenario, you go on a hike in Griffin Park and a mountain lion comes after you, and you're like, <laughs> oh, "Fuck!" But Brad's goes like, "I'm on a date. I gotta fight a dog. <laughs> I gotta fight a dog." <laughs> Is there any uh, point in the date, even to where you I like? I might release this tomorrow. I might do release it. this tomorrow. I mean, oh yeah. This is that thing we were talking about where I can't, I can't hold this. Yeah, dude. I've been laughing. I've been laughing. I hope to God it's not just some high. I've been laughing so hard at yeah. this fucking last fucking. No, these are minutes. genuine topics that are like definitely not normal conversation, and that yeah. you know, like like how many times I've n- I can't remember the last time I've shared some of these stories with Brad, and let alone like. I talk about the last time I fought an animal. Like, you know, <laughs> oh. I don't even know. Again, like, I don't even know that you fought a Dalmatian ever. Right, and this is the thing about fuck you that, I, that I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not jealous about, but I, I go, I'm envious yeah. of, is that you go, you have a, you, I, I've always found you to have a very original voice in comedy, but, but you have a set of life experiences that are very, 
that are very um, different yet relatable. Like really, remember, Rogan's never fought a Dalmatian. Rogan, Rogan's fought animals, oddly enough. But like, I remember one time you talked about washing your hair. Yeah, it's like a s- silly joke. It's an old, probably joke to you, but like, I remember that. I think about that joke a lot, oddly enough, because I go, "Really? Yeah, because I never, I, mean, I never realized that you had to like lean, 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 lean." Like, yeah, I had to lean my head over because yeah. I couldn't reach the top of my head. That that insight really, it was beyond it. It was beyond just being a little person. It was just it was just a life insight that. Yeah, this the craziest is a part, of- part was I was acting it out on stage one time, and I just leaned because that's how I washed my hair, and then the audience started laughing. I'm like, "Wait, what are you guys?" Yeah. Oh, and it took me a second to be like, "Oh shit." Their arms are long. They just reach the top of your their, their, their heads uh, very easily. What? Yeah, that's a struggle for me. I, we, like, what's I, that like? I told a joke on stage the other night or uh, the other day, and I said, um, "It's like something that you know you don't realize is something in your life that's just it's part of your life." Like I, it's it's a two part joke. I said one time, I said I, uh, I took an I ate an edible the other night because I was trying to be healthy. Yeah, because that in my book that is healthy. Like if you don't drink. And you just eat an edible, then you're being healthy. Mm-hmm. And everyone laughed. And I was like, and then I said, you guys don't have unassisted sleeps? I was like, unassisted sleep in our house is when you go to bed without drugs or alcohol. I've heard, I heard you say that the other yeah. night. And yeah. I was like, I was like, unassisted sleeps. We definitely have unassisted sleeps um, in our house. And everyone laughed. And I was like, hold on. Am I that far removed from society that like people, like I go, or at least I'm honest people about like, it. People like, haha, really? You sleep without help? Yeah. I go, who the fuck goes to bed? You know, even Mormons take Ambien. No like, way. Yeah, Mormons take Ambien and Xanax all the time. That's totally allowed because it's prescribed by a doctor. And so what, I was what like, is that religion? What's going on there? Pretty. I'm joking, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, it is. It I is. But a, right that's there. a whole. That's a whole. I mean, that's a. We, we have to have a separate yeah, Mormon a, podcast. Separate. We gotta that's, get proud of the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you gonna light that joint? Should we? Should we? I gotta get to Guam. Yeah. I'm gonna take one hit of it and then I'll put it out. But or, or, you think? Uh, look, we could do a five-hour podcast. This literally, and and part of me, look, in certain moments in life, you go, God, this is just like what a great hang. And you go, Brad, maybe you go straight to the airport, <laughs> and we set yeah. the podcast record right now. But also, maybe I take a hit and we wrap it up. Is there a podcast record? Uh, I'm sure no someone's done one. Oh no, I, my my record's five hours. With who? Uh, Danish and O'Neill. You know Danish and O'Neill? Yeah, Orua. Yeah. Top and Mario Lopez did seven and a half hours, 1996, before the podcast <laughs> were even a thing. I fucking believe that for a second. The same year Alonzo Mourning set the all-time rebound record. No, I mean, but that was, that was a big year. I, you know, every time I heard his name, I always thought that it was like, like, Morning, like, hmm. Like, <laughs> like, you're like sad? I'm, I'm, I'm Alonzo Morning. <laughs> like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? I'm Alonzo, I'm Alonzo Morning. I was a backup when we won the championship. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was. Wait, wait, wait. Even the star. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's take. Let's take. Why don't you light that joint? Great. And let's okay. take five minutes Great. to All celebrate right. Adam Devine. Sure. Yes, dude. Like, one of my favorite humans. Just was with him th- four days ago in New York. I, one of my. By the way, one of my favorite. He loves you too, man. Dude, I love that guy, and I'm and I'm being serious. He did. He doesn't know what he did because I don't think at the time. I don't think in his book he maybe he, was, he knew he was famous or not. But like, I think he was just doing workaholics like season one. Yeah, and I I loved it. I loved it, and uh, it's a brilliant show. Really it gets is. its credit, man. But like, I mean, Brad, we, we you know we've watched. Yeah. That. It's just like now 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 when you go into pitch a TV show, the executives will say things like, "We're looking for a workaholics type." 
Like, the, yeah. and so to become your own genre, that's yeah. I don't think Comedy Central. I mean, man, I, you know, I don't. They should have like they should have given those guys like another five years. I mean, yeah. Oh, first of all, I don't think they could have afforded it. Probably. <clears throat> maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. uh, my favorite Adam Devine story. I don't know if he's ever told you this. Yeah. Or if I've told you, I, remember, yeah. I think I told you this. Maybe I told you it. I'm sure I did. Tell me. I've um, heard it. You have. I have not. So far oh, away. Okay. Um, so I'm watching. Adam used to work at the improv. improv. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I see workaholics, and I see him, and I get excited. Which I gotta have to say, I have to say, is a part of my personality. I'm very glad I have. I'm very glad that I get excited for people doing well, like that that people that I like. Yeah. And I mean, there's people that I don't like that do well, and I I don't I get excited for them. But like, I love when I see. It's a part that I wish I didn't have sometimes. Cause I go, like, uh, like uh, a Bill Ari special, Ari special double negative, double negative on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I get excited for it. I watch it at midnight. I watch so it great. at midnight. I, I like. I'm excited for him, and, cool. I, and I tweet nonstop. Sometimes I think that maybe I look like a like a a cuck or like a like Stanhope, Doug Stanhope. I'm as I'm. I will say Doug and I will say we're we're good friends, but man, I am. Don't ever think I'm not sitting around him as a fan. Like I'm yeah. always a fan. I feel like I always it, watch what he brilliant. says. Like little moments I have with him that I steal for myself, and I go. Ah. <sighs> I fucking love that. Though. Yeah, like, you should Rogan. never lose that, right? I mean, if you lose that, then what are you in this? We all got into this because it looked fun, right? Yeah. Mm. So it's like if if there if you can't be in situations where you geek out, like yeah. I never want to be fully comfortable. When's the last time you fucking geeked out hard, Brad? Oh, geeked out. Uh, it's funny you say Doug Stanhope. Uh, Doug Stanhope. I never met him, but he knew who I was. I obviously know who he is. And we met each other at the LAX airport, and he went and bought me pancakes. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you'll so, never forget that. Moment. <laughs> Dude, me and you on stage with a tell. Oh. Hey, can I be honest? One of my favorite comedy moments. Yeah. I know, it probably not on the same level it was for you to be in the back watching and then up there because I sat there in that row with you watching and laughing, and then oh. I watch you go up, and then I'm watching it. In your place, and I'm like, I can't even imagine being up there right now. Yeah, and you're just toe to toe with him. Crapshoot comedy festival, creating Las just Vegas. like this um, uh, experience Atel, and, and yeah. memory for the audience that they don't even. Kn- I mean, Atel, uh, they will Atel reflect calls on it. Me up being on stage, like, and then he starts making jokes about you, and he goes, Bert, he, and then, of course you're there. Yeah, and he just calls you up on stage, and we're just and then. I, I I think you and I shared some glances, and we were probably we all thought the same thing. Like, I hope we don't fuck this up. Yeah, it was. It's but like I always approach stand up as a fan first. Yeah. Even meeting Rogan, like uh, I would say, a, a good friend of mine. When I first met him, I went to his house and I was like, I was like, I geeked out. By the way, not, never something I would ever suggest anyone doing with Joe, only because Joe's a very real person. He doesn't like being. Um, put on a pedestal he doesn't he likes to be real you yeah. know but i went hey man good to meet you i'm gonna need to see your dog your deprivation tank we're gonna get high i want to play pool and then we can do the podcast and i was like and he was like uh okay and he's like this is the deprivation tank these are my dogs and then and then i was like all right cool now i'm i'm fanned out let's hang out but like dope but good move well, no not a good move no in retro, well no yeah it definitely yeah. because we're friends but in retrospect i was like i would never tell anyone to do that but i guess it's just real but the thing I was going to say about Adam is, uh, so I'm a fan of Workaholics, a legit fan. Yep. Every episode, this is when the house is in a different configuration. 
I'd wake up and just turn it on. Like, I get so excited. It was. I love the writing. I love the rape fan. I love the like. There's so much about it that I loved. I Only love time the fucking, you can say I love the Delia rape was fan. Delia played the pedophile. Yeah, Topher. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, so much of it. I, I was such a fan of. So I'm shooting the first episode of another Travel Channel show I'm doing called Trip Flip, and we're in we're in New Orleans, and uh, and I'm standing up on a balcony, and I we're looking down at the thing, and I see uh, the cast. Pitch uh, Perfect. Or uh, the cast of um, Workaholics walking yeah. down the street. I guess th- I guess they're shooting Pitch Perfect. Yeah. And they're all there. Mm. And I go, uh, I'm fucking hammered. I barely remember this night. But I, all I, what I meant to say was, Adam, it's Burt Kreischer. <laughs> I'm a comic from the improv. What's up? I don't know what I... All that came out of my mouth was, I'm Burt Kreischer <laughs> from the top of the fucking rails. He left the other words out. And then Adam out. goes, the machine. Oh. And I went, that's what I wanted to hear back. Oh, and they, they came up, they came up and we partied all fucking night. Yeah. And and it was like, and, and I was like, and then he said, he says a lot of very sweet things. I won't quote him because I don't want to speak out of school well he's a sweet dude and he also loves comedy so much and he was dude when he worked at the improv man he saw like guys that were ahead of him that were crushing it he fucking like he took a lot of notes man he knows let's just say all I'll say is that he was very kind in that sense he said something respectfully of that of course and I was like dude this is my like in my head I was like there's certain people that do certain things in life where you go you're my guy forever and I'm never letting people talk shit about you Judd Apatow Jed Apatow, the first, very first time I ever went on the store was very recently, probably eight months ago, less than eight months ago, maybe yep. more than eight, just right around then. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I got passed just after Montreal. I go on the store for my very first time ever in the OR as a paid regular, and I get bumped. I get bumped by Tosh, and then I get bumped by Judd Apatow. Yikes. Adam's super bummed. He's like, I'm so sorry this is happening. I was like, don't worry. Yeah. I get it. I'm cool. It's a definite, like note to yourself of where you are in your career yep. sure. you know definitely and that's part yeah. of what the story is yep. Yep. don't ever fucking think you're better than you are because yep. you're not wow. and so uh, Jed Apatel goes up does his time right on time says who's up next and uh, they're like Bert and he's like oh okay this next comic and I'm like oh here we go Jed Apatel's gonna be like his name's Bert like yeah. fucking some bullshit in intro he goes uh, this next comic you might know him from his show on Travel Channel, Bert the Conqueror. He had another show on Travel Channel called Trip Flip. He just had an hour special come out on Showtime. Put your hands together for Bert Kreischer. And I went, Judd Apatow, no one will ever talk shit in front about you in front of me. You just fucking made my first night on the store perfect yeah. because you gave a fuck about my intro. And you probably asked someone before, like, you're a god to me. But Adam has that same fucking, yep. like, just a legit, like, and then I ran into him. Like, like I kept running into him right before we started filming. And then ran into him in uh, Montreal. No, no, Dallas, <laughs> Tacoma. Keep naming cities. Guam. <laughs> <laughs> but did you did you guys start? Did y'all start with him? Did you? Uh, no, I I knew Adam through. This is weird because everyone's name is Adam. I knew I met Adam Devine through Adam Ray, and that's and that's how I met him. And uh, many a night has been spent up at Adam Devine's house. Uh, the the occasional celebrity will pop in, and we're just like, oh okay, we're hanging out with Zac Efron tonight. Oh, okay, oh really? That's cool. And that's it's unbelievable. And it's those moments, kind of like where you're geeking out with Stanhope, where I'm just sitting there going like, I'm by a the fan. way, I geek the fuck out with Zac Efron, dude. <laughs> we geeked out, but I yeah, 
Yeah. He's doing our podcast. Yeah. Are you serious? In October, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's Adam and I, we were both, there was a handful of comics that were doing like a lot of sketch and YouTube videos. And I was doing them all uh, on my own. And Adam so had like, his. So like, so like the posse was. <clears throat> Dude, the guys who had legit like, they were doing consistently doing videos that had like good hits. Eric Schwartz. Um, Dude, Eric Schwartz's smoothie. video of him singing that song in Spanish and that. Eric Schwartz is someone Dude, I consistently crush that up time, man. I can never remember his name. Yeah, yeah and you know, you know what, what I mean? mean? There's, yeah. there's a that's a guy where I'm just like, man, you are, you are very talented, and like, where's, where are you, where, where do you take that, and where do you put it? You know, that's the problem. But he me. fucking crushed that era of like web videos, and like, I have to say, I'm, I have to say, it. I, I gotta say it. He sings a song in Spanish in a Mexican cantina. Yeah, and it destroys. If you yeah. haven't seen it online, go find it. You've never seen it. I have. Yeah. yeah. It destroys. Yeah. Eric Schwartz you, was a murderer yeah. on stage. Keep going. Keep going. So anyway, so, you know, and, and Divine had uh, Blake and Durs, and they were doing the mail order comedy, and I was doing a lot of stuff, and, and we just kind of, like, recognized each other of, like, being like, oh, hey, you're doing a bunch of stuff, and I'm doing... And then also, like, d- dudes that are just, like, we, we need minimal information to, like, bond. It was like, you don't like, you know... Do you like sports? Hell yeah. Do you like, you know, beer? Yeah, man. You don't like Creed, do you? Fucking yeah. It's like, no, I love Creed. You know, what my guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, there, there were just a handful of dudes at that age, too, that were like, I didn't talk a lot to comics when I first started out. So, like, the few people I did, it was, I tried to, you know, really get to know. And then, uh, and then, and then once we, him and I both don't. I'm not a good hanger at her, you know. I don't mean, you know, at clubs. I mean, oh, I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I never have been, and I've tried. I mean, and the few people that then when I hit it off with, and I like, you know, Brad, we met at the USC, but then it was the comedy store when you were like, hey, come on the road with me. Yeah, but exactly. it's like I, I never. We knew there's so each much other. going on at the clubs. I just never. It's tough to just like stop. I have and a hard time making friends. Build a friendship. I, you know, uh, one of the things I'll say, shout out to Big J, is. Uh, like I, I, have a, I, do, I really do have a hard time making friends in in a sense that like um, I don't trust people, and I also get like uh, I get to the point where I want to like I can't just I feel like I need to talk, mm. you know, like I can't just be quiet with someone. And I was having a really rough time. Oddly enough, we partied with uh, with Adam Devine in New York. We were all partying one night, and I, I ran into him or something, maybe. Or I texted him or something. Yeah. I don't remember how it happened, but I said, hey, we're all going to be at this club doing this thing. Why don't you come down? And he was like, man, by the way, I was like blacked out all fucking week. So I don't remember any of this. But so I go, he comes down and then we all do this thing and, and, uh, and we all hang out afterwards. And I don't think Adam really, I don't think he really ever hung out with like the New York posse of comics. Like the big J, Joe yep. Rosa. No, 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 no. And so he was hanging out and he was like, he was like very grateful. He's like, hey, thanks for inviting me to this because these are, I, w- I want to know other comics. It's, he's still a comic <laughs> at art and he might that be a movie percent. star, but he's a comic. No, man, did yeah. for a solid eight years before like all that shit happened, yeah. you know? And just, yeah. And so, and so we all hung out. I do not know where the store was going. Oh, the big J. So I partied way too hard and then, uh, I was fucking spinning out, and Big J noticed it, and he was like, "Hey man, uh, do you want to just come to my house and watch Cops?" <laughs> great, yeah. go, great yeah. suggestion. So we just went to his house, and I think smoked a little weed and and drank. I had a couple drinks, but I was I was bad. I was 
whatever, look, whatever you think about me, you don't know, you're wrong, and then you're right 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I was bad, and I was like, I was shaky, and I had a couple drinks with Jay, and we didn't speak at all. We yeah. just watched Cops, and he just showed me his favorite clips, showed me, uh, <laughs> he showed me Nick, Nick, what's America's Got Talent nickname? Cannon? Cannon Man. Cannon. Yeah, Nick Cannon. Cannon's the Cannon Man? special. Mm. But he got that dick, though. <laughs> Have you seen that bit? No. Oh, Big J made me watch Nick Can- Cannon's special. It was <laughs> fucking great, but in the worst way possible. Oh, that's mm. awesome. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Adam Devine. Shout out, man. Hey, get him on the podcast one time. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. He's been in New York doing a movie all summer, and, and then he uh, comes back in like, yeah. uh, three Maybe weeks. see if, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. We you get those guys on for sure. <laughs> By the way, we just did an ex- another 40 minutes. So that's we fine. Got, we got to stop Brad. I know. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll Brad, dude, can, can I be asked? Like, what, uh, that's what I love about Brad, too. Like, you know, and that's why we're best friends and podcast. Like, it's just like, you know, you gravitate toward people that like right, all this right now. Like, Brad's been, he, he's got to go. He's been yeah. checking his shit. Mm-hmm. But then he's also like, I wanna, I'm not going to. I don't want to Brad and I are very similar. You know that? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's that a great quality. Career, right? right? Big dicks. Big dicks, yeah. <laughs> Brad and I were the comics that you could, we'd go into a club. The staff would love. We'd yeah. party with them. We'd have a good time. And I would say this. I, I thought this today about you. I thought. I've never heard a Brad, a Brad word. <laughs> a Brad word about Brad? That's me the name of your special, next special, Brad words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and be the voice of reason in this sense. This conversation would be like, don't call it that. Brad yeah. words? Brad's yeah. words? Brad's words? <laughs> Brad's words? <laughs> Brad's words? <laughs> it should be called, thank God for rear backup cameras. <laughs> <laughs> now that is not yeah, a bad that's, idea. That's not a bad title. Dude, it should. I'm not even joking. Picture on your next special should you be, be a you in a rear backup camera going? <laughs> oh, all right, let's wrap this up. Yeah. And get Brad yeah. out of here. Yeah. Um, real quick, your podcast about last night. About about last night. Podcast. Yeah, you, you did it. Had, yeah, I did it. I had a blast. Yeah, you guys have. You guys are. You guys are the. So, like, I, I I'll say this in podcasting. Sure. There's the Rogans. Yeah. There's the Burrs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the. I, I'm gonna put us in the same category. Me, you, and Theo Vons. Where managers go, oh, you got to do this podcast. Like we're like, yeah. I think I think my podcast is like that. I think your podcast. I think Theo's is like that. I think there's uh, like Eliza's is a little bit like Pete that. Holmes, maybe mm-hmm. Pete Holmes. Yeah, like where, where it's like almost the industry listens to it also. Yes, and and you guys do a great job. Like, oh, thanks, man. Fucking slack on the podcast. I'm gonna edit this out of the, the here. No, not this part. <laughs> I was saying how nice your, yeah. <laughs> in the very beginning, I was saying how nice your studio is. Yeah. It's Adam's house, but it, it really is great. And I've talked to that girl. I would, I, I think I might. Hey, can you please hit me up again? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get you in touch yeah, with all I that. Kinda wanna, I want to pimp out my studio a tad bit. Can I be honest? It's a um, we there there is a level that's raised a little bit when you're like you feel a little bit more pro about some things. It's like, well, you and I, Brad. Mm-hmm. I hope no disrespect. Brad is a great third mic on your podcast. Meaning, like Brad, like I do feel like you drive it. Like you did. You, I felt like you knew a lot of. You did research on me. Where Brad yeah. knows me, but I feel like I feel like you came in and drove things, and then your repertoire <clears throat> made me feel comfortable yep. to be myself. Like I, I feel sense. like Brad pulls up and he's like, and it's like. Uh, 
Let's go. We're all comics. Let's do it. But you actually put like a little bit of like time behind it. I, f- I felt that way. I think there's definitely, I mean, and that's what I think the great things about like doing is that we figure out our dynamic and like it also yeah. varies from, from pod to pod. But like in, yeah, in that one for sure, it's like, I think people. that is, I mean, Brad is such a fucking slinger of jokes. Yeah. Like it's like he can't <laughs> even, he, his mouth can't keep up with the amount of jokes he comes up with. Yeah. And it's like, and that's what's great. And then like, even when we do, I think we figured out when we started doing a few live podcasts where it's like, yeah, there like might be podcasts. Totally. For me, for me. <laughs> Because I feel like I feel like this the giggleness yeah doesn't happen like oh I, it I does like, for you does. guys maybe yeah yeah so I mean again are, but we, yeah we, I mean we always open with us which we just can like you know we could you know rant uh, about things and do a yeah song and so we whatever. always can get something going and then bring you should do a live one with us sometime I'd love to okay I, cool I, I love doing live podcasts. But my podcast live, I, I feel you. like I feel like well by yourself, I I would totally understand that. Like yeah. out of the gate, like the, the fact driver, that we are going up different. together and we can like, uh, it's you know it's, yeah, it's yeah, way easier. Off of it. Way, it's uh, way better. So if people are gonna watch it or listen to it about uh, last top, night, top five episodes. Oh, oh, man. oh geez, we might have just had one today with Fr- Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, dude. I, uh, wait, it was so unbelievable. I'm trying to get him and Josh on my podcast. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you should. I mean, for you'll you'll say it was hi, unbelievable, and then they'll go, dude. It really? was. I yeah, mean, the the they have a podcast called The Prince <clears throat> and the Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about 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 last night. Oh yeah, sorry. But- <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, here's my top five. Uh, okay, go for it. Burke Reicher. Yeah, number one. Yeah, number one. Mm-hmm. By the way, that was a really great time I had in your podcast, and I have to say that is that. Um, and I think. You've done I, a I bunch, right? Genuinely, because Brad and I, I think Brad and I are so similar people. Yep. We really are really similar. I don't know if you know that. I keep wondering if we have the same size head. <laughs> Just try it on. Oh, my God. Let Wait, me see the size. It? Let me see the size if it's a seven and three fours. Yeah. Wait, Brad. Brad, Brad yep. give me your phone. Can I take video? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God, Brad. Yeah. The same Open size it up for me. Head. Yeah, we do. And no one has a... No one has the same size head as me. Hey, can you guys do me a favor? Yeah. If you're still listening at three hours and 23 minutes, and I know you are, uh, Brad is the same as me. He wants size eight in your, in his city. So <laughs> hit him up with a size eight. Yeah. And get him a new. Get him his hats. Yes. Minor league hats are the best. Oh, Throwback them. hats. Yes. Like the old Padres one he's wearing right now is yeah. fucking amazing. But hit him up with hats. Size eight. Love it. It, it, it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because people bring me cupcakes because they think like midgets love cupcakes for some reason. <laughs> Which they do. <laughs> Which we do. Well, yeah. we all like cupcakes. Yeah, it's cupcakes. <laughs> it's like we're saying, never mind. Yeah, we all knew. We all knew. But yeah, uh, it, 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 yeah so what, what, what we do, like top top episodes. Yo, I'll go Burke Kreischer. I'll go Melissa McCarthy. Okay, because. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. You had Melissa McCarthy. Oh, she's on? a buddy of mine, so mm-hmm. she's done it twice. Oh, here, pass that back. I'm still bald. <laughs> and Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, man. You know, my wife sat in a, a dinner party with her one night. My wife got into her agent and said, uh, the agent was like, hey, you either got to lose weight or gain weight. Mm-hmm. And Melissa McCarthy was like, oh, they said the same thing. I'm just going to gain weight, and I'm just going gonna, gonna, gonna to nail those roles. And my wife's like, for real? She's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. And she destroyed. Yeah. Destro- my wife's like, when my wife saw Bridesmaids, uh, Bridesmaids, she went, "That's Melissa. That's Jenny McCarthy's cousin." Shut the I was like, fuck oh up! Oh my god! And my wife's like, "She's earned her Monday." Uh, Isn't that crazy? There you go. She's one of the greatest people on planet Earth, and one of the funniest. I mean, Billy like Gardell says the same thing. Yep, so he good. loves her. The Gardell episode, 
also great. Yeah. Here's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm going. Do you guys have someone book it for you, or do you book it? Me. Yeah. Brad books it. I got. I got a couple on there, but Brad has a. Brad has most of them. What? We've had one twice. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm gonna go Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. B- hold on. Who? Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Jason Derulo. Yeah. Who's uh, Jason Derulo? A rapper. Uh, uh, an R&B pop star. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll go. Um, you, Melissa, Neil Patrick Harris. You're just putting me in this. Like, no, here. Bert, dude, Bert. No, you're one. No, dude, seriously, Bert. I, I'm not even like so much fun. I'm not gonna. Do you find? Do you find? Look, uh, uh, Brad and I do this thing after when after an episode where people walk out and I can tell it's great because. We both always usually have a show to go to or something else, and we'll maybe leave after. When people, when Brad and I linger and we talk, not only about the podcast after, but then just talk and catch up and hang out. Yeah, it's because of the podcast. Yeah, we do that for maybe an hour afterwards. Yeah, and that's so take that as a that's a compliment. You I know think what I'm saying it's a comment, but but I, now do you notice that? And I'm getting you out of here, Brad. I swear to God, <laughs> two <laughs> minutes. By the way, by the care. everyone's like, this started a fucking hour ago. No, nah, this is <laughs> yeah. But the uh, do you fine. find that? Podcast fans aggregate towards podcast stars yes. as opposed to celebrities. <clears throat> um, w- yeah, like, y- 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 like, well, f- for instance, you're one of our top rated episodes. <clears throat> uh, Ryan Sickler episode, Howie Mandel was yeah, good. Yeah, like it's uh, where it's like it's like Melissa McCarthy's a movie star, yep, but right. people will go to me too because they go they go like because I find that like I know for a fact this this will rate really well because you guys are podcast guys. So yeah. popular, people like there. to hear the crossovers too. They also, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it also is just. Yeah. I mean, dude, uh, what what you bring to a podcast? It's like the the you're doing it yourself already, and then like you have to definitely like do it a bunch to get a little bit more like familiar with doing it right i think you it's the thing i I believe is that because we do this we're better stand-ups yeah so i think this is the like i'll say this and i'm being dead serious brad Mm -hmm. those two things you said tonight (laughs) getting run over by a car (laughs) and being attacked by a dalmatian no no having to fight an animal yeah yeah those are on a date two of my favorite tangents i go i go man those are things those are those are next level. I mean, it really is next level. It's because Thank it's you. a part of you that it's not the fucking thing that the that that anyone who's a little person coming into comedy was going to go to. Yeah, and if they do, they're fucking genius. Those are throwaways. You got attacked by a dog was a throwaway those story. Are both throwaway stories. Yeah, you were literally. Yeah, we're dude. not going to tell. And this is <clears throat> my Rogan moment to me with the machine. Yeah, is this you? Is like more of that shit is fucking genius, dude. Thank you. That sir. blows. You get hit by a car three times. Three times. Is it me? Is it me? You look at Charlie Sheen and, getting hit by cars. And by, and by the way, yes, the answer is yes. It's me. It's definitely me. Me, 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 me. I just good I just, car noise. I fucking I've been test driving cars all day. <laughs> but like that, that for me, well, I thanks, go. Man. You, man, I, yeah, man. I have a joke about you. I don't tell on stage, only because I feel like it's too inside baseball. But it's about when Georgia told the joke with the punchline midget. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then came in and then you were in the room. She was like, "Oh fuck, Dad, you told on me." <laughs> All right, let's yeah. wrap this up. Can let's I can I tell you real quick though? Yep, yep, I mean, yep, yep. I love not to not to piggyback <laughs> on a, on a Brad. No, Brad fine, hey, fine, fuck fine. you, Brad. It's fine. Not to piggyback on the compliment, Brad Train. But I will say this because. You know, you did ask about the podcast and and just Brad and our friendship, and 
you know, and I don't know if I've ever spoke to this, but like, what is really great too about doing a podcast with somebody that you feel like, oh yeah, you're good host and whatever, but it's like you always there's always a um, I don't know there's there's such a, a level of respect and like genuine like when you make each other laugh like I, you know we've all been around so many people where you're just like you get matched up in a job or like a show where there's or, or you're hosting something and, and and you maybe don't have you can just tell like oh we're just a little bit off yeah. you know yeah and it's like so it's so rare so like Obviously, we love doing the podcast, but it's also like it's not lost on me at all when like we do something like we did today where we did two episodes or we're hanging out where I'm just like I walk away and go, that's like kind of crazy how in sync we were for an hour and a half or two hours on certain things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's yeah. – I guess what I'm trying to say is <clears> – <throat> Brad, I know you're getting married soon, but do you want to elope? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying though, it's just like in speaking to like I don't know. You're talking about workaholics. I just I think a lot about uh, in comedy of just like you know uh, I don't know uh, when you see like certain relationships or or people in projects that like Tiffany Haddish in Girls Trip. You know, just fucking so just you know awesome that she's doing all that. And proud's the wrong word because I didn't do anything to do with her. Like yeah. But I've known her since she, I've known her for a long time. Yeah, and I've been a friend of hers. So funny. I'm so, I'm so uh, proud to know her. Yep. You know, yeah. but somebody that honed so hard of what they're doing, and then was able to take it in the situation with these people she never met, and just like be herself, and and they come to her, and she comes to them, and it's just like a a crazy blend of. Uh, look, look, we, look, sure. look, weed is great, and um, it's getting there. Weed is great. <laughs> It really, is great. it really is great. Oh, oh! So where are you this weekend? Brad's going to Guam. I'm yeah. going to Chicago. Where I'm are you in, going? Uh, Phoenix. There you go. Yes. Phoenix Stand Up Live. Stand Up Live. You gonna love that club? My late show. Um, you gonna float the Snake River? No, but I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, you go to the Snake River and you get in a tube and you float See, it. He's See, active, dude. I, again, <laughs> dude. Active. This is why when we went this on the road, it drives me nuts. About Brad that. took me to Pleasanton and I'm like, what do we do? He's like, we do this, we do this, and I'm like, yeah, we go to the okay, we go to the Jelly Belly Jelly Bean Factory and and uh, you went and, to the Jelly Bean Factory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all, they all thought it worked. All there. right, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me just top that oh, drink but... off and then we'll leave. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. What? So wait. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. I, I like to do stuff, but I'm in the cities. Where are you at? The, oh, you're in Guam. Yeah, I'm in Guam. What are you gonna do there? Did you look up the sites? Uh, I'm gonna just. It, it's not a hide in the cave island. from the missile launch. Yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna find a nuclear bunker. But is there like a Hooters or like a, a Hooters? Someone go to Guam to go to Hooters. <laughs> yeah, you guys have like a cheesecake factory in Guam. <laughs> How how Definitely. is your how is your moons over my hammy in Guam? <laughs> I'm gonna find that out. Do you have a Denny's? Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, my, my my ticket sales are great for the whole weekend, except for the late show Saturday. Okay, because of the Conor McGregor fight, I'm assuming. Oh, oh that's what do you that mean you're day. assuming? That's exactly yeah, why. That's why it I is. Know, and I was like, three I quarters of the country is going to watch. I asked Coman to. Uh, I was like, hey, can we just buy the fight? Yeah, and just air it. I, I was thinking about doing that in yeah. Chicago. And just are you going to do it? No, because oh. uh, it's like here. ten grand. It's what like, I can't make ten grand off of one show. That's bonkers. So buy like, a fight? Yeah, no, it depends on like the TVs and, and the space. Different. It's different. Yeah, you're showing right. people, so they right, right, it's a different right. price. And, but I, also, and, but it's I twenty grand if you. 
Right. What? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, if I make Conor McGregor shirts, I might sell them as merch and then cut my. But like, yeah, I, I would have to give. I would have to. I'd have to go to out, out of pocket. I think. Yeah. To pay for the fight. Hey, and the people that are coming to see you, they still want to see yep. you. They want to yeah. see your show. They don't like right they, now. It's a very small amount of people, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I think I think that's a big happen, thing to yeah. What will happen is uh, Thursday through Saturday will sell out, except for the late show, and then. Uh, and then the Sunday spillover. No, no, I don't do Sunday. I'm in Denver on Sunday. Oh, okay. And so we're doing two shows Denver, Sunday, two shows Monday, two shows Thursday. Two, oh, Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Jeez. And then Stan Hope flies in Wednesday. I think we're going to party Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then I come home Friday. See, well done, sir. And that and that's why I'm seeing what you're doing, and I appreciate your hustle. I'm like, fucking Bert's killing it, man. No, my hut, my hut. I'll tell you my I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Pork, porky big. I have no hustle. I, I, my thing is, long time ago, someone in Travel Channel said, follow passion. Passion gets story. Yeah. And so I started, I did that for the show. But then I was like, fuck, what is my passion? My passion is great stand-ups. Mm-hmm. So like, so like, and my wife kind of recognized this. I remember Ari one time was like, called Leanne and was like, hey, Bert needs to go. I'm, by the way, I'm probably fucking the story up. But he's like, Bert needs to go to uh, Calgary with me. I'm doing a show there, and I'm going to Stampede. And my wife's like, you're right, he does. And there was there was no money. I lost money, like, clearly. I flew myself there. I, I like, But I was like, but I had a really great time. And then one time she was like, hey, you've been on the road a long time. On your way back, why don't you stop in Bisbee and go see Doug? And I was like, oh, good call. So I flew into Tucson, went to Bisbee, and stayed with Doug for the day. And then we did it again another time. My wife's like, connect with comics. Like, that that seems to be your spirit animal is, like, yep. being around great comics. Yeah. It's the yeah. reason, you know, like, I'm not driven to go to the store. I told Adam the other day, I was like, I was like, hey, man, I, I, I apologize for not calling in for sets. He's like, dude, you make my life so fucking easy. I was like, but <laughs> I know that I want to do sets. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm really having a hard time shuffling around everything in my life. Yep. But when you do go to the store and you see comics that you respect and you just get into a short conversation with Russell Peters about yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it, tough it, to not geek out over that shit, you know? Yeah. And, Dude. And when it goes away, then you'll maybe know when it's time to, like, hang up the, uh, hang up the mic. Never, Good night, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this was our podcast. Three hours and 35 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Is, that a, is that a record? No, 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 no. I know, I know. Two more hours, and like we, none of us can do that. Well, right? Well, don't challenge. <laughs> I mean, look, look. Brad's got to get to Give Guam. Give me a five energy drink. No, I mean, I have two in my car. That's a, that really a ten-hour year or something. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what I would could do? I could fucking. I could talk to you all day, my friend. Um, and I practically did. So the podcast is uh, about <laughs> about last night. Yes. Why did you guys come with that name? I, Brad, I came up with it. It just like because we started recording it on Mondays. Brad asked me to do a podcast four years ago, and, yeah. and the idea of doing a podcast, which is crazy to think that it wasn't even as saturated as it is now. And I think right, Marin right, and right, right. four years ago it was Marin uh, Corolla uh, and Rogue. As far as like, there was it. only a handful of of ones that you made you go like, oh yeah, podcast. And he asked me to do it, and I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, doing it with somebody sounds fun. And then uh, we start going back and forth with names, and then. Yeah, I just figured because we're gonna do it on Mondays, and I thought about oh, well, as comics we'll talk. We would about talk the about the road. Week. That's yeah, what we, the, the whole plan was to talk about the weekend about previous. Yeah. yeah, and then when did you guys start having guests on? 
Uh, shortly after that, when we realized, oh wow, the road is a lot of the same stories. It's like, oh, we uh, saw a movie. We had we had, we had My a good burrito. And, football teams are going down. Yeah, and we fucked a girl. Oh shit. Okay. Well, now we got to get podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now we have to get guests on this thing. Yeah. And uh, Ralph Garman from the Kevin and Bean Show was our very first guest. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just started doing Kevin and Bean. I love. They're them. fantastic. They're the greatest. They really Kevin are. just did our podcast. He's, yeah. Oh, and, really? Dude, another another that one that would, I would, that would almost be my go top five. The Dude, stories for with De- Kevin Ryder, one one of the people one that of the I mean, ones. some people so just great. come in with uh, even Sebastian. I would put in a top five, so man, funny. because like really, Mescalco, dude, he had just great stories about like. Hold on, hold on, grow- hold on, Sebastian. I love you with all my heart. I did Sebastian with Pete. Yeah, and Pete overwhelmed the like like Pete was like the personality. Yeah, so I don't I don't even know if Sebastian talked. By himself? Oh, he's a, he's a great talker. All right. And, shout yeah. out to Sebastian. Oh, I need come on. you on the podcast, yep. Sebastian. Just, just you. One on one. And a him. bottle of vino. Hey, <laughs> and a broom. Hey, watching that sweep. Man, Sebastian did his bit about watching this guy sweep around his house construction. That killed me because I watched my guys sweep. But, like, I never thought there was a bit to it. Yeah. And he did fucking five minutes on this guy sweeping, and I was dying, fucking laughing, going, I had people sweeping in my house. <laughs> That's so true. All right, uh, guys. Susan Sarandon, that's another top five. Right? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, man. You're not on Susan Sarandon. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're lying. No, okay. no we I will you're show you photos. Pull a picture. You're Guess what, man? Right now. Just as sexy and hot you're as not, you imagine. Yeah. Nope. All right. <laughs> Real quick story. Michael McDonald from Mad TV is a friend of mine. We met on The Heat, right? Yeah. We had a, we had a week Wait, off. What's of- The Heat? Sandra Bullock, Moss McCarthy. Yeah, I know that show. I was the bad guy in that. It was a oh, movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, fuck, Moss McCarthy. Yeah, it's oh, how I met Yeah. Fuck yeah. I was a bad. I had a beer. Way, I was a club owner. Of the, then. the Lisa McCarthy scene ever is when she beats up Jason Statham with a guitar and <clears throat> Spy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So funny. <laughs> but yeah. No. no, I'm sorry, Jason Bateman. Bateman, <laughs> identity thief. Also oh, funny. <laughs> By the way, Bateman oh. or Statham, the new uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the Jason show. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Serena, and so I, I go to New York for the spy. I had two lines in spy. Paul put me in the heat, so then he goes, hey, do you want to come do a small Paul thing who? in the spy? Paul Feig, who directed the heat, Bridesmaids. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Paul put me in the Paul heat. McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Hey, you want to do this movie? want to do this movie? Yeah, I have nothing to do with it, but yeah. have a good, great, great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's so then waffles. Michael is doing shows again. <laughs> McCarty, dude, people know. forget the McCarty loves breakfast. I don't know why. I don't, Which I don't is the name of his one that, act. Made sense. <laughs> McCarty loves. <laughs> it's just basically, and it's sound bites of him ordering from drive thru, like, oh. breakfast places. Is it bad if I canceled this voiceover? <laughs> I just go, guys, I didn't book it. And they're like, wait, you haven't read for it. And I go, it's not going to happen. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Well, all right, so so then we, uh, uh, we we uh, Michael goes. I'm doing shows in Gotham in New York, and the spy premiere is that weekend. And I was like, oh shit, he was going to go. And Michael had a, a scene bigger than mine. It was in the same scene, and he goes, he goes, come on, do shows with me. We'll go to the premiere. I was like, fuck yeah. So Sunday night show at Gotham. Susan Sarandon and Chris Henge come out. Michael knows them. Susan did stuff on Mad TV back in the day. We all go out to an Italian restaurant after, and they keep it open for us. We drink a bunch of wine, and and then um, 
Uh, I go, I'm, I'm starting to ha- have a little bit of rapport with Susan Sarandon, and she's super fucking cool and, and smokes so weed, sexy. and she's so she's sexy, so sexy. dude. And she is so, so sexy, sexy, dude. And at one point, I just so go, sexy. I go, you know, Susan, I'm going to the spy premiere tomorrow. I don't have a date. You want to come with me? She goes, you know what? I'm, actually, I'm not doing anything tomorrow. And I go, I got two lines in the movie, though. Don't fuck this up for me, okay? Like, I'm trying to make a big splash on the red carpet. Don't fuck it. Don't jam me up. And she laughs, whatever. And then uh, she's like, yeah, and she knows Melissa. She does a Tammy with her. So I go, you know what? I go, give me your number. I'll pick you up in an Uber. And then uh, we'll go to the movie. And she's yeah. like, hell yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit, you know, fucking Serena, this is a fucking cause. Maybe we'll smoke weed. We we'll go to the premiere, whatever. We keep in touch. And then she comes out to LA to, for a movie thing. And, mm-hmm. and anyway, the man, meddler, she did it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Dude, Susan she's Serena? a fucking. Yeah. Uh, just the, the greatest, podcast. man. I mean, like. Brett, uh, Brett Ratner did our podcast because, be, because I met him at a cafe. Brett Ratner? Yeah, yeah dude. He, yeah, Brett he did a rush podcast. hour. And- yeah, he did our podcast because I was having breakfast in the Beverly Hills Hotel just to do it, and Brett Ratner sat next to us. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just started talking to him. Breaks the ice, gets yeah. him on the pod. We go to his house, tells the stories about Ratner. Yeah. Tells the stories about being friends with Michael Jackson, throwing water balloons out the window of a hotel at fucking people on the street. Him and the, the hotel security coming up and being like, and Michael's hiding under the bed, and Ratner's like, and they go to Ratner, oh like, yo, man, God. we're getting complaints about people throwing water balloons. And Michael's under the bed giggling and shit. And they're like, yo, <laughs> Mr. Jackson, can you please not throw water balloons to the guests? I'm sorry, you know. Oh, my God. You guys are going to be the crossover pro- podcast. You know that, right? The What's one that? that explains podcasting to the regular people. Because, <laughs> like, right now, these this is for podcasting fans. Yeah. Like, no one's going to. No, my mom's never going to The go. extra like, hour. Oh, I can't believe Adam Ray and Brad Williams got on first podcast. <laughs> Jesus, Brad, let's get like, out of like, here, dude. Like, no, any, you know what? That any, was the one slam any, I was yeah, waiting for. We're, we're, any, <laughs> we're not Lady Kreischer fans. Yeah. Any, any, like, any Deathcore fans yes. like, like, they're going to be like, oh, that'll be a cool podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, you guys will be the ones where you have Susan fucking Sarandon. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bob Saget, Howie Mandel. Bob Saget, that's not a hard cut. Attell, Swartzen. Attell? Yeah. yeah. I had Attell. You had yeah. Swartzen? That's a, yeah. that's a club. Swartzen's yeah. a great club. Um, Swartzen passed. We got, I, you know what? But here. <laughs> he passed. We've had, we've had amazing <laughs> guests, Bert Crush. Fucking. We've had amazing guests, but let me tell you. Okay. Swartzen. This is so fun trying to see you get this out. Yeah. Oh, my brain's not working. My brain's not working. Uh, hey, but Bert, can yeah. you can you help us get our get our white whale of podcasting guests? The one the that? one that we've always wanted to get. Yeah, who is it? John Stamos. I don't know. Oh yeah, Damn. yeah. I'll do it. I'll help you get it. <laughs> hey guys, let's, yeah. Let's thank you, Stamos. Yeah, yeah. Right. Stamos, you really want Stamos? Yeah, dude. Because he's scared a little. Scared people. a little people. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's for re- like when I first met him, he was terrified. Of, he, he was terrified yeah. of me. Really? I yeah. did. I did a bit about it my in my special, but yeah, he's terrified of little people. So I need St- John Stamos on guys. the podcast. Guys, <laughs> hammer John Stamos. Light him up. <laughs> we got to find that way into his heart. Yeah. that connects yeah. him with humanity. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I Don't. saw his, I saw Rebecca Romaine one time. Wow, this is, the story goes nowhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> By the way, you can end that story right there. I saw Rebecca Romaine, and I'm happy with it. 
You were probably happy with it too. Yeah, yeah, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Dude, story bomb recognition story is one of my favorite right. things in the world, dude. It is just one of the things like, I love about Anthony Anthony was, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Swartzen. We had a Swartzen. joke about like bad stories when he's like, "You ever just tell a story and like ten seconds in, you're like a bored story, like that's just not going anywhere." So you add details that didn't ever happen. So you'd be like, "So this one time, like, uh, Dave was like at the bar and he was all like, give me shots.'" And the bartender was all like, uh, you're done. And then, so he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then the bartender fucking stabbed him. And you're like, what? And he's like, I just added that to make the story more entertaining. The, uh, all right. Yeah. About last night. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm fucking hammered. I didn't even see my new car yet. <laughs> Well, I mean, bad if I take it for a spin right now. <laughs> just go ve- yeah. get him on the one hey, gu- hey, guess what? Very bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe I'll just hop in it and just sit in it. Price is right style, like I, I did. I don't drink yeah. and drive. And fake drive. Getting, uh, a DY. I'm gonna. You, I'm gonna sit you can fake drive. It. You can sit it and fake drive. Yeah, yeah. I do it all the time because I can't reach the pedals. <laughs> Extender pedals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder what it's like to see a little person. Uh, Backseat drive. Like you ever been in a car with someone who's like, who's like sitting next to you, and, the, and then you like you're going to oh, it's the worst. And then you watch them hit the brakes. Yeah, and when Brad does it, it's literally him kicking the dashboard. Like, like oh, I I, I would I love to be fuck, a little person for one year. Fuck just up a glove to write box. the material. Yeah. He's a great driver. Yeah, yeah, he is. First time I got in the car, I was like, I I never even thought about it. And all of a sudden, he got in the car, and I remember just being like, like, can you do this? <laughs> <laughs> and then I look over and he's fucking because you don't do you know do you haven't been in that situation. I have pedal extenders. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's a metal rod with a pedal on top of it. You don't put. Is that put, crazy? I don't. You don't I, put big wood stilts on your. No, feet. I don't do the short round thing from they, Temple of Doom. Well, Knotson still stopped <laughs> sponsoring them. Well, no, that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the Asian yeah, kid yeah. from Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Short round. Yeah, lady, you will call him Doctor Jones. Yeah, he had yeah. like wooden wooden blocks on his feet. That's, yeah, yeah, that's how he drove. No, I don't do that. No, I just uh, excellent but, driver. Yeah, but yeah, I will tell you this: when a when there's a comic, he was in the Inland Empire. His name is Bruce Jingles. And, I know Bruce. Yeah, and uh, I did a, I did a gig with him where he was in my passenger seat, and uh, we we drove uh, we were driving out to Nor- Northern California, and I was driving, and a cop pulled up next to us, saw Bruce, who's a black guy. In the passenger seat and me driving, and the cop mouthed the words to me, "Are you okay?" Yes. Finally. And all I thought to myself was, and I didn't have the beard back then. Yeah. So, yeah. All, so all I thought to myself was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. This guy, this cop thinks that a black guy like. <laughs> kidnapped a kid and, and then made, made him drive like it's a Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> then made him drive. Oh, well, shit. Well, Bruce Jingles, by the way, shout out to Bruce Jingles. Shout out to Jesus and Mira for being saying shout out the whole night. Yeah. But yeah. shout out to Bruce Jingles. I saw Bruce Jingles do stand up comedy once mm. and I still know his name. There you go. That's a fucking legit That's a sign stamp of right comedy. there. Like I, I saw him do stand up one time. We did stand up together and I never forgot Bruce Jingles' names. I think he had also had a stroke, maybe, or something. Yeah, he's good now. Right? Did he have a stroke? Uh, yeah, he, I forgot exactly. I'm sure Bruce will text me. I think, I think or he was in a car accident, maybe? I'll have to text him. Yikes, those are two that. very different experiences. <laughs> oh, we have to end He this ordered a sandwich, didn't he? No, I think he bobsledded. Like, those are just like the complete. <laughs> oh, we have to end this podcast. Okay. This right. is just going to fucking thank you. Yeah. derail us. Thank you, man.
almost at four hours. Fifth fucking 12 more minutes and we got four hours but um, no, no, no. Guam, Guam 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks no. for hopefully having us man doesn't hit and fix me you'll be oh, fine dude fine. <laughs> you right. will be fine and guess what if there look I hope the bomb that happens if is you your comedy not going now. over I can't fucking think of any Guam references <laughs> alright wait <laughs> one more and then we close it out okay all right, okay. one more Guam. Good call. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, still, yeah. By the way, if you're still with us, and guess what, I'm gonna go on a limb and say a lot more are going to have stuck with it at this point than not, because there's been like, dude, we haven't let too much time dip before something else has been like, oh shit, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. What about oh, by that? The way, by the way. If you got to two hours, you're yeah. in. Yeah. Right now you're like, you're yeah, invested. fucking, I got, I got jumped into the gang. I was, I, was like, I was Mexican. What was my choice? Yeah. It, it, it's like watching the first yeah. eight episodes of Lost. You're like, well, now I have to see this thing until the end. I, I can't listen to you. So all I'm thinking is drama. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone listening right now is going, what about? What Guami about, about, woman, uh, come and dance with me. <laughs> Guami. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Guam. Guam. Don't get it. Don't That's not bad. Oh, damn it. I, I, I've got the words to hey, Jude. All the way. All I, all I want to do is grab my phone, but my phone's in that fucking car. <laughs> my wife took it. Mm-hmm. Guam. Guam, 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 Guam. Violent Femmes? <laughs> You're Guam, busting a Guam, Violent Femmes reference? <laughs> Guam, Guam, Why can't I get Guam. just one Guam? Why can't I get just one Guam? Why can't I get just one Guam? Will they tell me that I'm gonna be wrong? But all I want is just one Guam. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I'm fucking hammered. I'm fucking hammered. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, guys, this can't yeah. be the future of this podcast because I will die. Yeah. Not a bad life. There's I love, you, I love you too, Bert. Hey, Thank you, you Max. This episode was brought to you by the machine. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co.